to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing coming at you. Oh, it hurts when I say that, and I'll explain that in a second. But uh, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. 601 p.m. Pacific, PulpMechShow.com. We are live on Monday night. Thank you for listening, and thank you people on Facebook Live. Appreciate it. What's up on everybody on Racer X Online, Facebook Live? Got a great show. Trey Kennard will be on. Remember Trey Kennard? Of course you do. He'll be on to talk about his uh, new venture, what he's doing now that he's hung up the boots. Looking forward to talking to uh, Trey and seeing what's up. Uh, MCR Honda's Justin Braden will be on. The number 10, he will be on to talk about the upcoming season and what's happening and what's new with him and what's cracking. And, and of course, we got to talk about his new ranch, Tony Berluti. Oh, my God. Berlut's back. And uh, also uh, a little bit of a, a different show today. Over to my right, everyone on Facebook will see exactly... No one, but uh, that's because we had a couple people uh, kind of bow out, and I didn't rush to replace them. We're going to try something new tonight. It's the end of the year. It's the second last show of the year. There'll be no show Christmas week, and uh, so we thought we'd try something new. And uh, so no co-host with me tonight. It's just Solo Steve, but uh, Jason Thomas, Seth Rarick, and Chris Kiefer will all be on the phone with me uh, at certain points in the show to uh, sort of virtually co-host with me over the phone. Looking forward to that. Uh, Pookie is going to drop by uh, later on the show. We have a little contest to do with her and uh, see how she can relate uh, against our producer guy. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Don't forget, if you're buying from Amazon for Christmas, um, you can uh, go to the Amazon banner on pulpmex.com. Click on that. Uh, it takes you to Amazon, buy something, uh, whatever, whatever it is that you need, and uh, we get a small slice of that, and uh, we'd appreciate that. Also, to Patreon as well, uh, we got some special T-shirts for people who subscribe to Patreon. Although I'm out in stock right now on them, but um, yeah, we got some things to uh, to address on there as well for you people. Some early access to the podcast, which is always fun, um, and uh, and more on Patreon.com. Also, to TuneIn app. And the Pulpamex app, uh, you can listen to the show and all the archives on the RacerX show, the Fly Racing Moto 60 show that will be kicking off Thursday before A1 and every Thursday from then on from 12 to 1 Pacific will be the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Uh, that's on the app as well as Kiefer Tested. Also, a great uh, response from you people on the Kiefer Tested pods. People seem to really like them. And, uh, yeah, we'll have Kiefer on later to talk about what he's been doing right now, currently in love with the 2018 Husqvarna uh, FC450, and uh, so we'll get to the bottom of that. Like I said, Brayton, Kennard, and uh, and you people, 702-586-7857. If you have something on your mind to talk about, Anaheim 1 just around the corner, or if you just want to talk about the offseason, or, or James Stewart or Chad Reed. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Everybody wants to talk about James Stewart and Chad Reed. Over in the corner, he is my producer. He is my app builder. He is my partner in Pulpamex Fantasy. He is my soulmate, Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? This just got that, that took a turn. 
I'm by myself, theory. dude. I'm, I'm I, by myself. I wasn't ready for that. I'm by myself. I got to come up with words. How are you? I everything like, good? I like you and all, but... Everything good? Yeah, everything's good. Yeah? Yeah. You excited for Pulp Mex Fantasy? I am very excited. We're going to talk more about that later, yeah. but... Uh, so far, so good. I mean, it's... Uh, the site looks really good. Thanks to Ryan, the designer. Um, and, and luckily, I didn't screw up the code too much to make it look good. Blame. But, uh, Looks good. It's starting to come together, uh -huh. and, and we're adding all the functionality in. Got the leagues back up today, so you can go and create and join your own leagues with your buddies and cool. talk some smack. But, yeah, it's going really well, and I'm, I'm really excited. So as it. I explained while you were on the phone, uh, second last show of the year. There's no show Christmas week. Mm -hmm. And then after that is the first, and we'll be back in on the first. Uh, I got a, a text from a guy named Moser wondering about the year in review shows that you are supposed to be building. How is no, that going? I've never heard of this Moser mm -hmm. character. Uh, I'm not really sure what a year in review show is. Okay, so it's going fantastic. Yeah, then. it's going great. Oh, great to hear. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're trying to get together a year in review show, people, for you to listen to over the holidays. And uh, so I guess I don't know if that'll happen this year. Who knows? I'm going to try. I'm uh, going to try. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X Brand Goggles, Mission Starcross 5, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace. W Wheels, EK Chains, Guts Racing, Get Data, all on board with us tonight, people, and you, along for the ride. Again, 702-586-7857. If you want to talk some moto, please let us know. As I said, Kennard, Brayton coming up, Rarick, Kiefer as well. But for now, let's get to our main uh, co-host over the line. He is from Fly Racing. He is a former German Supercross champion. He is a former uh, Montreal Supercross champion. He is Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? Nothing. I'm a little bummed out when uh, when you went to the soulmate thing. I thought you know I thought I was coming in there, but uh, that's all right. I'll uh, I'll move forward and uh, wipe my tears. Yeah. No. Exactly. Just um, use a uh, use a fly racing jersey. That's probably handy to soap soap up the tears. Um, all right. Can we can we calm down with the panic that you incited with my wife? over my crash while I rode my dirt bike, which is the reason why I was sore at the beginning of the show and I can't really yell that much right now. Well, listen, when, when one of our mutual friends calls me and says, hey, uh, Steve crashed pretty hard. He broke, broke his helmet uh, or oh, broke geez. a part of his helmet. Uh, he was coughing up blood. Uh, I'm I'm not going to just sit on the sidelines. Like I, I you know, like I said, when it, it, this goes back to the soulmate thing. This is this okay. is exactly what was told to you. That's what it was told to me. Uh, this mutual friend, he shall go nameless, but he may or may not rhyme with Schmish Schmooksy. <laughs> That's what was told to me. I can I can I, show you the text message. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to just sit on the sideline and and not check on you in that scenario. As as my soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. I did not cough up blood. Not once I did talking. I cough up blood. Okay. Um, well, you can understand with the information I had to go on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check on you. Make sure you're good. Right. The worst thing I want you to do, and I've, I've had people do this, is like, oh no, I'm good, I'm good, and you have some sort of internal injury that you're trying to tough out, and then you end up in a really dangerous situation because you're trying to be a tough guy. So. Wow. Well, yeah, Schmishmuxi means to back it down on the dramatics. But I'll tell you what well, was happening. Take, okay, what we can't take any chances with a pulp, you know, pulp nation. <laughs> I I went out yesterday to Mesquite MX, um, a really good track up uh, about an hour from here. They really overwatered it though. By the way, I'd just like to say they really, 
really, really overwatered it. And uh, I crashed. And, dude, it's not fun hitting the ground anymore. Like, it never was. But... Oh man, it was, I'm so sore right what, now. This is what this is what derailed Strava Steve. It was, it kind of was. <laughs> um, I think I got back on it a little bit, but it definitely took the wind out of Strava Steve. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like it was really watery, and there's a double coming out of a turn, and it's an easy double. And I came into the turn, and it was watery, and I slipped up, and I didn't get the corner right. And so, but I was just like, ah, screw it. I'll just, you know, power up the face of the jump, which I did. And I guess I was taking this jump too, too lightly. I don't know. But I, I went off the face, came up short, which I'm like, well, I came off short. I came up high, front end high off the, off the face because I was really giving it gas because I screwed the corner up. Front end was high, totally manageable though. And I'm like, okay, no biggie, whatever. And then dude, my back end hit and. I'm, I'm before I knew it. I'm going over the bars. <laughs> why are you? Why are you not backing out of this double on a practice day in the mud? I want to know, dude. It's you would JT. A guy like you would look at this double and laugh his balls off. Like I know, I know, but like race day, ha, that's ha, ha, ha. right? That's what you'd be. People get hurt on race day because they can't. You can't back out of it anymore. Like you got to go. Like even if you're. Not 100% good. You got to go because it's the race. And then practice day, that's why people don't get hurt as often practicing because it's like, okay, well, things aren't perfect. I'm just going to roll this jump, and then I'll continue on with my moto. Right. So my right. question is, why did you feel like you had to you know, pull a hero maneuver here and air this thing out in the mud? I just was like, this jump is so easy. I don't need to hit the corner right to do it. But it was muddy. Four championships go to your head. I think that's what happened. The four championships oh, went to your dude. head. So what, what, what did happen, though, what did alarm me, I will admit, what alarmed me and what alarmed Cooksey, or Schmooksey, I should say, what alarmed Schmooksey <laughs> is my nose started running like crazy. And, and, okay, that's weird in the first place, and the nose is running. And the snot was like a little bit of blood, like it was red a little bit. Not blood, it wasn't bleeding nose, but the snot was orange-red tinged. And I'm like, oh, boy. Like, I could not shut it off. There was a guy at the track who knew me from the show. He, he, he says he posts on Vital. And I'm trying to co- carry on a conversation with the guy. And my nose is just streaming down bloody snot. And I'm like, uh-oh. And so I go to take a pee on purpose, you know, to see what's going on in my urine. Like, do, do, I have some, yep. do I have some blood here? And it looked fine. And, but my nose just kept running. And then I got back on the bike to do a little bit moto after after that. I had to treat my front end. My cl- bars were bent. Clutch lever was bent. The front end was twisted on my RM Army. And uh, I go to go back out for another moto, and the first bump I hit, like something in my upper leg just hurt like crazy. So I pulled it in. Nose started running again like bloody bloody snot. And I'm like, okay, I got to go. <laughs> so, dude, I was there yeah, like six is, laps. I was there like six laps. This is why I called Pookie. This is why I oh. called in secondary safety measures. Mm. I'm so sore. Like I just, what an I idiot bet. I am! What an idiot I am! Like I, I Jesus, what, what, you know, whatever. You, so you said it. Yeah, Pookie calls me all worried, and then she's just like, "You got a concussion? You got a concussion?" And I'm like, "No, I don't have a. You broke your helmet." JT said, "You broke your helmet." Well, I broke the mouth guard off on the F2, JT, which I don't think means I got a concussion. I just took a digger right there. 
on the mouth guard. I don't know. Some of the opinions you have sometimes, I think you're concussed 100% of the time. So I don't know how you would have her have a baseline. Well, thanks for coming on tonight, JT. Really appreciate it. It's been, it's been fun. <laughs> so, anyway, so thanks for working my wife into a lather. But I guess if that's the information you had from the overdramatic mutual friend, then I can't blame you. But oh, you can't be mad at people for worrying about you. That's rule number one. I'm fine. I'm very sore, but I'm fine. Um, all right, all right, everybody. So, hey, how things at Fly Racing, JT? Um, question I got for you. So. We are seeing all the posters for 2018 coming out right now. Okay. Do you at Fly Racing care what color gear the guy wears in the poster that he'll be signing all year long? Uh, it's strategic for sure. Um, most of the guys have approved colors that they're allowed to wear. So if it's one of those colors, it's, you know, it's typically something that the team picked going into that photo shoot. So, really, do I care personally? No. Um, I'm much more worried about what they wear on race night on TV. That, that's a bigger deal to me. The poster is kind of like, eh, whatever. As long as it's an approved colorway and, and everything's right on the graphics and all that, I'm good. Because I asked because a guy like Pike can wear just about anything, right? Because he's sort of 450 mm-hmm. guy and, and you know, the team's not super restrictive. So, you know, I see, I see Pike in a lot of different colors. So, interesting to see what he picks for the poster shoot. Yeah, typically a guy like Weston where, you know, JGR, they're so laid back, they don't really care. Um, it's generally going to be something he picked. So I'm good with right. that. As a, as a former rider, I like to yeah. have – I like to pick my own stuff, and I didn't really get to very often, so I can, I can appreciate that. Some factories won't let you wear the color of another factory bike, right? That's a fact. That's ridiculous, if you ask me. That is re-fucking-ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating. It's right? frustrating for sure. Like, yeah. I get it. Oh. I get it that, you know, most of the time you should wear this color because we like it or it looks good or whatever. But to just ban a color because it's another it's another brand of bike? Come on. Yeah, oh, and it's, it's, not even, it's not even that it's just that anymore. It's not even just the color of the bike anymore. It's energy drinks on top of that, too. So now you have OEMs that don't like another OEM, plus they don't like another energy drink because their title sponsor doesn't like competing energy drinks. So, yeah, it's a, it's a slippery slope when it comes – you know, it's so political when it comes to that stuff. But for us, we're just trying to sell all the colors. You know, we're trying to sell everything, so we kind of don't care. Yeah. Uh, no, I – You know, poor I mean, Matt, you know, Max is my athlete manager, yeah. pro athlete manager, and he, he's tasked with dealing with all these politics and navigating this you yeah. know, maze of keeping people happy. It's, it's messy for sure. Like, I always never I, – I never understood the blue at Yamaha thing. I get it that they want you to wear blue. Like, I, I would say, like, if I'm a team owner and I love blue and blah, 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 I'd be like, okay, hey, can you wear blue 50% of the time? Okay, I'm good. Go ahead with the other stuff. You know what I mean? Like, that's all. I think that's totally hey, fine. Think about this. So, like, you remember, you know, going back, and, and some people remember this, some won't, but, like, um, say a race like 2006 Vegas where they went into that weekend and it was Stu, Chad, and, and James. Right. They were all battling for the title. Well, that was a race that Chad was supposed to wear blue. It was in, you know, that was, mm-hmm. he, he had a couple races that he was allowed to choose his own color, but Vegas was not one of those. The, the finale was definitely not one of those. Well, he got it into his head, and, and Chad, if anybody knows Chad, is one of the most stubborn people on earth. Not, not too dissimilar from you, Mathis, 
Um, but he decided he was going to wear yellow. He wanted to wear the, the 50th anniversary yellow that they had. And uh, so he wore it. And anytime you chose to not wear the blue when it was contracted, it was a $60,000 fine. Mm-hmm. So those those races where you see him step out and wear a different color, he was paying sixty grand. He was paying a sixty thousand dollar fine those weekends, which is just ludicrous. Right. I mean, think about think about that. How much money that is? So, I know. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Got a text from Schmooksy. Not over dramatic. You busted your helmet, complained of internal pain, and spit up blood. I didn't want your death on my conscience. <laughs> I did. See? I did not spit up blood. Schmooksy, I did not. But thank you for caring about me and all that. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy to me that these guys and and you you know what JT, you nailed it too. You add in the energy drinks and oh my god, like even more just sort yeah. Of good luck. Reg- I mean, yeah, exactly. Good luck. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know when we're in the safe confines of our office and you know we're by ourselves and we can speak freely. I mean, we just throw up our hands sometimes and be like, what do you want us to do here? Do you want us to just wear gray? Yeah. Like, everyone just wear gray all right, the time. Right, right. You know? Yeah, it's, tough. It, it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, especially, like, some of the team deals that you guys have, like, you pay a lot yep. of money. Like, you pay a lot of money. For sure. Not as yeah, much maybe course. as and some of the other guys, but it's a lot of money, and you sell gear. So Yeah, and you, know. and you want to sit these people down and say, hey, you understand why the reason that we're paying – such and such athlete is because we need them to showcase our gear on national television and to fans, right? You understand the premise of all that. Like these are very smart people you're dealing with. So obviously they do. So why would we do that? If we're, you know, we can only wear one color all year. That's what you're telling us. Like that's not worth anything. You know, it's, it's just really, it just gets really difficult to justify spending a lot of money on these guys. Yeah, for sure. Uh, question here. Uh, Zach, what's up, man? How are you? Thanks for calling. What's happening? Hey, uh, with uh, with JT on the line, I kind of want to change up my questions here. Okay. Um, for sure, uh, JT, since you're not necessarily riding as much as you used to or training, really, um, do you find that when you do get to go out and ride, uh, you know, you can carry the same sort of speed even for just a, a short time like you used to and, and do some of the things on the bike that you used to, but maybe for just a shorter period of time? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, the skill set and all the, you know, the things that you've learned don't really go away. It's, uh, you definitely don't feel as comfortable doing it. I found there's definitely a comfort level from riding all the time. Uh, but once I ride for a while, you know, even just in one day, I can go fast for for a little bit. Um, just your arms blow up and you get arm pump and, um, Sometimes, but to sometimes answer your question, you, yeah, sometimes yeah, I you can, can definitely go fast for a little bit. I just can't do it for very long. Sometimes you case little easy doubles, Zach, when you yeah, don't no, ride that, for a while. That sounds pretty – that was kind of upset to hear that. It sounds like you really took a good digger there. I did. It hurt. That's not You cool. know, the, the main difference for me, Zach, is that, you know, like training-wise, I train a lot now just for whatever, just because I think it's habit of my life. Um, yeah. So it's not really like heart rate or anything like that. It's just arm pump, and that's just from lack of riding. So – I can, like, when I stop, my heart rate's not out of control. It's pretty similar to when I was racing. It's just that I can't I can't feel the bars. I can't hold on. I can't do any of that stuff. Hey, That's, Zach. Because I never get so, Yeah, what's up? Zach, here, here's what JT does. Marks, here's what JT does, too. We're in Morgantown, West Virginia, shooting Racer X Supercross preview videos last week. And we're in the middle of filming, and we take a lunch break, and there's somebody ordered pizza. And so there's pizza there. 
and we're all just eating pizza and taking a quick lunch break and then getting right back to shooting the videos. And JT's like, I can't eat that. I got to go. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't eat pizza. I'm like, first of all, everyone eats pizza. It's so good. And he's like, <laughs> Dude, no, I can't eat that. I, can't. I said, I know you don't eat pizza, JT, but like we have a, we're, 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 we're on a tight schedule here. Uh, it's going to be, we're going to right back to, fil- can you just eat the pizza today? Nope. Nope. And he went that, out and he drove what, around West Virginia to try to find a chicken wrap. That's what years and years of dedication as a pro athlete coming uh, back to surface looks like right there. Bullshit. Just eat the that's pizza. That's exactly he's, it. He's pulling a cooksie right now and he's pushing the boundaries of the story. I am not. I am not pushing the boundaries. <laughs> you are. We were not on a tight schedule. Oh, we weren't. We were not. Oh, okay. We right. weren't at all. No, because when I left, we were just, you guys were just BSing in the cafeteria. And then when I got back, you were still just BSing in the cafeteria. Waiting for you. So clearly the schedule wasn't that tight. And, and, and I no, got one, because one more. Was still eating free pizza. Weed was, weed was putting free food, like storing it away like a camel. <laughs> well, that's the yeah. next meal. Right. That's, that's to be expected, but. Anyways, what's up, Trap? What's else? Uh, uh, one, one, one more opinion-based question for JT would be: um, I don't, I'm not sure, JT, if you tuned in. To, I think it was two weeks ago now, where uh, Kenny Watson was talking to Berlu on the show about old box fan days, and just as a listener of the show, I could hear uh, Berlu's excitement talking about you know '90s racing back then. Do you think maybe that sparked? Like, uh, you know, hey, I really, really got to get back at this again. For Watson, you mean? Or no, for Berlute. Uh, no, for Berlute. No, because I think it's so different now. You know, when, when Berlute was doing it in the 90s, man, those guys had so much freedom. They were, uh, they were in their bone box van. They were out on the open road, and, you know, Steve did the same thing. You were kind of doing your own program, man. Like, you had all of this you know, uh, freedom to make your own choices and where do you want to go and when do you want to be there? It's so much different for these guys now. You know, if Berluti ended up, he does end up doing this deal with Moto Concepts, you fly in, you do your work, you fly out, it's all scheduled. I mean, it's it's yeah, a it's... totally different dynamic. So maybe, but I, I just think, I feel like it's such a different work environment than it used to be in the 90s. I remember he, he was telling Steve not that long ago, like he's totally out of the game, oh, would never consider it. Yeah. He was laughing about it. I, that's why I, I'm going to, next time we talk to him, I'm going to ask him how much money they threw at him. Good God, they must have yep. thrown the kitchen sink at him and all the hot tubs he needs. Because and he'll uh, he'll deny, he'll never give you an answer. No, he'll he won't. It. He won't. But I'm very surprised he's back. And we're gonna talk to Brighton about that too. So, all right, thanks, yeah. Zach. Thanks for calling, man. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it, um, JT. So, uh, Trey Kennard coming up here shortly. Fly racing athlete uh, for a long, long time. It's probably still is, right? If Trey Kennard called, could he get free gear? I would assume so. Okay, just checking. Uh, Truck Hero question of the day, truck-hero.com. Proud sponsor of the Auto Trader JGR team, the parent company of NFAB. Uh, Truck Hero is a name you can trust when it comes to the finest products for your truck, Jeep, or SUV. From the inside of your vehicle to the outside, Truck Hero has you covered. Uh, JT, this is the question of the day for you. Uh, It was on Twitter, and this guy, I got to get to the bottom of this because otherwise you're going to freak out. His name's Cody Anderson. Since you wouldn't ask this last week, ask JT if he's cool with his boy Forrest charging three-quarters of his team rides. So basically, I think what that, what, what, what that goes for is um, guy from 100%, the goggle guy, douchebag of the year, tweeted out 
that he heard that the uh, RM ATV MC guys uh, bought their rides and what is the sport coming to? I imagine that this guy, Cody, saw that tweet and uh, and then he's saying that we're ducking the question. So, Cody, we are not ducking the question. We even made it a truck hero question of the day. And JT, he's not right. I mean, he's not wrong either, but what's your take on it? You know, it's touchy. Um, yeah, I, I can understand the people that are complaining about it, but at the same time, uh, Forrest isn't getting factory KTM equipment for free. <laughs> uh, if, if anybody thinks that, they're horribly mistaken. Uh, you know, KTM, uh, Forrest is on a program with KTM Factory Race Services, which is a privilege to be on. And, uh, you know, for him, it's a really expensive program to be on, and there's a huge bill at the end of the year that Forrest is responsible for. So, for him, he tries to look at every option available, and there are people that are they're good racers, let's be honest. Uh, Benny Bloss and A-Rod and Dakota Alix are, are really good. I mean, those guys are all capable, really good racers, and if they are willing to uh, find the means to get factory equipment, more power to them because I can tell you that Forrest can't, he can't afford to just give these guys factory bikes without any help, so... It's not something where, you know, Forrest is trying to be make an egregious move here or make people upset. He's just trying to find an answer to get these guys on the equipment that they want and are willing to uh, pay to get. But they're, they're also not stealing rides from anybody. No, I, these, I mean, honestly, you know, for a ride like A-Rod has, for, you know, um, if he wasn't paying for it, that ride wasn't, wouldn't exist. It wouldn't happen, no. Period. And the same for Dakota last year. If Dakota didn't, wasn't willing to, you know, find a way to do it, Forrest wouldn't do it. That's just, that's, it's as simple as that. So um, if, if anyone out there thinks that these guys are buying a ride that would exist without it, they're, they're just wrong because it basically would just be, yeah. it would be a two man 450 team and it would be done. Exactly. That's so, I mean, to me, it's not, you can cry and moan about it, but there, there's not privateer guys that, are losing a spot at these at this at this team. They're, they're, no, the team is it's not profiting. Exist. No, it didn't exist. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah those I guys it was are basically coming up with money to create a position. That's as simple as you right. can put it. And and I and I don't know about Bloss's status, but I, I would think for eighteen, Bloss probably isn't paying. I don't really know for sure. I can't speak for sure, but I think he because the team would have to have two guys, you know, as part of the deal. Right. Um, so I don't know. For sure, but uh, but uh, A Rod's got a Venezuelan sponsor, and uh, so that's really helping him out, you know. So I don't know. I, I do. I don't get the outrage of that. I really don't. I don't understand the outrage from Cody or from the hundred percent guy. Like what? What? What, well, this, what do you? What do you want to do? You know, this happened before too. When Benny first signed on, you know, Forrest was very transparent and said, "Hey, we we believe in Benny. We want to help him. I just I don't have the budget to help Benny with on this level of equipment with this program." So. Um, if we can find a solution, we, we definitely want to keep them. So, and, and KTM has to sign off on that. It's not like KTM is handing out factory equipment to anybody with a, with a you know checkbook. Right. So this is a, it's a co-op effort between Forrest and um, you know the powers that be there are paying for it, and then KTM has to sign off on it too. So it's, yeah, yeah, KTM's not going to be like, hey, you're going to give the bike to your neighbor? Yeah, no problem. Like no, if, if just a privateer was like, hey, I have X amount of dollars and they're not very good, and we're not going to make any main events, KTM would be like, no, we, we don't need any money. You know, cause K- yeah. I don't think KTM's really making any money off this deal either. 
they're just paying their expenses for all this R&D and, and providing equipment, you know, for a factory mm-hmm. level racer. Yeah. Um, all right, that's the Truck Hero question of the day. There you go, Cody. I'm, I'm not scared to ask it. Uh, all right, let's get to some phone calls here. Nash. Gentlemen. You have code bra- red. You have code- Gentlemen. Yes, you have code red news. What is it? What is it? First of all, JT, always glad you're a big part of the show. Thanks for being there with us. Always a pleasure. Yeah, Nash. Living the dream, buddy. Living the dream. All right. So I was looking through some standard information that everybody sees at the RacerX website, and I was looking at the Loretta's qualifiers list, Mm -hmm. and I noticed something very unusual, Stephen. Mm -hmm. Raceway Park is not holding a regional qualifier. That Mm -hmm. is very weird. Now, like every promoter under the sun... Raceway Park likes money, and yeah. we have a, a, a Loretta's regional that makes you money. Mm-hmm. So that got my brain thinking. I think myself, hmm, sounds like maybe they might take a little pause, maybe take a year, maybe build a new track, maybe <clears throat> go down that road because it's been unvital. And I'm no brain surgeon, but... What what were you aware of, if anything? And you can't break it if you can. Uh, no, I'm not aware of anything. The schedule for 18 nationals are out, though, Nash, so they're not on it. Um, yes. I, but, I I have heard that they looked at it a while ago, but that's all I know, that they went and looked at Racetown as a, as a spot for a national uh, because there was mm-hmm. some things with Bud's Creek going on. Um, JT, mm-hmm. you, you, JT, you really thought this was it for Bud's Creek. You didn't think they were coming back. They are, but... Um, you know, it sounds to me like they're on a on a you know on a tenuous position in the national schedule. Yeah, I would have uh, I would have bet that they weren't coming back for eighteen. Um, that was my favorite track as a racer, absolute favorite race to go to, favorite track to ride. So I'm happy it's back, but uh, I didn't see it coming. And and I know that race ten, or uh, you know um, English Town was on the short list to replace yeah. it. Yeah. So well. I mean, there's there, there's possibly, and this is, I mean, I'm a nobody. Maybe the track's great, the dirt's great, yada, yada, yada. It's kind of like a Dover, if you would, and, that, and I'm not comparing NASCAR, but I'm just providing relevance for our conversation. That track would be similar to a Dover as where a Unadilla would be like a Talladega, more wide open, right, faster, right. et cetera. JT, you ever but, been to Racetown? I think you have, right? You said you hadn't? I've been there, but oh, I sure. didn't ride. It was, uh, I just went there on a on a day when I was working, oh, okay. I was like, I need to go check this place out, but I never been right. there. Okay. Did, did you see the memorial where they have for Denny when he face planted in the back? You said memorial. Everybody <laughs> no, I didn't. I basically went to the front and checked it out and left. They I, got I, a, it, was, it was, it wasn't even open. We just flagger stand is, is coated in gold. Oh. So. <laughs> it's cold and gold. And Steve, inside the, the, the sign up area, like every motocross track, there's a whole bunch of really cool memorabilia. That's in there. Not that, you know, you're dying to go to Raceway and look in there, but there's some really cool Renard stuff. Some stuff that would be, if things do evolve and change, meaning, mm-hmm. in other words, where it is right now, the footprint is too small for the people, let alone the, fa- the factory pits. But across the street, like when you drive in on the main street, right. you went on okay. the other street, it's All right, definitely big enough. We got to go. Thanks for that info. How's, and we'll. How's Weimer? How's Weimer? I thought you were going to ask how factory Phil was. Uh, Weimer's back riding. Yeah, Weimer's back riding, which is awesome. Maybe we should cold call him later. No, I think that's a great idea. Maybe we'll try that. Uh, 
All right. House, house factor. House factor yourself. I got to go, Nash. See you. Uh, thanks, Nash, for calling in. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Let's get to our first guest of the night. Uh, brought to you by Pivotworks. Email jschuster at pivotworks.com for 30% off if you mention the Pulp Mech Show. Since 1999, Pivotworks has simplified your trip to the parts counter by creating a single, simple solution when it comes time to replacing the worn out chassis and suspension components on your dirt bike. Wheels, forks, linkage, swing arm, shock and steering stem bearings in one easy package for about 40 to 50% off what the OEMs charge. Grab a Pivotworks kit, do it right the first time, and save some money. If it pivot, it works. If it works, it pivots. I can't really get into it more now. I'm really sore, so I can't really express <laughs> that more. Um, all right, right into our next uh, guest here. He is a regional and, su- and supercross and a national champion, uh, hanging up the boots at now, but uh, he's still involved in the sport and hoping to get something going. Always love talking to this guy. He's Trey Kennard. What's up, Trey? How are you, man? Hi, this is this is James from Omaha. <laughs> Hi, James. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was calling. I, I ain't Trey, but I like him. Everyone loves, likes Trey. <laughs> um, hey man, thanks for coming What's on. Up? Well, yeah, thanks for having me. I went riding yesterday and I crashed, Trey, and it hurts. Did you really? My whole body hurts. What, what kind of bike do you have? I'm a member of RM Army. Nice. Yeah. You have a new one? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You like it? Um, you know what? Everyone asks me that. Like, it, it, sure, it's fine. It's the least of my problems. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like, the, like, it got last in all the shootouts, right? And nobody really likes it, the new bike. And I think it looks awesome and everything else. And everybody's like, how is it? How is it? I'm like, yeah, dude, it's fine. It's a 450. I'm good. It's a bike. They're all the same. Well, for me, yeah. At this point, not for Trey Kennard or even Jason Thomas, but for me, yeah, it's fine. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't like hitting the ground. It's not fun. Was it a bad one or did no, you kind of, it, it no. Is a slow one? It just hurt real bad. I just went over the bars. Ah, I came dang. up short. What did you do? I came up short. It was muddy. Went over the bars. Easy double. You would Trey. You would do this. Ju- you would do this jump in second gear and and just and you'd probably goon <laughs> off of it. You know what I mean? All right. I didn't know that you rode. Yeah. No, I got four Manitoba tires. Yeah, I'm back. Um, <laughs> hey, so uh, let's get to you though first, Trey. That's what people want to hear is uh, is you, not not me. Um, <laughs> hey, so does it feel weird, Trey, that it's December 11th and like you're not motoring down and getting ready for Supercross season? Have you gotten used to that? Is is it strange? No, it's weird. <laughs> like when people ask me, like, hey, how is it? You know, I, the first thing I say is just weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, that's the only word I can say, you know, it's, it's just different. Yeah. So new, new normal, you know, right. but, um, but it's good, you know, yeah. it has, it has its days and I have my bad days, my good days and yeah. got to kind of go with it. JT, you could relate, I guess, after 15 years for you and no German race. Yeah, to, but I've, you know? I've also had bad days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's just, Weird. yeah, it's just gotta be, you guys are so programmed. All of you guys. To just uh, yeah. uh, you know do this do that go to California here road bike then do your motos here and just it just stops it just stops <laughs> yeah and the weird thing is that like you know most people go to school and then they go to college and then they get a job and then they're in their career for twenty thirty years you know where we kind of like start a career at like eight years old you know mm-hmm. in, in a way yeah. you know we're contracted to be places and. So it's literally kind of all you know. So yeah, um, been a transition, but all good. You know, it's all everything has its time and place. I guess. So. Have you ridden at all? 
just a couple times. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't have a bike yet. I'm, I'm, I need to get a bike. <laughs> Once I get a bike, I'll be, I'll be riding a lot. I got an RM if you want it. I'll send it right now. Straight <laughs> 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 how, how do you feel about Morocco? You could go, uh, you could go race with Shorty. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, dude, how gnarly is that? He's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm on record as saying dude. he's ridiculous. He is. I, I also agree with that. He's ridiculous. I, I saw him on Instagram, and he had a helmet cam. He just you know, in fifth gear, like, Whoa. <laughs> like I tell him all the what? time, like, dude, it's over. That? It's over. Like, you killed it. You were great. It's over, though. It's over. Like, you can go to whatever African country you want and race, but it's over. I let it go. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I don't know. I, I've had this conversation with K-Dub, you know, because when I was thinking about retiring, he was one of the first people I called, and I was like, man, we just... You know, what was it for you? And he's like, I don't know, man. Like, I just didn't want to hit the jumps anymore. But, like, that night I would go out and hit, like, 100-foot transfers. So, I don't know what it was. But, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. You know, you quit racing and then you go race in Africa. But yeah, it's, no. kind of, it's in the blood, I guess. Yeah, I know. Absolutely, right? So, um, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing now and what you're hoping to get uh, uh, more and more popular in our sport. You've been a guy, I think uh, everyone in the pits, uh, be it teams, be it riders, be it uh, promoters, uh, respects you over the years and, and has always had time for you and I don't think you're a guy that's ever like really spoken out of place or, or you know been controversial at all. So if if anybody's going to start a uh, a corporation to improve track safety, improve rider dialogue between the promoters and the track crews and everybody else, uh, you would be a good guy for this. So you've started Racing Standard Incorporated. Uh, basically, it's a, a it's an organization. You will go in um, and uh, work with the promoters, work with the riders, work with the teams to. Look over a track, uh, make sure it meets standards that, that you know you feel are safe, yet, yet will have good racing. Uh, you've got a little bit of an advisory board of X-Riders helping you along and some teams. The Asterix Mobile unit is on board with this, I see. Um, tell us a little bit more about it, if you can. Yeah, no, I mean, it's um, it's something that, that's been on my mind for a while. You know, I think the, the first time I kind of thought about it, um, I don't know if you remember um, Anaheim, two i think maybe in 15 there was this really short start and then a right hander straight into a rhythm section and um we all kind of looked at it that morning and we're like man this is gonna be chaos and mm-hmm. um and it was you know every every moto it was like pile ups and just just crazy and i was just i, I remember i got my hand on it on and didn't even finish the night because i had this huge gouge in my hand couldn't couldn't hold on and um i remember laying in bed that night going man i just wish like Wish there was someone there that could could kind of be there to to mm-hmm. just help make those decisions, you know. So when I retired, I was like, man, that's something that that I think I could I could offer, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could maybe help out and and maybe try to give back to the sport a little bit with it. So um, yeah, man, it's been a, it's been a journey. The last few months has been pretty crazy, but um, been a big learning experience and. I'm super thankful that we got the opportunity to go to Anaheim one and and just kind of see if it's something that even works for everyone. So should be good. Okay, yeah. My next question was, how is this working for you with the folks of Feld? First, we'll start with Feld. The MX Sports National Series starts up in May, but so Feld has been receptive to this from you. Yeah, yeah. I haven't talked to the guys at MX Sports at all yet. Um, kind of starting with with Supercross. Mm-hmm. A couple reasons being that. You know, they got the one track crew for all the races. 
Um, it's going to be the same people every single weekend. Where motocross, you know, I don't know if I quite have the capability to be in touch with all the the track owners, and and I don't know how that whole thing works too well. But um, and Supercross is first cut, so I kind of try to throw all my eggs in that uh, right now. But um, yeah, no, honestly, nothing but support from Feld. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that they're a little bit nervous too. You know, it's always nervous when you have. Um, something new happening and, and something that really hasn't been, you don't want to say it hasn't been around, but it hasn't been yeah. very formal. So, you know, I, I think it is nerve wracking, but I'm, I'm happy at least to get one race with them. And, and I hope that, you know, it's good for them. It's good for the riders. It's good for the teams. It's good for everyone and mm-hmm. can kind of be something to start um, kind of, I don't know if you want to use the word formalizing, but right. um, just kind of smoothing things out as far as, um, you know, how the riders feel, how yep. the promoters feel, and just kind of smoothing all the communication out a little bit. JT, you've been there, uh, certainly, you know, been around Chad, and I've been there on some teams where the guys go to the track crew, they suggest something, and literally nothing gets done. And I think maybe somehow, t- sometimes JT – these guys all think, well, this guy's just, you know, he's got a, he's got a, uh, you know, he's, he's self-interest in, in whatever he's complaining about because his bike doesn't work good there or he's scared of the jump or blah, blah, blah. And having someone like Trey, who's literally got no stake in the game, uh, is a good thing, huh, JT? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely has no downside. Um, I've seen it go both ways. I've seen, you know, when, when they genuinely consider it uh, a valid complaint, then they typically they do something about it. But when they, you know, it, a lot of them are transparent when like the whoops are too big or they're too this, they're like, well, yeah, because that's a strategic move on your part, you mm-hmm. know, and then they don't do anything about it. So um, I think there has to be a lot of thought put into the feedback. And is he really worried about keeping people safe or is he worried about how his results going to look at the end of the night? Yeah. So Trey, for you being retired and nothing to gain, from this and, and and as i said a guy that's well respected in the pits uh i see this working out I, you know i really do i think you can keep everyone's best interest in mind yeah i mean that's a goal you know that's that's kind of how i try to go into it is is whenever i talk to all the manufacturers and sell i said hey i want this to be as non-biased as possible and mm-hmm. um even when it comes to my own opinions you know i, I want to try to get a, a collective idea of what's right and and you know, just try to get everyone on the same page. And, um, you know, even when it comes to the track builders, you know, and when a guy comes off and he's frustrated, you know, that the whoops are this or the mm-hmm. transitions are that, and he's, you know, yelling at whoever's running the dozer that day, um, you know, hopefully I can be the guy that's in the middle of that, that way, the guy that, you know, just spent four days away from his family day mm-hmm. and night, you know, building the track in the rain, yep. you know, can, he's not going to get his pride hurt as much. And, hopefully can kind of translate and, and just get everyone kind of a little more um, kind of open, open to anything. So, um, yeah, no, that was one thing. Uh, thankfully, I was able to do Red Bull straight rhythm. Um, the guys at, at Red Bull allowed me to do that. And mm-hmm. it was tough, you know, because you kind of, you got to discern what is preference and what is a legitimate concern. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So for sure. That's, that's going to be the, the battle, but I'm hoping to just have really good input from the riders and, and you know, they're, they're going to be the ones that, that kind of make it happen or not. So, um, 
yeah, really, really looking for their help on this. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm there because I want to see them healthy and I want to see them happy and I you know, want to see them having mm-hmm. good racing. So we'll you, see where it goes, man. I'm, I'm excited. You sent me your, uh, your little um, uh, proposal out there and, and a couple of things in it. Uh, a pre-screen track map with, cons- with consultation on layout and design. A dedicated on-site consultant during the track build. This is all stuff that you can help with or do or take charge with or, or chip, chip chime in with. Uh, a single point of contact, a communication channel for riders, teams, and track builders. Gathering rider their feedback, of course. You can gather the incident statistics for each race and all this kind of stuff and more. And I like it, Trey. One thing, I, I know a lot of the privateers pretty well and I talk to them on the show and, and talk to them in the pits. And they don't feel like they have a voice at all. You know, a lot of them feel mm-hmm. like nobody cares about them. Nobody gives a crap about Pipes and Entignap and Alex Ray and these dudes. And so I, I love this for the fact that you can go up to these guys and be like, hey, man, here's my number. You know, let me know. Like, <laughs> like, like I, I think that's an awesome thing because these guys don't feel like the big the, the promoters and the, the, the racetrack designers ever listen to them. You know, so that's awesome. Yeah, no, I hope that that's the case. You know, I um, like I said before, I want it to be as non-biased as possible and um, you know, I just, I love the sport, you know, and I, I, I miss racing. I, I wanted to race longer and, and, you know, I felt like my injuries really hindered that. And if I can help guys, you know, do what they love and, and do it the best they can and safe as they can, I think it's a win, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, if there's that one guy that everyone can go to, I think that helps the guys like the ending naps and, you know, the, the Smiths and, and whoever else, mm-hmm. you know, they, they can go to that one guy who can then, you know, go, go to whoever he needs, he needs to go to. So, um, yeah, man, I think, I think it can be really good. Um, hoping for the best and, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm going to ask both of you guys this JT and Trey, and give me your answer first. I'll start with you, Trey. What are a couple of things or one thing that just in your mind, Trey, it is just a, a number one in, in safety, and number one in, in, in things to do or not do with a track, are there certain safety beliefs, Trey, that you have with the track that, uh, you, you know, through all your experience and all your race wins and, and all your injuries and everything else that, that you just, you don't want to do, you don't want to see out there. And JT, same question for you, but Trey, I'll start with you. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, obviously, I, like I said before, I, I want to try to, you know, stay as, as, um, open as I can and, mm-hmm. and not just be my opinions, but I mean, I do have my kind of convictions, I guess you could call right. that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a, a few of those things for me is, is just giving a little bit more room for error than, than I've seen in the past, you know. There's a little bit more of a deck on, on top of the jumps, they're a little fatter. Um, and I think we just we we need to give the riders that chance for error because it's going to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. And if they have that that opportunity to make a mistake and, and learn from it rather than, you know, get, get pitched or whatever. Sure. I think that's, that's key. And and for me, I think kind of even more than that is just having a really consistent surface for them, something that's really predictable. And um, I know speed has been talked a lot about too. And mm-hmm. I really feel like if we can get things slower without making things more peaked and steep and, um, kind of jagged. I think mm-hmm. I think that's the way to do it. So, um, JT, what about you? What What's some of the things that you want to see, want to believe in? Um, you know, I think it's tough. One of the biggest things I see is that is scary to me. Um, you know, everyone remembers 
how close Ricky came to hitting that boat yeah. in uh, 2006. Um, I would love to see less, you know, trucks and boats and all kinds of stuff out in the middle of the track. Um, I know that's part of the way we sell Supercross, and I get all that, and I understand the business side of it. But man, as a person who who has ghost ridden a bike over a berm and done some, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that I didn't mean to do. Uh, it could have turned out very, very poorly if there was a, a truck laying on the other side of that right. berm or whatever. Um, I think we have to remember that, yeah, it is a business and we're trying to promote it and, and grow the sport. But at the same time, mm-hmm. a lot of crazy stuff happens in the middle of those races. And I'm serious, serious things can happen. You know, we've had people pass away at Supercross before, and, and obviously we'd never want anything like that to happen. So we need to take every precaution we can so when the, you know, the – Worst possible scenario happens. How do we get out of that with the least worst, you know, the yeah. I guess the least um, uh, I, catastrophic result? I feel like they've done a better job with the trucks and the boats. I think they moved them off more than they like after that kind of incident, you know? Yeah, and maybe they have. Maybe yeah. they have. I just that just strikes me as something right. that um, we could we could look at more closely is just making sure that no matter what happens, as we start to incorporate more berms back into it, thank you for the uh, Steve Mathis Memorial Nets. Yep. Fantastic. Um, you know, just, just looking at, <laughs> you know, someone standing in a section and saying, what's the worst thing that could happen here? And then trying to figure out an escape plan for that. Those nets that you're going to see, Trey, at Supercrosses, that's something I've been championing for a couple years now to get the bolt. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, um, super, super good. You got me to thank for that, by the way. Uh, no, I feel like there's there's so many good ideas, man. I mean, I know there's a lot of opinions, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, people have just amazing ideas, and, and I feel like we talk about it a lot, but maybe it doesn't end up kind of translating to racing. Right. So um, I don't think that's a, a felt thing. I mean, I, I feel like they really care. Just think that we as a community kind of need to come together on it, and, right. and you know, I hope that you know everyone can kind of have their their say in that. So maybe, I, maybe we'll find I don't know <laughs> what, <laughs> what it is, but more more nets and, and gadgets. I don't know. Um, no, I agree. They they do try. The guys, Dave Prater on down. Those guys, they they try. They listen. Um, one thing, Trey, that bugs the crap out of me, and you got to work with them on this if you get more involved and get more say and they like what you do, is you cannot modify the track between the second and third practice. Like, this is qualifying times. Like, this is, you know, you get two sessions to, to make, it, make it into the night show for these privateer guys. And if you make one session quick, quite a bit faster or quite a bit slower with changes to the track, well, then you know how it is with, with the with the B's and C's practice with the flags are going and, and, and you can't get a clean lap. And that's it for your night. Like you're done. Like you if there's one session that's drastically different after, due to a track modification, like you can't do it. If you're going to make mods, do it after practice. Number one, which does not count for times and then leave it and then change something for the night show if you want and tell everybody on the line or whatever you got to do. But I, I can't stand the track mods between the second and third practices. Like this really affects the times for qualifying, which is what everybody goes off of, you know? Yeah, no, I think um yeah, like just just hearing that, you know, that's yeah. that's super important that we, we all discuss this and do it in a, a good, like, civil way, you know, not in a way of right. oh, Mathis guy, you know. I don't know. Uh, believe me, don't, uh. don't, don't use my name. <laughs> don't say Mathis, because, you know, all I do is complain according to everybody in, in positions of power. So don't, don't listen to Oh, that. no. Um, 
I don't know. It's it's just a, it's a delicate yeah, it is kind of situation. I've learned that through this whole process is it's right. some very delicate subject. So. Um, all right, let's get to some. We got a phone call for you, Trey, from Nick. Uh, Nick, what's going on? Uh, welcome to the show. Pivotworks bringing you Trey Kennard. What's your question for Trey, Nick? Hey guys, hey, uh, I'll keep it brief here. I know you guys are busy. I um, uh, just wanted to commend you on, on a couple things, Trey. First of all, um, I, I'm actually from Illinois, so I was actually at St. Louis when Villa Poto went uh, broke his leg on that triple. And if I remember right, Reed actually, from the rumor I heard, Reed actually complained about that before. Um, I'm not sure if that's correct or not. But uh, and then seeing your accidents at like Washougal. Uh, you know, with the femur in the back in L.A. Like, those are just two of the gnarliest things. So I think this is just a fantastic thing that you're doing. I, I think it, the series really, really needs it. And honestly, I think you can make a really good argument that the series could be more competitive. I mean, if I mean, if guys are healthier, if Ken Rockson's healthier last oh, year, yeah. there's to be more yeah. competitive. you gotta keep the guy, you got to keep the stars healthy. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, um, I, I appreciate it, man. I think it's it's a win for everyone if everyone's healthy, you know, like – no, no one's complaining if everyone's healthy. I don't think so. Um, not that we'll we'll ever get that. You mm-hmm. know, if you ride around, roll around on the floor, you're going to get hurt. You know, whatever whatever sport that yeah. is. But mm-hmm. yes, I agree. And then, uh, so my actual my my question was what obstacle? And it sounds like you want to kind of widen the I guess the lip of the landing on in Supercross. Is there anything specific that you see in motocross? Um, are you going to transition a lot in motocross? Or are you going to kind of keep it more Supercross specific? I've I've been focused on on Supercross um, just this last few months, just trying to see if I can get something mm-hmm. going for 2018. Um, so that's really been where my focus is at. But um, I mean, I guess like the, the grand scheme of this thing would, would to see it trickle down to everywhere. You know, even at the amateur level, I think would be amazing if um, if you had someone there and and you know throughout the community had some sort of playbook or you know standardization or whatever it is that, you know, the guys that are, you know, building their own tracks and, you know, spending all their own money trying to, to get racing going, have something to kind of go off of. And, um, so yeah, I guess to, to answer your question, um, I haven't focused too much on outdoors. Um, but yeah, I hope, I hope to be there someday. I don't know that there's anything off the top of my head right now that I could kind of pick out, but, um, mm-hmm. but Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this is a, yeah, it's a really big uh, opportunity for you, and I'm looking forward to it. Last thing, real quick, I just wanted to say, um, I think your first, if I remember right, your first ever Supercross race was in '08, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And I just remember watching you and you getting on the box and um, thanking the Lord for you know that night. And and I mean, as a, I mean, I know you know, I look at your Instagram and everything as a fellow Christian. I just want to say that. That was super eye-opening. I thought it was really cool, and I think it actually opened up the slot for like run, like Dungey to start, you know, thanking the Lord on the box and things like that. I mean, I could be wrong there, but I think that you really—I always thought that you really opened the gateway for that. And so I, I always said that if I ever ever met you in life, I don't think I ever will. But if I ever met you, I just wanted to tell you that. So I thought that was really cool, <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to commend you on that. Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. But, hey, thanks, yeah. Steve. Thanks for yep, the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate yep, it. Uh, a couple questions from Twitter, Trey, for you from uh, BTO Sports. Tweet at Travis. Uh, this one's good for you. Uh, from Josh. Uh, Trey, six out of 17 rounds will feature a sand section, which I can't confirm or deny. I didn't count, but Josh did. Uh, would you like to have seen more or less? How do you think the sand section impacts the night's racing? 
Uh, I think it depends on where it's at. Um, I think when you're affecting vision, I think it it can get a little funny. It, it tends to get one line. I know they try really hard to make it mm-hmm. two different lines. Um, I know at Atlanta last year there was one, and the sand was all the way pulled up onto this wall, and it was like every single time you're behind someone, it just filled you in, and you, you can't pull, tear off in the sand, and you, next turn you're in the turn, in the rhythm, and it's like right. The, the vision is is where it's it's tough for me, but um, I think anything we can do to to kind of create a a, a good kind of natural race environment, I guess mm-hmm. I don't know what you'd call that, but I feel like the sand really does that at times. I think it's just got to be placed right, and and you know, it's got to be multiple lines in it. Uh, JT, where do you stand on sand sections? I'm okay with it. I just like to see multiple lines, which is tough. Um, you know, as a rider, it's pretty annoying. You usually end up blowing all your tear offs. And when they have the wall in the sand, that definitely blows all your tear offs. Uh, so they can be frustrating. But um, I'm trying to think what track it was. Maybe it was St. Louis. Maybe it was Detroit. No, I think it was Detroit. There was a sand section, and, and Tomac was just blowing around the outside of everyone mm-hmm. in the sand, and that yes, was pretty impressive. I remember that. It was Detroit. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so when it shapes up like that, I'm all for it. But when it's just one one line in and guys just you know follow each other through a sand berm and then they come out, I think that's pretty lame. Um, true. All right. Uh, from Matthias, Trey, uh, what is Trey – what is Trey's idea on PEDs and other drug use in the sport? And why wasn't he welcome at the Baker factory? Two separate questions. Uh, so why weren't you at the Baker factory for last season, Trey? Um, I think I know the answer to this, but you can answer Matthias. And what do you think of the PEDs in our sport and, and, this, and the topic of it and everything else? It's, a, it's something that's come up lately. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, um, I don't follow a, a ton of the, the, I don't know, the hoo-ha around the sport, you know, as far as the, mm-hmm. the, uh, performance enhancing drugs, but my personal opinion is I don't really think there's a lot of it. Um, you know, I, I, maybe I could be wrong, but um, I think if there's anything we need to look at, it's probably like the, the Adderalls and the the Sudafeds of the world. You know, mm-hmm. um, but as far as you know, guys doing that in in the training and whatever, I never saw it. Me personally, um, but. I don't know. I, I just I don't think that our our sport really benefits from it a ton. I, I just don't know anything about it. But mm-hmm. I personally don't see that happening. Um, but maybe that's just me being naive. But right. um, as far as the the Baker's factory, I I, I don't know. I don't I, I don't know if they had um, you know too many guys or, or what the deal was. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Red Dog, so well, um, I mean you know <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's all you need. Yeah, but um yeah, I don't know. It it was it was that was um I know what the word is, just yeah. kind of different, you know, and it wasn't wasn't all bad. Um I made a comment last week on DMXS, but Oh. You there? I think we lost Trey Kennard. J T you there? Alden cut the line. Oh yeah, Alden cut the line. Oh, <laughs> uh... <laughs> Um, we'll get him. We'll get him right back to answer that question, and we uh, we can let him go after that. Trey Kennard brought to you by Pivot Works. If it works, it pivots. If it pivots, it works. Oh, that still hurts to say that. Um, <laughs> um, we're coming back up with Trey Kennard. We got a couple more questions for him, and then we'll let you go. Then JT, when we let, hang up with him, I got to ask you about this Jeff Alessi vital thread. Yeah, I can't wait for that. That's uh, going to be good stuff. Get into that, uh, Trey. You back? 
I'm back. Sorry uh, about that. Uh, JT said that Alden Baker cut the cord as soon as you got into that <laughs> answer. But <laughs> um, what, what were you saying though? Yeah, about it? I, I, yeah. I, I honestly, I don't know. You know, yeah. um, and you know, I was, I was, I was super happy with Tim Ferry. I just made a comment that it was the dynamic is a little bit different, just because all the guys are under that umbrella. So right, right. Um, it was a little bit different being kind of the the other guy, but. Um, that being said, those guys, they treated me amazing. You know, mm-hmm. everyone there was, was so good to me. But, um, yeah, it was just, just different. But um, as far as the, the total answer, I'm, I'm not sure what too many guys or, or what the deal right. was. Uh, last question for you from Tyson Segal. Hey, Trey Kennard, if you could go back to your first pro race, what is one thing you would tell yourself uh, now, knowing what you know now? Mm, nothing. <laughs> I won that race. If I could have just done all of them like that, it would have been awesome. Yeah, exactly. Look how great your career started. You're like, this is the easiest sport ever. Oh, I thought this is how Supercross was every weekend. Right, 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 right. Um, uh, that's funny because if you go back to look at your career, like you spoke about, you had a lot of injuries. Uh, you also had a lot of wins and everything else. But, yeah, your career started off like, oh, a huge, massive mud race? Yeah, no problem. I'll win that. Hey, we're indoors. I'll win that. Like, this is awesome. So. Yeah, it was it was weird. I, I would probably just tell myself, "Hey, it's not going to be like this every weekend, so don't get bummed when it's not." <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, well, Trey, thank you for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it. Uh, good luck with your deal, uh, Racing Standard Incorporated. Uh, like you said, you're going to go to Anaheim One, and I hope you're at all of them. And I hope this thing really works. It's something our sport needs. Uh, I strongly believe that, and I, I hope everybody's on board with it. You know, teams, promoters, and riders, and everybody else. Um, so, man, yeah, good luck. And if you um, you need some gear, uh, JT? Can you got can fly? Fly's got some gear. Or? Yeah, I think we have his sizes uh, in the database. Okay, um, all right. So oh, yeah, nice. five years yeah. later. Yeah, five years later, I think we got him dialed. Okay, so you think, think I could get the seventy five percent discount? <laughs> yeah, I think you're. Uh, I think I think we'll take care of. You. I think we we have a uh, endless Trey Kennard, uh gear fund. Right there, so yeah. I think we're good. Um, and if you need some sector boots, if, if you, no problem on that either. <laughs> so, well, no, Trey's, a, Trey's an Alpine star athlete, so no. Well, maybe let's say yeah. that, let's say they're not on board. Let's say they're not back with with the TC forty one. Then you can wear some sectors. So, um, hey, pretty much has an open. You know, whatever whatever he wants out of the catalog, I feel like. Feel like you can, yeah. There you go, Trey. You hooked up, dude. Even even though you, you're not racing anymore, so. <laughs> oh man, I, I sorry. I, I just had an idea or a, a um, mm-hmm. story. But I remember we were at the test track one time, and mm-hmm. Dano from DVS walked up and gave us all uh, a catalog and a sharpie, and you know, all of us young kids are like circling these shoes and mm-hmm. that shoes and that shirt and. He handed to K-Dub, and K-Dub just circled the whole front page and was like, I want it all. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Trey, thanks again for coming on. Good luck with everything. We'd love to have you on for an update once the season gets rolling a little bit. Um, and So let me ask you this. Actually, let you go. Like, uh, Okay, we're talking Supercross, and at the highest level, can other people contact you who are listening, uh, who have series, who have tracks, who have uh, anything else? Can how are you starting this off? Yeah, I mean, it, it's obviously a, a very ch- ever-changing thing. You know, it's going to be evolving a lot, and, and I'm going to be learning a ton. And um obviously new to this and, you know, I'm, I'm really open. So, um, yeah, we, you can go to our website. There's a contact page there, mm-hmm. standard.org, and, um, you know, if you have any ideas or 
or thoughts, you know, send yeah. them on over. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks, man. Appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, see you later. Uh, Trey Kennard, everybody, brought to you by Pivotworks. Uh, JT, I'm interested. I'm listening. I'm sitting back here watching Trey, seeing how this works. You're in, huh? All right. Well, I just want I, – I mean, I think it's a good thing. Um, I think it's needed. I just don't know how it's going to go if everybody accepts this, you know? We have so much self-interest in the sport. So many yeah. people, like, just just blocking yeah, I, each other, I, you know? I have my doubts about how well it will be accepted. Um, I don't know. People don't like change. And oh, people tend, tend to say, no, we're, we got this. We're good. We're good. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, yep. Um, I, I think Trey's heart is in the right place, and I think his intentions are pure. So in that vein, I think, you know, I, I hope mm-hmm. that it goes well, and I hope it's, hope it's appreciated in the right light, and I hope that he can make real change and make real improvement. Um, but I guess I would be lying if I, I said I wasn't skeptical about how it's going to go. All right, Justin Brayton coming up here, Seth Rarick as well on the show. Before we let you go, JT, we got a couple of phone calls on the line, but Big topic this week. Uh, I got a text from a few people to check out Vital MX uh, message board. Uh, Jeff Alessi, the 801, uh, he went on there and he says that PEDs are everywhere in the sport. Uh, he's going to name names, just not right now. He has to um, uh, uh, get everything in order first. He's seen it firsthand. Um, Alden Baker came from Lance Armstrong. And then Alden Baker named his program, his, his device for Armstrong, which is hilarious on so Sorry, many levels. I, I, I can't even hear it without laughing. Um, and he knows it all. And, and Davey Coombs chimed in. Uh, of course, we have uh, USADA in the Nationals and WADA testing in Supercross. And that ran into a massive long thread. Uh, at some point, um, you know, everyone said that, that Jeff needs to come on here. And uh, and then Jeff started making fun of me or something and saying, like, I'm bought and paid for and Guy B's bought and paid for and blah, blah, blah. Outside of riding around the whoops in the middle of the main event, um, I got no, not much to say to Jeff about this. But what do you make, JT, of Jeff's claims, Jeff's posts, and, and in general on the topic of PEDs in the sport? Well, you know, I think at one time, um, similarly to – most of the mainstream sports, I think there were some people dabbling in this stuff mm-hmm. uh, because it was, you know, people trying to find a way to make more money and better themselves. Uh, but I think we're long since that time. Um, I think with the introduction of testing and all the things that we have going on now, I don't, I don't think that stuff's happening these days. I think the testing is way too stringent and there are way too uh, stricter penalties. I mean, look at Cade Clayson. He was taking Adderall, which I'm not saying it's it's not worthy of a punishment, but mm-hmm. in the big picture, um, it's probably not the biggest of deals. And look at you know look at the the punishment that he and both James Stewart paid for taking that. Mm-hmm. So I don't personally think that it's going on these days. Uh, I think that is at least a decade in our history, um, or maybe more. Yep. Yeah. I've uh, I've always said like. 
when there was no testing except for like cocaine and weed and stuff that the AMA did yep. once a year, or actually I should say at Daytona and at Steel City, then yep. you would be foolish to think that people weren't pushing the limits and trying things with either yeah. blood doping and HGH, yep. all stuff to help for recovery, all stuff to uh, you know to help get you um, uh, recover faster from you know basically tearing your muscles apart um, in training. I, I'm I would bet a lot of money that that happened. But I mean, we I would agree. We I would have agree. two riders that are in uh, WADA and USADA year-round testing program, uh, where they can be tested anytime, any place. They have to account for where they are. We have uh, blood uh, testing. We have urine testing. Um, I, I'm sorry, man. I, I I don't see it. I don't see riders that are ripped. I don't see guys that just looked, you know, unbelievably huge. Uh, uh, if you're talking muscle mass size, um, I don't I don't think so, man. I think Jeff is I well. I think Jeff's crazy for one, but um, I don't see it. Well, some of, just some of this stuff, you know, if you want to have a take and you want to make a stand, don't start it off with complete wrong <laughs> you know, comments about, you know, Alden working with Armstrong, which that's not true. Right. Uh, for Armstrong, you have to be able to understand that it has nothing to do. It's not a GoFundMe for Lance Armstrong. You know, it's, uh, your for your your forearms you and, to and, not get arm pump. And Alden is not the owner. He is not the owner right. of that. He didn't start <laughs> right. that. He's just just an endorser. Yeah. So so, man, if you want to be taken seriously and you want people to really think that you're trying to do a positive thing here, that's probably not your best first step. Um, you know, there have just been so many comments that I've seen Jeff make in those threads, and I'm just I just shake my head and. I don't think that his heart's necessarily in the wrong place because I think that there were things that went on and and he keeps going back to when he was a kid and when they were coming up. And that's kind of the time that we were commenting on that. I think there were people doing things and and I don't even think they knew it for the most part, what they were doing a lot of times. I just think people were experimenting with stuff and you know, it was, it was, this was post baseball era when all the guys were hitting home runs and, Mm-hmm. This was in the news all the time, so I think people were trying things, and I don't even know if they were doing any good or not. Um, but if he's talking about, you know, he's he, he's made the famous sound drop. Uh, his father made the famous sound drop about the drug ring in MX Sports and all that. I think that's a complete fallacy in the current racing era. Uh, I just think there's way too harsh of penalties. There's like much to lose. inside of the MX Sports. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't. I don't see that being the case. Listen uh, to me. Racing. No, I, I, I mean, it, I'm sure some stuff is going on right now um, that could be a, tu- a, a touchy subject, but I just don't see it, man. I, and if Jeff's going to post that crap, name names and tell us everything you know. But he's going on and on and on. It's just like, how can you take it seriously like, when he gets the basic facts wrong uh, at the very start, and and he's going to take everyone down? Like, shut up. Well, the whole thing about it is, in my opinion, he may think he knows some things and he may have heard things and he may have seen things, but there's a huge difference between what you know and what you can prove. Right. That's a a huge fact in this whole thing that I don't think he's really approached is you may have, you may have seen people do things, but there's no way to prove that. And, and really you don't have the credibility and it's unfortunate that, you know, that he doesn't, if he really has seen things go on, he doesn't have the credibility to come out and say, I saw this and, yeah. and have anyone, anyone that matters, take him seriously. I know for sure. Two guys back in the day were trying HGH. They told me, they told me they were, 
uh, oh, when there was no testing. That. Yeah, I, I, I fully believe that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think that's a stretch. When there's no rules, why right. would why would people not yep. try things? You know, that's just, um, that's human nature. And, and and just yeah, I just I just can't see it nowadays. I just we got too much testing. There's too much to lose. And when when know, when people can show up at a race like Lakewood. You know, it was like 10 p.m. I want to say at Lakewood on Friday night, and they're dragging Dungey out of the motorhome to, to test. Why would you take chances like that? There's no way to prepare for that. Yeah. You know, if he's doing anything wrong, uh, you're screwed. You know, and that's a career ender. That's a legacy ender. You know, everything you've ever worked for in your whole life. You know, these videos that he's made in the cornfields. That, that's all for naught. That's yeah. your whole legacy and yeah. life is over. If you test positive for something like that. Yeah. No, I just, uh, it's, I mean, I know from talking to Mike Alessi over the years, when Mike was racing for Suzuki, he was convinced that his competition were all on, on doing steroids and doing this and that. And I'm just like, I mean, I'm like, I, I mean, I don't think there was testing back then. So I, I remember, I remember saying, well, there's no testing, but it's an easy thing to grab, man. Oh, my, the competition's doing drugs. That's why they're beating me. Like, it's so easy to say that. Like, you got to... And, and I'll be honest, yeah, and I'll be honest with you, unless you're getting passed in the last couple laps and this guy's just unbeatable at the end of the race or just something you can't overcome, I don't care what you're putting in your body. It's not going to make you go faster on a motorcycle, like in a one-lap sprint or anything like that. That's talent and coordination and ability and all these innate qualities that we love about motocross and supercross. That's not... That's not chemicals or, you know, anything like that. That's totally, that's a different deal. It's trying to compare hitting home runs, you know, to racing a motorcycle is, is so far from anything comparable. And we have, I mean, just it, when you look at the, the cost of these drugs, the knowledge you need, um, there's, you know, like there's only probably five or six guys that could afford this and have the knowledge to use it properly and have the trainers to know what they're doing and to have the pay the right trainers to know what they're doing to mix up a cocktail of of blood doping and and and, and strength hormone and and this and that and those five or six guys that make the money and have those elite trainers are all getting tested do you know what i mean like it, if you were on some big massive doping plan and you were mm-hmm. and you weren't you know in the top 5 6 7 guys in the sport you would go broke doing it. You you would go. Um, yeah, I think I think the top guys could afford it. I no, do. they can. Um, they can, but they're all getting tested. Yeah, I just I don't think that even even if you know worst case scenario your mid level guy was was doing all kinds of steroids or something. I don't really think he's going to see a big benefit from it. I really really don't. You need someone who's really educated and really knows what they're doing. Uh, giving you a program to, you know, execute these these drugs, and those guys can't afford it, and they don't have any sort of, uh, you know, chemistry degree, or they don't no, have. No, you, you think you think the, the mid level guys like Jake Weimer and these guys are, are are knowing what to do and know where to buy these, uh, you know, these shots and these these uh, cloths and these pills and everything else that you need? Like, no. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna go there myself. Yeah, I'm Jake Weimer. Like, come on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just I don't I don't think in our sport it's gonna make a big enough difference where you're gonna go from getting tenth place to getting first place. I, I just don't I don't think that's possible. Having spent you know 17 years do, racing, um, I personally don't see it that way. You know, a guy. If you take a guy, like, you know, I keep coming back to baseball, but it was so prominent in that sport. Yeah. 
take a guy like Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, who are some of the best baseball players alive, and you give them this superhuman strength on top of the coordination, which is, you know, the best in the sport already. I mean, Barry Bonds was going to be a Hall of Famer regardless. Yeah. You give him all of these extra, you know, enhancements, of course, yeah, it's going to make a huge difference. But if you take a mid-level pack guy and then you add these things, it's not going to make that big of a difference. Maybe they're going to gain a couple positions, but it's not going to be standout difference. So, yeah. and, and please, I, please, Jeff Alessi, like, like, we can't take you seriously. Not you, Jeff. Not you. No, it's it's the wrong person. It's the wrong message. <laughs> uh, if, if if this is a valid message, man, it's it's a it's not the right messenger. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, no, absolutely. Someone in the chat room says that uh, you're being naive. It would make a huge difference for a top ten guy. Well, show me, show me a guy that's done, that's done that. Then yeah, show me a guy that's, that's I, made a big leap. Like I, live, that. I live through this era, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna say I'm gonna disagree and leave it there. Um. Agreed. All right. Let's uh, before we go. Um, let's get into some fantasy questions. Uh, Jason. Jason, what's up? Thanks for being on hold for so long. What's happening, man? How are you? Hey. Hey. No worries. What's up, guys? What's happening? You got a question about Pulpamex fantasy? Yeah. You know, I uh, just signed up. Uh, my girlfriend's a big SEC girl. She, uh, she she just getting her into moto. So I figured this is a good way to 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 get her into it and uh uh help her tolerate my uh addiction. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um but I had a question. Why so why can't you pick the same rider uh two weeks in a row? Just Sorry, for, this is all new to me. Yeah, no, we just it's just something to like kinda increase the strategy of each rate each week, you know, because there's gonna be you're going to see, uh, Jason, certain guys that are like really good picks week in and week out. Uh, well, maybe not to- – after a while, the handicaps will adjust. But for two, three, four weeks, there'll be one guy that's just killing it. And if you can just get on that roll and pick them, it's a huge advantage. If you allow it only one week at a time, I think it really increases uh, strategy. JT, what do you think? Yeah, and, and it works with the law of averages too. So, you know, we're going to use our handicaps over the course of a few races. So say a guy is averaging, you know, a handicap of 12 and then he has a good week. Well, his handicap's going to come down to maybe a handicap eight or nine. Uh, we wouldn't want that person to be able to use them again the next weekend. You, you would want the person that didn't see it and was like, oh, man, yeah, I should have picked that guy. Well, he can pick him the next weekend, but it's just not going to be as effective for him. So um, if, you, if you opened it up to picking the same guys every single weekend, uh, you're gonna you're gonna find teams that have the same guys on them every single weekend. So yeah, like Steve said, it's just a strategy thing. You want to force people to pick different people, uh, you know, week in and week out, and and really it it kind of makes you broaden your your knowledge of riders too. Because if you have to pick different guys each each week, you're gonna have to know more about each of those guys. So um, it's it's worked. You know, I've played this same format. It's it's. The league has changed hands a few times uh, that that uses a similar format, um, and it works really, really well. So I think we tried to take a lot of different aspects from a lot of different leagues we've played over the years and kind of build the perfect format, and uh, I think we're going to be pretty darn close to that. There you go. Pulpamex Fantasy, $34.99. You uh, get two entries for a 19 Cowie 450F. If you do that, uh, we don't. You don't have to win at fantasy. Everybody who signs up before Supercross uh, gets a random chance to win. If you win the league overall, you get a uh, 2018 Cowie 250F, 
You can play 20 bucks, 19.99 for a season for just Supercross. You can play a weekend if you want, if you're just feeling lucky. We have uh, uh, lots of different packages for the season, including Fly, the Cowie, like I talked about, at MTF, Race Tech, the Get guys, uh, all on board with us for prizes, weekly prizes, Michelin, BTO Sports, uh, Pro Taper stuff, uh, jerseys, signed jerseys for, for weekly prizes. Um, so if you sign up for A1, you get two chances to win the Cowie 2019 Cowie KX 450F, everybody. So, um, anything else, Jason? Nice. Yeah, it's going to be a hell of a season. It's going to be fun, I'm yeah. Pretty, I'm pretty excited about the, the fantasy. But um, also, I just wanted to mention, I actually I used to be a, a WPS rep back in the day. Oh, cool. So, shout out, shout out to my uh, Northern California guys. Awesome. Uh, cool. Maybe, uh, Jason, cool. you can pass it along to, uh, like, Calvin and Levick and uh, yep. Josh Bosch. Tell them I said what's up. But, That's cool. Uh, what was your last name? Yeah. Uh, Puerta. Jason Puerta. Puerta. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, awesome. uh, I'll ask about you tomorrow. Thanks, man. Appreciate you calling in. Yeah. Thank, appreciate yeah, you playing fantasy. Lot, man. Really enjoy the show. Thank you. All right, man. See ya. Take care. Uh, all right, JT. We're going to talk to you more on fantasy later uh, and give people a little bit more rules and rundowns and everything. But for now, we got to get to uh, some guy named Justin Brighton. So. Yep. I'm, I'm good on that. All, all right, guys. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys. See ya. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, all right. Coming up here on the show, Pulp and Mix Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. We have no co-hosts tonight, but we're going to rotate some guys through here. Uh, first up, uh, he is a former pro rider turned trainer, Seth Rarick. What's up, Rarick? How are you? How's it going, Steve? I'm, I'm actually surprised you're still talking to me after I oh. let you down. Didn't make the trip tonight. You did. You did let me down. And we're going to get into that after we talk to Brayton a little bit, but because uh, we want to find out what's going on with you and uh, what's happening a little bit about uh, 2018, and and we got to get a sleeper guy from you because you've been right on these on these shows. So we, <laughs> yep, yep, I, I got one for you. Okay, because we're going to need that for our fantasy info too, because you seem to be in the know somehow. Somehow you're in the know. Um, all right, let's get to our next guest of the night. We had Trey Kennard on earlier, and uh, he's a fantastic guest. Next guy on the show, he is a two-time Australian Supercross champion, uh, number 10 in the sport, riding the MCR Honda. He is uh, Justin Brayton. Brayton, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. How are you guys? We're good, man. Thanks. Um, hey, I, I, think, uh, I think I got a sleeper. Before Rarick. Oh, all right, do it. Let's. <laughs> oh, let's hear this one, dude. It's a, it's actually his guy, Taft. Bradley Taft. Wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. Good. You uh, you beat me to the punch, JB. Because <laughs> I was that, was that who you were going with? That, that's who I was going with, man. I'm not being biased right now. Uh, Taft is ripped. No, I'm, I'm glad. Hey, you, and that's kind I'm of glad you came out because I'm like, today. yeah, because I know Mathis would be like, oh, you're just being biased, but. I think that's a that's a good pick. So, dude, well, we just for we Bradley just Taft. we just hung up with JT, and he was a Taft guy last year. Like he was all aboard the Taft bandwagon, and of course he had a bad crash. Well, you know, in it, I think I think JT JT was just on the bandwagon because of the fly gear, though. I think that was the reason. <laughs> Maybe that was it. You know, like like a rider switches gear brands, and JT's off. He's like, oh, he's not fly. I'm not not cheering for this guy anymore. <laughs> right, right. Maybe so. I'll tell you what, Brayton and Seth, nobody screwed up screwed me probably more in fantasy well no actually 
Jerry Robin did. Probably number two was Bradley Taft for reals. Uh, he had that, really? he had that great race at uh, Glen Helen or somewhere. Uh, Lakewood or somewhere, and uh, I, he had a high handicap, and I was picking Taft week in and week out. His bike was blowing up also. He had some bike problems. It wasn't all him, and uh, Bradley Taft let me down big time, guys. So, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think it was going to uh, come through in 2018. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Tw- 2018 is a safe game either. Fantasy pro. Just... Go ahead, JB. Uh, yeah, I don't. I have no skin in the game either. Nope. That's just uh, from me seeing him ride and seeing a couple of videos. I, I've been a little bit out of the loop, you know, not being in the states for a while, but um, mm-hmm. obviously watching some videos and uh, online. He was he was impressive there, and then I actually got to see him ride today at Elsinore. Mm-hmm. The kid's good. He's got some skills. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about your deal, uh, Justin Brayton. You brought you by Vortex Racing. Uh, whether it's the V3 MX Supercross handlebar, whether it's the uh, sprockets that uh, Monster Yamaha uses with uh, Justin Barsha, Cooper Webb, Chad Reed, and those guys, uh, Vortex Racing has you covered. They got a vast array of sprockets, uh, and uh, they got a racing chain as well. The EK chains are also distributed by them, so please check out EK chains as well. Email Jake at vortexracing.com for a hell of a deal on anything Vortex carries. Mention Pulp Mech Show, and they will dial you in. Go to vortexracing.com and see all the products they carry. Thanks to them for bringing us Brayton on the show. Uh, JB, first up, that last round in Australia, uh, how muddy was that? Jeez, that looked brutal, dude. That Rarick, did you see photos of that? Yeah, I did. That was bad, man. That, <laughs> was, I can't believe they even held the race. It looked unrideable. <laughs> did they? Yeah, did they, it, they, it yeah. almost was unrideable. And you know what's crazy is now in the states we get so spoiled because the track crew does such a good job, and we have dozers and all kinds of equipment and pumps to pump the water off and mm-hmm. there they honestly had two skid steers and it just kept <laughs> raining and raining and raining and we're like uh what what do we do and one of the track guys came up uh to me and asked me i'm like man you got to get a dozer on there to start pushing off the water and like uh-huh. have it drain they're like uh we don't have a dozer which <laughs> have a couple yeah, of skid steers i'm like oh man I, I don't know What's that, Rick? If rains in the for- if rains in the forecast, like here, you know, like they'll cover the track and everything. But there, they don't do that. They just let it let it be, correct? Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't supposed to rain that much. It was we were just supposed to get a little rain overnight, and then um, it was going to clear up, you know, midday and be pretty good for the race. And it did not let up. I mean, it, from the time yeah, I woke it looked up terrible. to the time I lined up for the main, yeah. it just it rained and rained. So, so were they thinking it, it was, of were they crazy? Were they thinking of postponing? No, that never really crossed uh, anybody's <laughs> mind. <laughs> I mean, I think a few riders thought about it because we're like, how are we even going to get around the track? But, yeah, um, yeah, the main thing was just the standing water. There was so much standing water, and um, for the bikes to last that long, it's just a testament to how good the bikes are now, you know. With, mm-hmm. it, we were basically going through huge – it reminded me of actually Daytona. I didn't race that race. I can't remember what year it was, but yeah, um, reminded me of that. Um how many points did you have going in? Like, were you stressing? What did you need to do? So I had an 18 point lead and they do it a little bit different there. If you just qualify for the main, you don't get your points. Like if I qualified here, I would get what I would at least get one point or or whatever it is. Yep. Yeah. So you have to finish. Um, I never got a correct word actually what the rule (laughs) book said. It's either 50% or 75% of the race. Uh I'm like, all right, if, and Reardon was second, 18 points down, and Ferris was third, and he was 19 or 20 points down. And uh, so if either one of those guys won and I didn't make it 
half or three quarters of the race, I would have lost the championship. So, and oh, at that point, it's that's pretty easy to do, right? You sure. crash yeah. while you're, you know, and or your bike stalls or something. So, uh, honestly, it was the slowest I think I've ever ridden a motorcycle. <laughs> I just cruised around and I ended up getting fifth. But um, yeah, yeah, I just tried to stay on two wheels and. You know, it was it was pretty crazy. Rarick, you would you would have been all right with your New York mud experience there. Yeah, you know what's funny is I never used to like the mud, and now the older I get, the more I like the mud. I actually enjoy it, so <laughs> I don't know how good I would have done, but I would have had fun. So right, right, which worth something. Um, hey, uh, JB, so you're in America, back in America, two-time Aussie Supercross champion. You're working together for 18 uh, Monster Energy Supercross. And Tony Berludi is back. He is your new mechanic. Berludi is back. Uh, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's super cool. It's a little bit late. Obviously, I got along with with um, Duff, my old mechanic, yeah. super well, and was was bummed to see him go. But um, you know, uh, to have Berludi is great. I, I don't really know him that well, just mm-hmm. you know, from listening to your show a little bit or hearing people talk about him and. I've heard nothing but great things about him, and I, I just uh, have been working with him now three days, and the guy's awesome, super knowledgeable, and uh, yeah, it should be good to have him around, pick his brain, and tell some old stories, and yeah. it's going to be fun, but Duff's still going to be, uh, he's going to be my practice bike guy for, for a little bit, so I'm stuck to still have, have him around, obviously a great guy and, and yeah. great mechanic, so yeah, Duff's, um, Duff's cool. yeah, kind of best of both worlds. But Duff's cool, I'm glad that, I mean, it's a shitty situation that I guess him and the team weren't getting along, and so the change was made. And as a former mechanic, I've been there, but I'm glad he can, you know, yeah, be a practice bike guy. He can be around, and maybe, you know, I'm sure he will land a job soon with somebody high profile. You know, he's he's that good of a mechanic. So, the, yeah, you know. for sure, just a little bit bad timing, and he had a couple different offers, but um, nothing that he really wanted to jump at. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, for him to be my practice bike guy, I think he's going to help McAdoo out a little bit as well, and. He's not going to make any big change until something right. good comes along, and I'm sure something, yeah. you know, will will come about here soon. Uh, Berludi is intense, bro. He is intense. Wait till you get to is the races. Dipstick oh yeah, dipstick. Really? Oh yeah. I can't see that. Bro. Oh no. Wait till you get in the racing end of things. Well, that's good. I like it. <laughs> oh man. And you know he's yeah, been on he's this. Awesome. Yeah. You know what's so Go ahead. so cool about him is obviously he he's a legend in the sport and one of the best mechanics ever. But our first couple of days working together, he. Like ask so many questions and probably stuff he already knows, but just getting to know each other, you know. Mm-hmm, and yeah, I thought that was super cool. He didn't come in and be like, "Oh, this is how I've done it for thirty years." Right, you know? right. He's, um, yeah, very, very cool guy. Oh, that's awesome. No, that's good. I'm. He's been in here a bunch, telling us how he's never coming going back on the road again, JB. And like, I can imagine how much Genova had to pay him. Good God, just broke open the checkbook. <laughs> I'm surprised. Yeah, but yeah, that's awesome. So. He said he loves the he loves everything just except the travel. Travel yep. he doesn't like getting on an airplane anymore, but once he's there he loves working on the bikes and loves the racing and he just says the airlines are getting so bad now that that's kinda of what kept him away, I guess. So yeah. Well, I can see that. Hopefully, that's just... um yeah. Um so how is it being back and, and getting you know, getting in the flow of things? You feel pretty good? You you're having a good outlook for uh eighteen? Yeah, for sure. I did it a lot different this year in Australia. Um I, I got my own practice track close by and I had a practice bike this year and pretty much set up my whole program. Like I was over here preparing Mm -hmm. where last year I didn't do that. We basically hung out on the beach as a family and (laughs) I only had my race bikes. And then when I I came back here, it was 
man, I was way behind the eight ball. So um, this year I knew if I wanted to come back to the States and and be competitive, that I obviously needed to do it the right way, and um, that's what I did. So I feel so much better already just a few days that I've been out here in, in California. I feel good on the bike. There's going to be no changes at all to my bike, so that's that's nice. Seth, um, is, is Seth, is there a better program than what JB's on right now? You go to Australia with your family, a bitchin' country, you make a ton of money, you race this little series and make, make a bunch of money, and then you ride Supercross only in America, and then you call it a year. That's a fantastic yeah, he's program. Got, <laughs> he, he's got he's not bad. Figure uh, out. He really does have to figure it out. And then, uh, then this summer we're going to team up and do the mountain bike series, so he's got it figured out. <laughs> right. That's right. Um, yeah. And when I'm in California, Mathis, you're like this. I stay with Rich in Corona Del Mar. Oh, doesn't get yeah. much better than that either, right? Yeah, not really. Yeah, in Corona Del Mar. Yeah, Corona Del Mar, <laughs> Corona Del Mar, Australia, and then Charlotte. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's another <laughs> program bad. out there, right? <laughs> no. Can we no, talk? Wait, no, you got it going on. More people need to follow your shoes, JB. Hold on, though. A, a mechanic <laughs> lives in Corona Del Mar. Let's get to the bottom of that first of all. How does that happen? <laughs> I know how I feel so out of place. There's Bentleys everywhere, and yeah, every vehicle that that's over 200 grand is is around here. So oh, jeez. Yeah, um, and I'm in a I'm in a rental Forerunner. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, hey, so uh, you're you're with the MCR team again. You're getting used to the bike. You've changed your program up a little bit as far as that goes. Um, what suspension are you using? Because I've heard some different things. What are you using? I'm on the Showa stuff. Okay, all right, and that's it. You're going to be on Showa yep. stuff. Okay, all right. Yeah, same, same as last year. And, right. Um, yeah, Adrian will be be doing my stuff. I, obviously, um, Kenny will be his his main focus. But yeah, I'll, I'll be on. Uh, okay. Be on Showa. So all right. Okay. About it. Yeah, that's what I, I hadn't quite. I heard something about switching, and I was like, "What? Huh?" Because you were closely with the factory Honda guys, you were closely with the Showa guys, and uh, you know that mm-hmm. was your program last year. So I didn't see where it was changing or whatever. So um, yeah, yeah, I'll just I'll just keep that rolling. So it works nice. Like I said, I, mm-hmm. I may not even do any suspension testing before A one. Like I feel feel that good, and um, which is is pretty crazy compared to years past. So. Um, nice to have some gate drops too with with geneva and then australia and yep hopefully anaheim one just feels like another race uh, how did those two races go for you aussie and geneva I, I saw the results i watched a little bit of you crash night one in australia and geneva i just mm-hmm. saw the highlights but what did you think of those two yeah geneva man to be quite honest i was so kind of tired and it was like the last thing i wanted to do was because we flew from australia all the way to charlotte and then a few days later, I got on a plane to Geneva, which is obviously yeah. the opposite side of the, <laughs> right. the world, you know. And uh, and then to race, and I just didn't have much to give, but uh, I, I did my best. I didn't have anything from Marv or, or Jason. I mean, lap time-wise, we were all within a couple tenths, but um, the first night we battled for probably half or three-quarters of the main, and then they, they kind of slowly got away. And then the second night, I got a really bad start. And by the time I got to third, they were – they were gone. So, um, but yeah, I, I feel pretty good other than yeah. just mentally. I, I was just tired. I, was just, yeah. I mean, probably making it. I, uh, how I felt. I, uh, I don't, I don't want to butt in, but, uh, do you think, cause I feel like that's a big advantage. Like you obviously spent this whole off season, you were, you were racing, you know, you did the whole Australia series, just did Geneva. 
feel like everyone else shows up to A1 and it's kind of like, where am I? Obviously, first race of the year, a lot of nerves, um, you know, so on and so forth. Do you think racing throughout the offseason, that's got to be a huge advantage. Like, you're showing up to A1 almost like just another weekend, don't you think? That's the whole kind of plan in it. And I think the biggest thing is is bike setup. Like, you, you test so yeah. much on gotta, most of the time on one yeah. track. And then you're like, oh, my bike's so good. And then you go to to Anaheim and the jumps are built a little bit different and it's a little bit choppier. It's ruddier. It's more right, bikes right, on it. All, yeah, all the transitions are steep. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, I've been, I've rode so many different tracks in the past three months that, mm-hmm. I mean, I've rode at club MX. They have a couple supercross tracks. I've rode, um, tons of different tracks in Australia. I rode in Geneva and now riding a few tracks here, uh, in California and my bike feels good everywhere. So, um, you know, maybe, change little things here and there but i we already know what i would change if i if this or that comes about mm-hmm. where i definitely feel yeah. in years past if i've stayed in in california just tested the whole time that you show up to anaheim and it's like uh what have we been doing for the past three months you know so right yeah you know. well that happens that happens every year to so many guys you know they, they think they haven't figured out and then they get to a1 or if their bike is good on the west and they get to the east coast and it kind of yeah, throws them to the loop, you know. I feel I feel like you have a really yeah. really big advantage coming in. Um, I know last year you said you didn't get to ride much besides racing in Australia. I didn't I didn't know that, but uh, for this year, I think yeah, you have a good good advantage coming in. Also, let's not forget yeah, too that yeah. the bike was new last year, right, JB? And I touched I talked to you early in the Supercross, and you were still trying some stuff, still getting used to it. While you've got another year, you got a year under your belt now with this new bike. So you should, you know. You yeah. Should be so last year I raced the I raced the 16 in Australia and then came back home, flew to Geneva, still raced the 16, and then I believe it was December 6th or 7th last year when I first rode the the new 17 in, in stock form. So um, yeah, we're way ahead of the the game this year compared to last year. I mean, I was I lined up for Anaheim last year with pretty much a stock chassis and and mm-hmm. suspension on it, which is which is pretty tough to do, you know, in, in, in Supercross. So um, just didn't have much time to fine-tune it, where now we've we've ran through so many different things and options and just fine-tuned it for my liking. And um, I've been on that kind of setup now for three or four months and mm-hmm. feel pretty good. So, yeah, I feel like I, I've just leaps and bounds ahead of where I was last year. Um, you're going to be in fly gear this year? I, I fly gear. Fly gear? fly guy. Yep. Fly gear, best out there, bro. Thank you, Kenny. We agree. Um, and uh, hey, question. Well, we know JT will be on the bandwagon. Oh yeah, he'll be exactly. He'll be on the JV bandwagon. Um, yep, he was off last year. He'll be back on. Right. Question from Todd Martin. We asked some people for the BTO Sports tweet at Travis segment for questions for you and Canard. And uh, something I didn't think about that I actually didn't. I got to start rethinking this. But Todd says for for Justin Brighton, do you think the races with the MEC format will benefit you? Those three races with three main events and. and yeah, I think they do in my eyes. But what do you think, JB? Yeah, I mean, I I think so. I've won a lot of heat races in kind of yeah. my day, and always been a pretty good starter. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't see why they. It's not going to hurt. That's for sure. So right. Um, and but but I also feel like a lot of people are going to think that same way. Like, oh, I can <laughs> beat sure, anybody right, for right, eight right. minutes. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I I think there's probably quite a few guys thinking the same thing, but with a good start and yeah, I, I think it could play into yeah. my favor for sure. I think it's awesome. If, if a guy like you does do that and takes a main, main event win, which I can totally see, you know, that's great for, 
for MCR. It's great for Honda. It's good to have more winners and celebrate more guys. You know what I mean? I think that's an awesome part of the of the three races that have these multiple main events. I hope we see uh, lots of different guys enjoying success so that everybody gets to share it a little bit, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I heard somebody the other day, they said, oh, it's just going to be like they want a heat race if they don't win the overall. But I actually disagree. If you win one of those mains or two of those mains, I think that's a, that's a huge deal for, like you said, for the team and sure. riders. Absolutely. I mean, I've got quite a few seconds in, in my day, but never won a main event. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you wouldn't really call that a main event win unless you get the overall, but still, I think it's cool to yeah. to be able to say that you've done that and, and um, do that for the team. No, I agree. Absolutely. It'll be good. Hey, uh, one of our show favorites, friend of the show, Jake Weimer. He's back riding. Have you been, have you been with him at all? Have you been riding with him? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been at the track now three days, and he's been there every day. He's riding outdoors. Yeah, okay. So, um, But I think tomorrow might be his first day of Supercross. I think oh. he was going to make the call after he got done riding today. And, okay. Um, I didn't talk to him before I left. but um, So, yeah, he should be on Supercross here in the next few days. That'd be awesome. Uh, he's a good guy. Uh, yeah, I'm he has pumped to have him here. around, yeah. He's He's cool for sure. You'll, you'll see. I don't know how much well you know him, but he's so laid back. Like Phil, Phil told us a few times, like in the JGR truck, he's just so laid back. He's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of Phil, what he Uh-oh. posted a God video, bless. dude. He's riding Supercross so good, dude. Did you see that? <laughs> he was he's riding awesome. Hold on a second. Yeah, maybe Phil. Hey, maybe. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I'm gonna. All right. Uh, JB already he already stole my answer. He took my guy for a sleeper. So you right. know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Phil. Oh, stop it, both of you! Stop uh, yeah. it. Did you not nope, see nope. his video? Oh, hang on. Hang I on. didn't see this yeah, video. Thought, Hold on, I got it. Dude, it's like, it's like Steve, you gotta watch the, the video. Hold you on, you gotta watch the video. Me... But I also um, f- first thing Jimmy said when he got back from North Carolina is he's like, dude, Phil is ripping the best he's ever ridden Supercross. You know what? And also, yeah. I, I saw Budman today at the track. And one of the first thing he said too was, "Hey, what about Phil?" I'm like, "What about him?" He said, "Dude, he's riding Supercross so good." I'm, I'm watching. Like, yeah, I know. I saw I'm watching video. it. I see a lack of corner speed. I see the head bobbing everywhere. No, uh, he's good in the whoop. <laughs> uh, give him a break. Come Look on, Phil. <laughs> Actually, he's riding good. Uh, you know what? Uh, I heard another somebody I know was out for their team photo shoot and also said Phil was ripping. And I also said, ha, 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 ha. Like, like you know, I love Phil. You guys know that. But, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, he's an outdoor guy. That's what he is, you know? Is he a top five Supercross guy? No! Year? Hell no! Come no. on. Hey, he did He did get a fifth before he got hurt last year. He got year. one he fifth, did. and Thomas from NFAB and Phil and Coy and J-Bone all hang on to that one fifth like it was a goddamn <laughs> win. They hang, he got one yeah, fifth, look, and people freak out about it. Then I'm going you hate that he's in the 250 class, huh? You I hate it. Hate I hate it. He's, he's a 450 <laughs> specialist. He's a 450 specialist, uh, but you know what? Uh, I hope he does well. Of course I do. You know what I mean? We like Phil, but yeah. but I've heard he's ripping from all these people. I just I don't I don't buy it. I don't buy. It. What me, coast is he riding? Uh, he's west. Him and J, uh, Hill are west. Oh no. Yeah. Um, Team O'Neill is on the west, and Team FXR Peters and Dakotas are on the east. I don't know if they did. Who's that your on. sleeper in the 250 class, Mathis? I'll tell you after the main. <laughs> I don't know. You know who my sleeper was last year? My sleeper was the bear, and he he was just sleeping. 
That's all he. Ha- that's all that happened with the bear. <laughs> I really thought. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a fan of Tyler. Uh, I thought he was going to on the YZ with a, you know a real powerful motor. I thought big things were coming from Bowers last year, and uh, he he did okay, but nowhere near what I thought he would. So, um, Dakotas mm-hmm. could be a sleeper on the East, though. I have heard good things about Jimmy D. So yeah, yeah, Jimmy yeah, that'd be, be good. good. I think he'll have a would good he year. be considered a sleeper? You think though? I was like knocking on the door of podiums last year a lot. He was true, true. Um, I was gonna say like he had a better Supercross season last year than people think. He won. Yeah, he was yeah, good. He won. I think he won some heats, or he he led laps anyways in in the heats and mains and everything else. You know, so one of the toughest whoop sections of the year was Oakland last year, and I think Jimmy D was getting better. Like he was going better through him than anyone. Four fifty, two fifty, doesn't matter. Jimmy D was oh the fastest. Oh my god! But you are, come on, Brayton. <laughs> I'm serious. Go back and look at Seth. Do you remember Oakland last year? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is that the round uh, him and Macarath came together in the heat race, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty so. sure. But he was fast. Yeah, yeah. Loose. He... I seriously couldn't believe it. He was really good. Uh, rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was out of the it was out of the flat turn on the far side of the stadium. Yeah, those were exactly. Rarick, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rarick was uh, too busy consoling Coop, trying to figure out what was going on with Coop. He was way too busy. No, not at no, Oakland. Oakland he wasn't. No, no. Coop Oakland was, was good. Rolling. Yeah, Oakland was good. Good point. You're right. Oakland was good. Soft dirt, everything else. Uh, Coop ripped there. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. All right, JB. Well, hey, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Uh, always Anytime. fun. To, always thanks for fun having to, me. Yeah, always fun to have have you on. The man with the best schedule. In the business right now, Justin Brayton. Um, yeah, we really uh, – good luck with everything. Tell uh, tell Tony we said hi. Tell Weimer we said hi and all that, man. Thank you. All right, will do. Thanks, guys. All right, see you. All right, see you, JB. Yeah. Uh, Justin Brayton, everybody, on the show brought to you by Vortex Racing. Email jake at vortexracing.com to uh, get some deals on whatever you need from the folks at Vortex Racing. Uh, thanks to those guys as well. Uh, Babbitt's Kawasaki uses Vortex Marks to dominate Arena Cross. I don't know if you were aware of that over there in the corner. I was not. Yes. Now I am. They Thank do- you. They dominate Arena Cross. So, uh, Rarick, all right, buddy. Thank you uh, uh, for for joining us. Now you bailed on coming in, though. You you were supposed to come up. Well- just bailed. Yeah. Well, you got to blame this on Kiefer, actually. I had it. I had it all figured out, and then once Kiefer backed out, uh, and then I also kind of saw my schedule for Tuesday. Um, I also had to reconsider. So I'm actually surprised you're still having me on, but I'm glad we're still friends. <laughs> I figured I'd give you another shot, right? Um, yeah, I can't. Let, I can't let you down again, though. I'm, I'm on thin ice now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, hey, so what's the deal with you? What's going on? You've you switched uh, switched roles a little bit for 18. Uh, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Not not drastically. Uh, I'm still, you know, with this, around the same crew and with the same people pretty much every day. But uh, yeah, it's been a good opportunity so far. Um, towards the end of last, so like I guess to back up a little bit, last year I started working for Swanee as well, doing some work on the training side and just kind of working underneath him and mm-hmm. learning as much as I could. Um, trying to be like a sponge almost, you know, just trying to learn the program and what it takes and everything. And um, we kind of spoke towards the end of outdoors um, about me actually working under him and training some guys uh, using his program as the platform, which I think is an amazing opportunity. Um, it, it's all his program. I mean, he is, you know, he's the head guy. I'm not trying to take any credit whatsoever, but mm-hmm. uh, it is, it's a good opportunity he presented me with and I uh, wanted to, you know, take advantage of it and see what it's all about. And then on, on top of that, I mean, he, like last year we learned a lot, man. He was spread so thin with, we had such a big group of guys 
that I think it got a little out uh-huh. of hand uh, as far as like maybe not each guy was getting the attention they deserved or whatnot. So I, I think that's kind of where I, I came into play. And um, I took over two guys that were training under him last year, and then we added um, a rookie. He's riding for cycle trade. He'll be racing East Coast, uh, Brandon Hartraff. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, Swanee's given me a really good opportunity, man. And um, so far it's been amazing. It's been better than I thought it would. I mean, I came back to California October 1st, and we've all just gotten right to work. And it's, it's been great, man. It's been really, really cool. What riders are you guys working with? Swanee works with a tons of guys, like you said. But are there guys directly kind yep. of working with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that we're kind of dividing that a little bit. So last year I was just kind of helping them. I, I didn't really have a very big role. It was just – we had a big group, like we all went to North Carolina for the summer. Um, and it was all the star guys and, um, and then plus coop obviously. And then Jimmy D was, um, obviously he didn't do outdoors, but for supercross, he was, he was mm-hmm. in it. And, uh, it just, yeah, like I said, he just got spread a little bit too, a little bit too thin. So now he's actually, I'm designated to having three guys. And then he has, um, the four star guys plus Cooper, Okay, I guess it'd be, I guess it'd be, no, yeah, it's still four star guys. I'm sorry. Yep. Um, and then he's given me uh, Taft, um, which Taft's been with us for a couple of years now. But like I said, the roles just changed a little bit. So mm-hmm. I have Taft, uh, Brandon Hartraff, and then Jimmy D as well. And, you know, Jimmy's got the full ride this year, so he'll be doing outdoors as well. Right, yeah, exactly. So um, it, it's been good. It's not like I had to – it's not something completely new um, just because obviously I've, I've known Taft and Jimmy for a long time. And then also um, I've known Brandon for a while too. He's from New Jersey. So um, I actually met him when he was – he was pretty young. I think he was still on Super Mini when I met him. So it's kind of cool to help him coming into his rookie season. And there's another Northeast guy. So, you know, I want to see this guy succeed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you're big on that. I know that. It's okay. I'm the, I'm the, <laughs> yeah. same, I'm the same way with Canadians. Uh, yeah, you're, the, you're that way with Can- you, you still want rollerball, rollerball to make a comeback. Right, exactly, right? Um, so uh, you, you like the, what Taft's doing this year? You, you are excited about, about Bradley's chances? He's back with the Cycle Trader, uh, Roost MX he, guys, and you, you're excited? Yeah. Yeah, I'm honestly, I'm not being biased. I know everyone listening, <laughs> probably you too, you think I'm being biased, but um, I've been a believer in Bradley for a long time. The kid's got crazy skills, man. Like, when he came out of the amateurs in 2016, I really thought he was going to set the world on fire. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, end of outdoors, he showed flashes of brilliance those first three pro races he did. Um, just struggled with fitness or whatnot, but he had the speed. Speed wasn't speed's never an issue with him, actually. Yeah. Um, and then he, even Supercross last year, obviously first year Supercross, you know, yeah, you have your bumps and bruises. But uh, same thing, speed. When he was on, he was on. You know, he's right up to par with the other guys. And then he had a really, really bad head injury. Um, I don't think anyone. I know he didn't talk much about it, and it didn't really get much publicity. But uh, no one realizes how serious that is. That was uh, almost a career ender. So um, that, I mean, yeah. in my opinion, scrapped that scrapped all of 2017. I mean, sure. he came back and did outdoors. Uh, in my opinion, even he argues with me on this, but I think the head injury affected him the whole year, mm-hmm. um, and it, it, it was really serious. So, first of all, I'm just happy to see him. You know, he made yeah. full recoveries, living you know living a normal life, which is the first step. But also, um, now he's back. Right now, he's back to where he was a year ago plus some i mean he's he's really really rolling and i think it's all going to come together for him he certainly got talent that's for sure you know uh, oh he's crazy 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 talent man but i you know if he stays healthy uh that's the biggest thing with him i just want him to stay healthy mm-hmm. uh then i think it's 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 a fact good good things are going to happen for that kid he's he's on it right now 
I'll be honest, Seth Rowe, uh, you're one of my good friends. Uh, definitely enjoy your company. I'm skeptical of a lot of trainers in our sport. Obviously, I'm not one that's a big trainer, clearly. But I always <laughs> I, no listen. So you know, you know, sometimes my opinion doesn't really it could mean it could mean nothing, and that's fine. I understand that. But I'm just skeptical of some of the guys in our sport that come in and claim that they they know everything, they've got all the answers. And I'm not saying you're one of them. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like. Some of the trainers in our sport are just, I don't know if they're just glorified water bottle holders or what they're doing when I see guys who have trainers and then are fading or, or not look like they're not putting the work in. I'm wondering what's going on with these guys that are getting paid. Like, what's the state of our guys in our sport with trainers, do you think? I feel like maybe a few of them give everyone a bad rap. Um, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um I don't know. I mean, there's I trainers. Think, uh, you know, there's I'm, trainers at after parties. You know, like there'll be there'll be trainers at after parties. You know? and I'm just like, oh, okay, all right. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it can get a little carried away at times, but I also believe that not um, the same thing doesn't work for everybody. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So like, I think I think Alden's program is great. You know, I think Swanee's program, what we're doing, I think is great. Um, if I, I, you know, I think, um, yeah, I can't think of something else off the top of my head, but just. Yep. Uh, the same program doesn't work for everybody. You know what I mean? So I think it's a combination of having the right rider fit with the right guy, and, and the right guy is not not always 100% the program. It's having the personalities match. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that's a big part of it. I think there's a lot of great – there are a lot of guys that call themselves trainers and they really don't know anything. Um, but on the other hand, there are a lot of good guys out there that I think actually don't get the credit they deserve because maybe just – they haven't been with the right guy or they've gotten mm-hmm. bad rap or so on and yeah. so forth, you know? So I don't think there's a perfect program, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't think you can point to someone and say, like, oh, that's what I need to be doing because, you know, th- that'll make me a champion. I think it's it all – everything is – all the stars have to align. You know, you have to get along with a guy. Right. You have to get your work done. You have to be serious, obviously. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you got to – you got to be happy in the everyday life for, I think, results to come. I think right. that's a big overlooked part of it. You know, like work, work, work. It's easy to work yourself into the ground. And sure. Then, yeah. Then you left searching. I mean, that, I mean, not that I was ever, you know, anything special, but I did that. Like I used to work so hard and think, man, what am I doing wrong? And I just ended up working myself into a hole. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's once you're in there, it's, it's pretty hard to climb out, you know, especially when you see other people you're around doing the same thing, having success, uh-huh. uh, that can be deflating for you. So um, I think it just takes all the elements to line up. I don't really think there's a perfect trainer in our sport. I find it. Yeah. You're, you know what? You're right. Guys like Osborne and, and Dungey have said that they did less on Baker's program than they did on their own. You know what I mean? They, yep, everybody yep, thinks yeah, it's I, just, I think, this, I think, yeah, go ahead. I, yeah. I think I feel like, those, I mean, I don't know those guys well, but I think from an outsider looking in, like, you know, Dungey was obviously a great rider before, and Zach's been a great rider, and I think, you know, being with Alden just gave him first and foremost the confidence to know, like, hey, I'm, you know, in their mind, they're saying I'm with the best guy, I have no excuses now, and then also another a big advantage to that program is the people they're riding with every day, holding mm-hmm. them accountable, you yeah, know, so yeah, yeah. every day it's like, if you're the fastest guy, but practice track it, it really is like a win you know like uh-huh. you go into that weekend thinking like i'm the baddest dude so i think that's the biggest advantage there and then um uh i i also think uh now while we're on that subject i yeah. think that's why but that's why brock's going to have a breakout i think brock's going to be phenomenal this year um 
just from a combination. I think he has that confidence and that bike. He, he's raving about that bike, and he loves it. So, right. Um, I think I think he's just going to be another example of what we just said with Dungey right. and Zach. I think you're going to add a year from now. We're going to add Brock to that list. Hey, two years ago, you told me to watch for Amart. You know, you you were like, watch Amart, watch Amart, yep. and and he had uh, yep. first year of star. His first year when he was at Star, I think. And uh, he yep, killed outdoors. It. Supercross yeah. wasn't good, but outdoors he was unreal. Yeah, I, I saw that one coming, man. Like preseason, he was really, really rolling. Uh, hey, I don't know uh, Gareth Swanepoel at all, really, outside of saying hi and talking to him here and there. What's he like? What's what's yep. the guy like? Uh, Swanepoel's a cool dude, man. He's uh, he comes. I tell him this all the time, uh, but he comes off as very intimidating. Yeah, he doesn't um, say much. Know, like, he does, yeah, he doesn't. Kind of just has his steel. He has no, like a um, no. He's a blue steel kind of no, look to him, like blue steel. <laughs> like yeah, <he's> just... <laughs> yeah. He's he's the opposite. He's the opposite of me. I think uh, at first when you first meet him, like I'll I'll talk to a wall, you know, or like I'm I'll talk I'll talk to anybody, and I feel like I'm pretty outgoing. But uh, yeah, he just comes off as very intimidating. But um, yeah, Swan Swanee's a cool dude, man. Uh, once you get to know him, he's definitely there's no no shortage of laughter around that guy. But uh, he he is serious, you know that. I right. think the intimidation factor it doesn't mean to be intimidating, but he wants to get the work done and he, he wants to win. Uh, I think that's pretty clear with, you know, the past few years and success he's had. Seth Rarick on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Uh, got a good question for you here from Garrett. Garrett, welcome to the show. Uh, what's your question for Seth Rarick? Uh, thank you. Um, I just had a quick question. I think it's 2014, Seth. Uh, you were at South of Border training with Jimmy D and most of the Northeast guys? Yep, yep. Um, I was just wondering, uh, is it like a different style of friendship now with Jimmy D? Because he seems like he's on a much different program than he was back then. Well, I should say back then, but three years ago wasn't that long ago. Um, I just didn't know right, if it's it like does a completely feel like different time, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it a completely different friendship, or yeah? Like, what's it like, uh, Seth? Because now you have to get on Jimmy D, and and you know, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny you brought that up. Um, it is. Um, I mean, it is, and it isn't. We're we're still obviously we're really good friends, but that dynamic has changed a little. And I say it's funny you bring that up because just today uh, we kind of got into it a little bit. Um, <laughs> but it, I, it's almost like I. I have to view things differently. Like when we're away from the track, you know, we go out to dinner, we hang out, you know, we, we're just friends. I, I try not to bring up riding or training or anything like that. Uh, yeah. But when we're, when we're at the track or in the gym, it is business. And uh, that's honestly, that's been the hardest thing for me because um, I'm friends with all these guys. And that's the hardest thing for me to separate uh, the friendship and then the work side of it. Yeah. It, it really is hard, but I'm learning to handle both sides, but to answer your question, yeah, it is a lot different. Uh, I actually felt really bad today. Like I left the track, and uh, <laughs> I won't get into it. I won't get into it too much, but I felt bad, you know, because like I mean, I've known Jimmy since we were kids. Right. We grew up racing together. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you know, you guys used to play we, dodgeball together and stuff at South of the Border after motos. From what I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I can't I, imagine he's yeah, doing he, that at JGR yeah. these days. No, 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 no. Growing up, he was, was almost like a brother, and like his, he, yeah. Know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten to half the races um, <laughs> when I was racing. I wouldn't have got to half the races I did when I was a kid if it wasn't for him and his family. They helped me tremendously. So, yeah, it is a lot different now. 
Um, but at the same time, he does know that I'm always looking out for his best interests, you know? So that is the plus. Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to, there's no, there's no hidden motives. And I, I want him, him to succeed all these guys to succeed just as bad as I did when I was racing, you know? So, uh, there are plus yeah, exactly. to it, you know, because it's not like I'm doing it for the money or anything like that. Like I actually want to help him. So, um, but you know, I, I, he's got to see that too. You know, I'm sure he left the track today. He was he was pissed at me. He probably wanted to punch me, but I'm sure now, you know, it's been, been ten hours or whatever. He's probably like, well, I, I know Seth's just trying to help me. So, uh, yeah, it is different. But it, I mean, you gotta. I'm trying to adapt, and I think everyone's got to, you know, learn the best they can. Uh, Garrett, that's, that is a good question, Garrett. Uh, what kind of bike do you have, Garrett? Um. I actually sold my bike when I went to college, but I have an awesome cousin who lets me ride a 2014 YZ125. All right, we they happen to be my favorite bikes. We are going to hook you up with a Fly Racing factory bike stand that they have, as well as a set of Michelin Starcross Five tires for your cousin's YZ125. Just for calling in tonight. Really? Yeah, really. Thank That's... you so. That is. Oh my gosh! I. I mean, really? I, I didn't want so to, much. but Mark's, Mark said we got to give it to you. So, uh, You're welcome. Garrett. I have a quick question for you, though. I have sure. a quick question for you. All right. When are you going to take callers on Paul Pocky? Because I would love to call into that show, but you don't take any callers. No, nah, we don't do it live. We just oh, we, do, we don't we don't do it live, and I never know when we're doing it. So, you know what? We could do that. It's actually, not a bad. That's not a bad thing. I can get Marks to come in here one time and uh, and run their phones a little bit, and uh, people would like to talk to Ray Ferraro for sure. Yeah. Well. Could you do me a favor and ask him what it takes to get, like, a custom curve or whatever that process is? Sure. Because, yeah. like, testing sticks and all of that. Because we talk about so much testing and moto and stuff. Right, right. I would love to know what it takes to get that kind of stuff. All right. I'm making a note right now, Garrett, just for you. Custom curves. Thank you uh, so will, much. And I will ask Ferraro about it. Uh, hey, everybody. Michelin'sMotorcycle.com. You can get a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. They're excellent performance over a wide range of conditions and terrain. 21 different sizes for all off-road, motocross, and vintage bikes. The, the tire is fantastic. Completely redesigned casing. A more aggressive self-cleaning tread design. A more pliable bead, everybody, as well. And what's that pliable bead for, Marks? Easier mounting. Always a good feature. Michelin Starcross 5, uh, please uh, check, them, check them out at your local dealer. We've been getting great reviews from this. And, Garrett, we are going to give you a set. So stay on hold. We're going to send you a Fly Racing factory stand and a set of tires for calling in. Thank all you right? so much. No problem, buddy. Stay Thank on you. hold. Marks will get your info. Uh, all right, back to Rarick. Seth, so honestly, like, we must have devoted 100 hours last year at all my stupid shows talking about Cooper Webb. Like, seriously. I don't, I don't want to talk about Cooper Webb anymore, but uh, let's talk about Cooper Webb. Um, look, you're close to him. He's a good friend of yours. You worked closely with him last year. There's no secret. He's paid to win. He's got an incredible resume, and he struggled for the most part last year, uh, eventually you know, needing surgery and, and, and pulling out of the races. Like, what happened? What's going on? And can, can Coop get back to where we all think he's going to be? Yeah, 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 100%. Um, it's kind of funny. Well, now that it's 2017 is over, it's kind of funny looking back. But uh, at the time, I didn't realize it. I don't think he. Re- I don't think anyone realized it. But it, everything that could go wrong was going wrong. Um, <laughs> it was almost. Uh, it was almost a recipe for disaster. I mean, basically from the nation's 26 or uh, yeah, 2016. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. 
from donations until it was a full year from donations until the GP this year, uh, nothing went right. Uh, yeah. Nothing. I mean, yeah, sure, there was a few few flashes of brilliance, but right. um, if you would have if you would have told me like uh, last uh, you know December that. Because you know he did end the podium race, podium race, yep. and uh, you know indoor, indoors and out. It was like for how off he was during the week, that was actually really good. And I, I don't, I don't mean to say that in a bad way. Yeah, it was just uh, I think I think a combination of he had a lot of pressure. Um, a lot of that was put he puts on himself because he, I mean, he wants to win worse than anybody. I mean that kid, that kid's desire to win is unlike anything I've ever seen before. And when he doesn't win, it is not a fun ride home. Right. Um, right. It, yeah. I mean, it's uh, he's got a, a crazy desire to succeed, and uh, yeah, last year was just nothing was going right. I mean, that that donations loss, no one, I don't think anyone, I, I think people forgot about that, but that really, really affected him badly. Uh, he he took that harder than I think anyone would have. Yeah. And I that affected him going forward. I mean, really, huh? Super, yeah. 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 Super Supercross testing last year you know, wasn't going particularly well. Um, obviously the first couple races didn't go good. The third round, he got a fourth, which to me, that was like a win mm-hmm. considering how everything was going. And I'm like, okay, well maybe the train's going to get back on the tracks. And anytime any sort of momentum got rolling in Minneapolis, he hurt his shoulder. And mm-hmm. again, that injury is worse, was worse than anyone knows. Just that really affected him. Uh, he came back too early. Uh, I think it was Detroit. Yeah. And then, you know, that the race didn't go well. And then confidence, boom, knocked back down. And all year, all Supercross season, everyone's like, no, you know, outdoors, we're going to turn it around. Everything's going to be better. And then, you know, Hangtown wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. And then it just was, Glenn was, Allen was, was fighting. From what I understand, Glenn Allen, he just pulled off. It just, he was so frustrated yeah, Glenn, and so Glenn upset. Helen, yeah, yeah, Glenn Helen was the bottom of the barrel. But, um to, and to answer your question, I don't think there's one thing that went wrong. Right. Uh, it was a combination. I think uh, I don't want to speak for him, but you know, yeah. I think mm-hmm. there's some 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 personal deals going on. Like just mentally, he wasn't right. um, obviously wasn't where he needed to be. I don't think he was particularly happy uh, with everything on the track or off the track. Right. Right. Um, and then also too, all, all it all of us because it's it's a it's a group effort, you know, like. Yep. I think all of, you know, sometimes maybe I, I can be responsible or Swanee can be responsible or, you know, anyone in our group uh, are is responsible for affecting his mood as well. And it got to a point where all of us, we were just over. Oh, man. I can like, imagine. Just get, let's, uh, get this, let's get this season over. So I think uh, maybe, you know, I'll definitely take some responsibility as far as, like, I don't think any of our priorities were completely in line with where we needed to be mm-hmm. at the time, you know? Um, so... Once the season was over, it was almost fitting at the GP ended with an injury. Like, yeah, just, you know, what else can go wrong? <laughs> right. Um, but I'll tell you what, though, since then, that was, you know, beginning of September. And then it was a waiting game to see if he even needed surgery. And then, you know, even that, nothing with the injury was going right. But he finally got the surgery. And I have to say, um, since he's gotten the surgery, he's been a different person. A hundred percent different person. He's he's focused. He can see it in his eyes. I mean, he's got yeah. the hunger back. He's got that desire that he had in you know his whole career up until right. last year, and um, it, it's going to be a really really good year for him. I I can just tell you just from 
a five minute conversation. You don't have to watch him live. Yeah, yeah. A five minute conversation with him. Yep. He's a different person, oh, and he's wow. much, much more, much more relaxed, much happier in his personal life. And right. uh, yeah, I think this year, you know, for anyone out there who's you know on the fantasy thing, I think he's uh, he's going to be good. Means to be back to his old ways. Well, I'll tell you what. He was on this show maybe two months ago, and. I was surprised, A, that he agreed to come on because he'd had such a crappy year and, you know, he doesn't want to do media talking about his crappy year. And B, he came on and he was very revealing and very honest. I, I was I was impressed how he owned it all. You know what I mean? He really did. He There's no excuses from him. You know what I mean? Like, I know he wasn't pumped on the bike, but there was no excuses from him. He owned it all. And, no, yeah. yeah. No, he's been, he's been great, man. This whole offseason has been like a different person. He's been... Uh, very, very positive, um, and yeah, everything. I think everything's going to start to come together for him, man. Like, I mean, you know, I don't want to speak too much on, but just from being around him and on a friendship level, yeah, uh, he's it's been awesome. Uh, it's been um, been very nice. It's nice to see. Uh, I think he, I think he's grown up more too. Right, he's grown up more in the past year than he did in the you know the first twenty. <laughs> so I think uh, I think it'll be a good year. Listen, you were a very good pro, not on Coop's level, but you were a very fast pro. And uh, you certainly have ridden a long time, and you raced Loretta's a couple years ago. The YZ450F, bad rap or not? Like, what? What's your opinion on the well, on the bike? Um, I'm gonna sound like I'm crazy, but uh, <laughs> I rode. I didn't actually ride a Yamaha until 2015, so I rode in 2015, 2016, and then I had a last year. I actually, did Loretta, so I had a 2017. Yeah. Yep, and. Uh, I'll tell you what, Steve, I, anytime someone would talk bad about the YZ, I would have to defend it because that bike was made for me. <laughs> I'm telling you that bike. I, I have, I have a theory though. Um, I mean, it's no secret. Coop did struggle with it. Um, yeah. but I have a theory that bike was made for bigger dudes yeah. and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm six to one seventy five, So I'm, I'm a pretty big guy and I love that bike. I absolutely love that bike. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anyone who's smaller seems to struggle on that bike, and I, I don't yeah. exactly know why. I would um, agree with that. But yeah. that, that, yeah. that, that that's just the, that's just the theory. Um, so I think it does have a bad rap. Um, but with that being said, the 2018, um, I know Coop personally. He's like he loves that bike. You know, he's right. much 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 happier. Good. Um, I, I know he's riding a lot better, and there's a lot of traits that it does a lot better than the 17. So, um, yeah, I know they they've made a big step forward with the 18. But to answer your question, yeah, I think the previous generation just just got a bad rap, and then you know maybe guys like Coop uh, or or even Barsha, just smaller dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know maybe they did maybe they did struggle on that, but I can't put myself in their shoes just because I'm I loved it, but also I'm. If you look at me and look at Coop, you can't even compare us. Yeah. I'm so well, much taller. Or, or Millsaps and Fasciati, two bigger guys that had success on the machine. Yeah. You know? And so. yeah, and, and Pike made it work. Pike ripped yeah. on that bike. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that, that's just a theory that I have. But, I mean, again, that's that's all personal preference. So if you ask me, I yeah. love it. I think it's you know, one of the greatest bikes ever made. Yeah, something else. <laughs> I hate it. The worst bike ever made. So yeah. I think that just goes back to, you know, personal preference. And then also, too, like, another thing is a lot of these um, a lot of these guys, I mean, you know this, Mathis, like, if they're having a good day, the bike's great, everything's oh, great. Oh, yeah, yeah. If having, oh, yeah. If they're having a bad day, the bike's shit, we got to change this, change that, and reinvent the wheel, and then, and yep. then you're lost, you know where you started. So, Absolutely. A lot of it could be attributed to that, too. No, I agree. Well, hey, Seth, uh, good stuff, man. Thank you for joining us. I wish you could be here in studio. 
you, you know, you kind of screwed us on that. But uh, no, man, I appreciate it. Um, good luck with everything. <laughs> I, I know we'll be in touch. So. Yep. Yeah, I apologize again. I'm missing. Uh... I'm missing Pookie's dessert she makes. Yeah, yeah, she's probably missing looking at you, by the way, too. So don't worry about it. So, uh, <laughs> okay, uh, you got me blushing over here. Uh, thank you for your time, uh, Seth Rowe. I appreciate it. So Phil is flying at Supercross. That's what you're going to leave us with. Yeah, well, uh, my my sleeper pick was Taft, but yep. JB stole it. Yep. Um and everyone's going to think I'm biased, so I feel like I have to go a different direction. Yep. Um, actually, people are still going to think I'm biased though, because he's he's a New York guy. That's so, true. Yeah. But you know what? Screw it. Screw it. Screw it. I'm putting, for all you fantasy guys, Taft and Phil. And Phil. Put them in there. Yep, and Phil, because they're both ripping. It's going to be a good year. Oh, perfect, man. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk soon, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Have a good one. See you. Seth Rarick, everybody, on the show. Uh, let's get to Dark Side. Dark Side, what's up? Thanks for holding. What's happening? What's going on, Mathis? So I want to discuss this uh, Pulp MX fantasy a little bit. Yes, bring it on. Yeah, my first concern is, although I am a – Marks is one of my bros, do we trust him with his programming to not skew this thing in his favor? It's a very excellent point. Um, he could probably go in my bank right now and take all my money out if he wanted to. Um, I think we do. I think we do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to trust that then. Right. Um, so tell me, you know, I was reading a little bit about on the website before I signed up everything that, you know, you guys want to take this to the next level. Where do you see this fantasy going? You know, how much are you going to discuss it? Is there going to be a segment every week on your show discussing the actual, you know, who's where in the point, you know, top five or anything? What are, you, yeah. what are your plans? Yeah, yeah exa- absolutely. We're going to do a weekly podcast like we've always done with fantasy, discussing who would we, who would, who would we pick, uh, what we think about the outlook for the weekend's race, who's, who's, who, how we did, you know, who let us down, who was good, all that. And then, yeah, I think every Monday night we'll, we'll discuss how we did and uh, what's going on with it. And, and one of the cool things that we have is, is uh, like the national numbers, the top 99 guys in our main league, in the pay, in the pay league. Uh, mm-hmm. no, is it pay league or just all the league together? Pay league. Yeah, pay league. Yep. They're going to get 1 to 99 numbers, uh, national numbers. And so you'll get a Pulpamex national number that you can have next to your avatar and you can brag about. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think it'll be cool. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Like, it's going to take some skill. Like, if you, you just can't go there and, like other leagues, just, you know, blindly pick a guy, you know? Um, right. So you got to, you know, learn some things and follow the handicap stuff. But I think it'll be fun. It's pretty similar to the uh, motocross fantasy, I think it's called. Yep. The, the, yeah. Yeah, we took we took some of the best things of that and then added our own things that more JT and Marks and, and other guys that are, are hardcore guys wanted to add right. and modify that formula, even though I did score an all-time high of 699 at Southwick um, uh, <laughs> last year. The, the, these guys were the ones that decided the scoring more so than me. Right on. Well, I have the worst luck. I, I pick a guy, and almost every week somebody doesn't finish. So yeah, no, that's part of it, man. It makes you uh, really hate some riders. That's for sure. God damn it, <laughs> makes you hate some riders. But uh, no, right. and then you know you don't got to be a fantasy king. You can win it to enter. Uh, everybody who enters who pays for the uh, league entrance, you can win a Cowie four fifty F. So you're right. Right. Yep. Yeah, so. I signed up. I paid mine. Was it thirty four dollars or whatever it was? Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Fantastic. So uh, Pulpamex Fantasy, everybody, please check it out. There'll be a Pulpamex Show League too, Dark Side. So there's already one. Cool. I created one, so you can go in there and anybody can join the Pulpamex Show League. So we'll kind of keep our own standings within the standings, you know. 
Yeah, well, I look for I'll, I'll sign up for that as soon as I get off the phone with you. And, uh, hey, I look forward to hearing from Pookie here in about an hour or so, I guess. Oh, here we go. Yeah, she will be on. She's going to play a game with Marks about their knowledge of certain riders. And then uh, she will also take part in the uh, X-Brand Goggle Tariff segment. So, Right on. All right. Thanks, All right. man. Thanks, Darkside. See you, Ben. See ya. All right, everybody. First commercial break of the show. Thanks to Braden, Kennard, JT, Seth Rarick. Uh, and everybody for coming on. Thanks to Nash and Darkside, among others, for calling in. Uh, I'm okay. Don't worry. I'm not coughing up blood. I will be here all night. So listen to this commercial break. We'll be right back with Chris Kiefer, Pookie, some more segments, and much more laughs. It's Chad Reed. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. All of us have one thing in common when it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need. Because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. FlyRacing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet, it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Kennard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go Pulp MX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines. Great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech engine services use the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven experienced team. 
They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services. Whatever it is, rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows, they might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Want a chain and sprocket kit, but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your 
garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rock of Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JDR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUS. The word of the day is Annie. 
Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the gear alloy wheels at gearalloy.com or atdwheels.com. Get your trucking here. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented ProLaunch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique tack hour meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit, PivotWorks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, PivotWorks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, PivotWorks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. EK Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D chain by EK. The first thing you'll notice about the 3D chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. 
The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors. Chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength. 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-Rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for riders. Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. We're back. Thanks to uh, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension and Email and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X Brand Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere, Michelin Starcross 5. We already gave a set away. Folks at Works Connection, their easy clutch system is the number one perch setup out there. It's fantastic. Along with their starting device that seemingly almost every team uses. FMF, thanks to FMF for all they do for us. Fantastic company, great products, American-made. Atlas Neck Brace, the best neck brace out there. Lightweight, don't even notice it's on. W Wheels, use the wheels, rims, hubs that everybody in the pits uses pretty much. W Wheels, EK Chains, Guts Racing, the official seat foam of uh, Monster Energy Pro Circuit, among others. They got bases, they got covers, they got foams, they got vintage stuff. If you're looking for a foam for your bike, go to Guts Racing. Get data. Monster Energy Yamaha uses this. Half the teams in Europe use this little orange box on your front fender. Destroy the start with Get. Also, too, if you're in the market for a Honda, where the 5 freeway and the 605 freeway meet, over 1,000 new Hondas in stock, over 100 used cars, certified Hondas, 30 minutes anywhere from L.A. And the best part of the folks at Honda World Downey is they will give you a discount if you mention Pulp Mech Show. And a free oil change. Free first-time oil change. If you go down to the service department and mention Pulp Mech, they will hook you up. And uh, anything you need for a Honda, Ridgeline truck, for example, 
Dude, I'm getting the gear alloy wheels, put it on my Ridgeline truck very soon. I'm very excited I about that. I fucking love Ridgelines. That guy knows. That guy knows what he loves. And that's him. NFAB JGR Suzuki check-in. NFAB, proud sponsor of the JGR Suzuki team, as well as the Ampro, NFAB, Ampro Yamaha off-road team. Headed to the track of the trails, want easier access onto your vehicle. NFAB provides several step solutions, including the classic Nerf step, Enduro step, Adjust a step, RKR rails. To purchase NFAB products or learn more, visit n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB products backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and five-year finish warranty. The NFAB JGR check-in is this. Marks, are you ready for the NFAB JGR check-in? I was born ready. We checked in, and Phil is flying. That's a solid check-in. That's the check-in, everybody. Gosh, dang. That's Phil good. Nicoletti is flying. So we thank those folks at NFAB for that, coming on and, uh, and telling us what's up with Phil. And also, too... Uh, hey, Race Tech, come on, people. Come on. Just get your suspension service. Show your suspension some love. That's all. You don't need to get revalved if you don't want to and all this. Get your oil changed. Get your bushings checked. Change your seals out. How about that? You'll be surprised at how much it helps. And then also, too, if uh, you need some engine work done, Race Tech Engines has got it on happening as well. They're a big part of that HEP Motorsports Suzuki team as well. Racetech.com, please. Pulpmex17 is the code to save. Uh, race, they're breaking through the limitations of OEM designs. Race Tech specializing in high-performance suspension parts, service, and setups. Discover why more top privateers trust Race Tech. And please, check them out. This is the Race Tech email segment. Racetech.com. All right. Uh, Pat sent this in. I'm going to start this off by saying I unfortunately do not ride. I have never been to a Supercross, but I have been going to Unadilla since 2013, and this year went to Southwick. So to my point, you were talking about the ratings for Supercross and Motocross during show 318. I would assume the reason the ratings for Supercross are higher is because with the weather being nicer during outdoors, people aren't sitting in front of their TV in the middle of the day. The people that would watch the races are probably racing. I know for me, as long as the weather is nice, I would be out skating or shooting photos at my local track. He says skating. What does he mean by that? If the weather is nice, he's skating. Like rollerblading? He might be. Skateboard, probably. Oh, yeah. That would be my guess. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, rollerblades, well, definitely. You don't want to count them out. I took it as Pat being an older listener, but maybe not. Maybe he is skating. You can't. Why would you assume that? Because his name is Pat? You did, didn't you? I don't know. Pat's, Sorry, Pat. Pat's going to be upset. I think the, Skate and destroy, Pat. I think that the big reason that the ratings for motocross do not compare to Supercross, Supercross is on at night and easy to chill on the couch and watch it, unless it's on Fox Sports 2. Outdoors must stay from Pat. Pat, honestly, um, I've, I've done some research on the ratings on Supercross and motocross, and I'm, gonna, I'm trying to get a guy that I know to write a story about it because he's a real expert. But the outdoor ratings are not that bad. There's people in the pits that would love to tell you how shitty the outdoors or ratings are, but they're really not. One of the outdoors last year, I think, don't hold me to this, I'll know more when I get the stats, but I think was the third or fourth highest race all year, one of the outdoor rounds. All the supercross and all the motocross. So much depends on your lead, your lead in. So much depends on the time. So much depends on the network. There's people in the pits that want to tell you outdoors suck balls and are going away and we need to get out of there. Don't listen to those people. We need the motocross series. I don't know if we need 12 rounds, but we need the motocross series. 
All right, next up. From, uh, I don't even know how to say it. Remineer, I guess. Dear Pulp Mex, I'm a Justin Hill fan through and through, being that I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. I totally understand why he went to JGR, given the 450 deal for 19 and all that. I'd rather, uh, I, I, I get it, but I think if I'm Justin, I still stay with PC. But anyways, i love to see him repeat and also earn JGR what I feel would be a well-deserved championship. Yes, I agree on that. I can totally understand wanting to get out of SoCal, but do you think him doing all his training testing on the East Coast could hurt him given the difference in dirt and that kind of stuff? Or will him and the team be going to SoCal before he won to test? Or should none of that be an issue? Also, Felt should be hanging little signs of the nets that say, brought to you by Pulpamex. If they are listening, take note. Thanks for continuing the janky radio show for us. Uh, Ramonier, Ramonier Dixon, his name is. There's zero chance Feld recognizes me for the Nets. Maybe less than zero marks. I bet they call them the RC Nets. I bet you at some point Ralph asks RC what a great idea it is. And he oh, takes credit for probably. it. Probably. And I jump out of the press box. Oh, I'd um, to see that. Uh, Ramonier, I will guarantee you that at some point... Hill and Phil, who's flying right now, by the way, talk about how the hardcore Southern California service isn't working for them as well as they'd like, because that's what happens. And when the West Coast guys go east, they will complain about the soft, ruddy dirt on the East Coast not working as well as they'd like. That is what happens. That is as sure as the sun will come up tomorrow. However, for sure, Hill and Phil and and, and will be out at the Suzuki track in California busting out laps on that hard pack track at some point, probably just after Christmas. So they will have some time on it to get used to it and everything else. So, um, but having said that, they'll, they'll both, they'll complain and the, and the West coast guys will complain about the East coast and then insert for the nationals, the same thing, because that's one giant wheel hamster wheel of what the riders do. Uh, I've been there. I've lived it. I know it. I've seen it. And that'll continue to happen. 702-586-7857. Please uh, give us a call. And uh, give us a call and maybe you can win something. Or maybe we've given everything away. I don't know. Chris Kiefer is coming up shortly here. And uh, let's take a phone call from Ron. Ron, what's up, man? How are you? Good. Um, So I'm a goon rider, but I... This weekend ended up on on the gate with, with people who are very good. And my wife took a picture and there was a guy named the dogger who was on the right of me. And Oh boy. Of course I sent the picture to friends and some of my smarter friends said, your sag is off. Look at, look at your bike relative to, you know, Lachine and all these other guys who clearly know what they're doing. So hold on. Did I you really talk to, know. Never mind about sag. Did you talk to dogger? Uh, Yeah. How cool was he? Uh, okay, so I I show up at the here. It's a good story actually. So I show up to the gate early. I think I'm being smart, but everybody else is already at the gate, and there's one gate picked left. And I just go, okay, fine, I'll take it. Well, I look to my left, I look to my right, I see a bunch of old pros that I don't really recognize, um, but I know from you know from. I, I know that they're that, that that they are you know old pros, and I look to my right and it's Ron, and I go, holy fuck! Right? Why did I have to line up against fucking Ron Lachine? My day is not going to be very good. And he laughs at me. He goes, 
because my name's Ron. And he says, Ron, it's a privilege, and he high-fives me. And uh, and the guys to my left said, we love you, Ron. Just do a favor. Block out Lachine for us, and we'll buy you beers afterwards. Nice, so, um, nice. Of course, I was a grand wuss bag and let them all go. Dogger. Um, Dogger rules. Love um, this guy right here. He was a very nice man. He was all very polite, very helpful, and right. always cracking jokes and very funny. Okay. So what's up, man? So, SAG, when when your bike is lower than it should be, what does that do to performance? And, you know, when it's at the right level, what does that do? And what if your bike's too high in the back? I, I just don't know. So well, that's why I'm calling. You want to have a combination of the shock valving and oil working along with the spring of a shock. You need both to make the shock work properly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if your sag is off... You're going to put too much stress on a the spring, or the other way, your shock will ride too. If you have a, if you don't have the right correct weight of, of a spring, your shock will ride too low, and mm -hmm. it won't work properly. So what you basically want to do is you want to get the, the spring rate right for your weight, and mm -hmm. then your spring slash valving and the shock will work together as one, as it's intended. So mm -hmm. you want to. Make sure the right height, it's its ride height, sag is ride height. You want to make sure your bike rides at the right part of the stroke of the shock to use the full spring and slash full shock. Okay, that makes sense because I can tell when I try to seat bounce something, it's not, it just, I can tell it's not working like other people's bikes because right. I watch. Right. And I can tell that when I go into a turn that, uh, that it's just, it's, yeah. the, it's it's kind of hard. Uh, what kind of bike? What kind of bike do you have? Uh, I have three 2008 CRF 450s and a guy named Mike Batista. Yep. Who at MB1? Who is who was a who was a yeah? I know Mike. Yep. On the team, on the Honda team at the time, and he only rides and his guys only ride 2008 CRF 450s. Did my suspension, and it's wonderful. Uh, so I know that it's done right. It's just. I guess over time, well, yeah. Steve, you could have uh, you could have added weight. You could be eating a bit and added some pounds. You know what I mean? Um, I went from two forty pounds to two fifteen, though. Oh well, then yeah, then you've gone the other way. So uh, just measure your sag. Ask MB one. Uh, I'm guessing your 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 sag should be about one hundred eight, one ten for that bike. Okay. And okay. Uh, and if you can get it in that model in that range, then your spring okay. is good. Okay. Your spring is fine. If if you can't get in that range, you need to go to a lighter spring. Cool. Thank you very much. All right, no problem, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. Crash, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's happening? Not much. Just hanging out. Uh, hey, I had a quick question for you. I've only been listening to this show for not too long, and uh, I'm, I'm you know, sort of friends with Jason Anderson. We grew up riding together, and I was just curious. I never heard the story of what happened of why he doesn't like you. Yeah, I don't really know. You'd have to ask him if you're, if you're buddies with him. I think I've been critical of some of his – tactics on the track not all of them but some of them have been just bonehead moves uh one okay. time him and baggett got into it before practice and they were going back and forth and anderson posted a video of just what baggett did to him and then he said what's up with this guy and everything else and i called it a, a chicken shit move because he was doing it as mm -hmm. much as baggett but he let his followers know that it was just baggett you know and i think yeah. i think he heard some of that stuff or heard about it i doubt he listens to the show so just his man friends and, and sponsors would tell him or whatever. And that's mm -hmm. it. That's it. He, he's banned me from uh, from his life. Uh, he used to come on the show. He used to talk to me. Um, 
uh, uh, we had no problem. And then somehow he didn't like some of the things that I said about his riding, and that was it. I've been cut off ever since then, Crash. And you've been cut off. Yep. So. All right. Well, that was my question. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. All right, let's bring in our next guest here on the show. Chris Keefe, are you there? I'm here. Are you there? I'm here. I just uh, had you turn All down. All right. We are try this FaceTime thing again. You might not be able to hear the callers, but let's try to get a little bit of... Yeah, I barely hear them. Yeah, I don't think it's it's not done that well for that. Um, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm good. Just got home late, and uh, I was opening up bills, real-life shit going on in the kitchen right now. Oh, really? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Hey, so... Listen, something that our listeners want to talk about is your old employer, Dirt Rider, yeah. Dirt Rider, yeah. folding up shop. Um, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> well, uh, everyone thinks I got a lot of social media tweets about, oh, are you stoked? Are you stoked? But honestly, I'm not, I'm not stoked at all because uh, even before I worked at Dirt Rider, I was um, a fan of the magazine. My dad got it. I hung it up on my walls. I was just a huge follower of, of dirt rider and, and, and all the magazines pretty much. So anytime a magazine goes away, it's not good for our industry. It's not good for our sport. And, uh, it's sad. It's sad to see it go. Now, having said that, even when I was there, it wasn't, uh, doing the best either. I mean, we knew it was kind of sliding. Um, our page count was going down. So we were trying to recover some of that, but you know, and a lot of that could, um, saving it could be contributed to Chris Dennison. You know, he actually did a hell of a job over there. And, and when Chris left, it just, you know, a piece of me kind of left with Chris and it was tough. And, um, I don't think that magazine ever recovered and, and not just dirt rider, other, other magazines inside that group haven't recovered either. So um, it's tough for print right now. It's real tough. Yeah. I mean, you can ask anybody, you probably ask Don or, or Tilly or anybody out there that, you know, print is not what it used to be and, um, demographics are different and the kids want to read everything on the phone and do all that. And everything's on, on the internet now. So, uh, times are changing. I'm an old guy. I still like to have a print magazine in my hand at times. Um, especially for tests, anything test related, I always like to read it in my hand. So, uh, uh it's just unfortunate. I'm bummed out. There's still there's still some good people at dirt rider. Um, there's a couple people that I don't care about, but I mean, as far as, uh, the quality of people, there are still some good people over there. How much do you think part of their downfall was putting non-enthusiasts kind of in charge? Uh, I think that's a lot of it. Honestly, Mathis. Um, yeah, like who would, like who would, like whoever made that decision at the highest levels, like what are you doing? Well, what happens is you get guys that are up higher up in, you know, in the company that aren't, enthusiasts that get pulled from ski magazines or skate magazines or whatever it is. And they try to get into our sport and they do not know it. They know the business side of the magazine, but they don't know our core values and, and who we are. And to me, I think you got to have all of that. You got to be an enthusiast. You got to have the business smarts. You got to have a good sales team. And, uh, I just don't think we had, or I shouldn't say we at that time when I was there, we had all that. So, um, I felt like we had a great edit side when Chris was there. It was, you mm-hmm. know, me, Chris, Lindsay, and Sean, and Joe, our art director. And uh, once Chris left, I, I think that was our heartbeat of our team, and it just kind of all went downhill. I mean, it started in 82, I believe. 
Dirt Rider? Yep, 1982. Yeah, great, great magazine over the years. Uh, uh, Mark Correa, Carl Kramer, Wolfman. Yeah, Carl. Wolfman. Carl, Ken, Jimmy Lewis. I mean, I I worked under Ken, Jimmy, Carl, Chris. So I have Um, had a lot of editors through my time. DC and and, uh, and Swap, too. Both both contributed over the years there. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of my, uh, you know, obviously people that knew who I am, you know, I reference that straight from dirt rider so yeah it sucks man i don't i don't want to see it and and honestly the manufacturers don't want to see it either because no. um some of those jobs that are built inside of those walls of manufacturers are meant for media you know type of of jobs so you know those go away some mm-hmm. people other people lose their jobs so it's just it shit flows downhill so it's not good for anybody how's the deal so you left there as we know and yeah. By, by the way, should I ask Tilly if it's okay to talk about this sh- on this show, or is it still garbage? Is it garbage? I don't know. You might get bummed out. We never know. Yeah, exactly. Nice job, Tilly. Um, hey, so you left Dirt Rider. We all know. We talked about it uh, on the show. Uh, I got in trouble for some of the things I said, maybe rightfully so. But anyways, um, Kiefer Ring no, testing, Kiefer Ring testing, and and Pulp MX. You're doing a ton of stuff for Pulp MX. Everybody, manufacturers, OEMs, uh, sponsors, uh, gear gear companies, everybody's stoked with your, your sort of new venture in life? You know, I've got a lot of great feedback, and I've, you know, most of it is all, like I said, all great. So the manufacturers are really stoked because how I do it and how I envisioned all this when I, when I thought about it, even when I was at Dirt Rider, I kind of wanted to do this when I was at Dirt Rider, but they wouldn't let me, so everything that I do is kind of organic and there's no hot, there's no walls. I'm not hiding behind anything. So when I do these tests, everything's out in the open and I'm just being more of myself and the manufacturers can appreciate that because dirt bike guys aren't polished people. Mm-hmm. Um, they know my background. So I've been a test writer for years. So the credibility's there. I know how to test. I know how to, to speak about dirt bikes. Um, so they, they love the shootout. They am almost everyone that I've talked to, Love the shootout and how that went down and how I used a, a wide range of riders and how they could listen to mm-hmm. each guy and how they they d- liked or disliked it. So yeah. that's the beauty of it is even if you do have a problem with it and you don't like it, there's other things to listen to that, that you may do like. Yeah. So, yep. And also, too, like for me and you, like we we don't really share content, but if I write something, let's say, on the, on the Husqvarna, I'll write something different for your site just so – you know, yeah. there's more content for the reader. There's more, mm-hmm. more stuff out there for the manufacturer. I just think it's, uh, we're just trying to cover a lot of basis and I just like being myself. And that's what to me is the most beneficial for me is I can be myself. I can talk shit. We can talk about dirt bikes. We can say if it's good or not. And you're not going to see me take any money from the manufacturers ever for advertising. So it, it always will be real. What's not real is you boning me for coming up here tonight to co-host with Seth Rarick. That's not Here's, real. That's bullshit, dude. <laughs> Rarick blamed you. How is he blaming me? He was the co-host tonight. <laughs> I, I got fucking used for a ride. That's bullshit. Dude, he blamed you. I, he went there. Here's, here's how it went down for the people out there that don't know. Okay, Kiefer, you want to go up to uh, Vegas? Yeah, I'll go up there with you. Rarick. Hey, uh, hey guys, just, I texted Mathis. Hey guys, I don't think I can make it because I have to test on Monday and I'm all the way down in Cahia. Can't make Vegas bros. Mm-hmm. Well then as soon as I said that, Rarick's like, well, 
I'm out. I'm not going. I'm like, motherfucker, you only use me for the fuel, you bastard. And I said, hey, Rick, well, you can drive up by yourself. And it was no go. It was and no he's go. like, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got I to gotta climb 14,000 feet on Tuesday. I can't, I can't make that. I'm like, oh, uh, man. Well, we still had him on the night. But uh, anyways. No, he's a, he's a good dude. Right. Um, dude, I'm sore. I'm really okay, sore. I didn't, I didn't listen to the show because I was driving home. So wh- what the fuck did you do? Dude, what about RM Army? Like, what? <laughs> did you fuck it up? <laughs> I, I, the front end is just garbage. Like, it is so twisted up. I got to take – I got to loosen the steering knot and everything. It's – bars are bent. Clutch levers bent. I gotta did work. you even check tire pressure and all that shit oh, before yeah. you went? Oh, yeah. I checked okay. sag. Pookie, Pookie helped me check sag. Okay. And uh, and then uh, I checked tire pressure. Yeah, no, I was all good. Okay. So I feel like I need to be with you when you ride because I'm like your good luck charm, and I can help you, and I can I can be your guy just like when we were at the dude. strip club. I said, hey, yeah. don't do that. Yeah, you were. I can you, be that guy at your dirt bike track. You stopped me from spending two hundred right. bucks at the at the strip club one night. At least two hundred yeah, bucks. Yeah, you were great. Um, See, then I could have saved you some agony in your muscles. Right. It, honestly, Kiefer, it's a jump that you would have laughed at and done in your sleep, but it was really, <laughs> it was really muddy and shitty, and I didn't hit the corner right. And I told the story at the beginning of the show, and I didn't hit the corner right. But I'm like, ah, screw it. I'm just gonna sit down and you know ride up the face and jump this double. You know what I mean? Like it ain't far. Did you did you seat bounce it? Uh, no, no, I don't think I seat bounced it, but I, I spun like kind of all the way up the face and then I was like, Oh boy. And then I gave it a little bit more and I went off the jump front end high, like, but that's fine. Like whatever your front end was yeah. high, but I'm good. Right. And, uh, and next yeah. thing I know, just clunk with the back tire and right over the bars, dude. Like, dude, I don't oh my like, God. so you landed and then got pitched over. Yeah. I clipped landed front front end slap down and I went right over and, and, uh, I'm, I was in the air, and as I'm in the air, I just, I'm like, I swear to God, I remember going, fuck, like, like, so stupid, and dude, yeah. I, oh, man, I, I was, I wasn't coughing up blood like Cooksy thought I was, and Pookie was all worried, and I got a concussion, but I broke my helmet, and what? I broke the mouth guard off the F2. You broke the mouth guard? Yeah. Like the, the, the bridge area of the, the helmet? No, no, no. The plastic mouth guard on the front. On oh, the, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. The plastic mouth guard. And then I, you know, whatever, I took a, hit, took a digger to the side. And then, um, and then I was, I was, my nose was running nonstop with like blood, blood snot. There was not, it wasn't like, wasn't a bloody nose, but there was snot just running out of my nose and there was blood in the snot, like a little bit of red, you know? And I'm like, oh God. Right, right. And then I, I, I went to go pee. I peed to make sure I wasn't like, you know, and, and dude, so there was no blood in the pee and I was so sore. I was covered in mud too, by the way, because they overwatered this place. The guys at Mesquite overwatered it. Oh yeah. Because it dries up in fucking two seconds. So you're going to have no, to water it. Dude, you don't understand. These corners were like soup. They were that soup. Grease? Oh, it was so deep. It was deep and soupy. Anyways. It's a good track. It's a, Mesquite's a good track. They just they need to hey, lay off the water. Hey, I'm not laughing at you, but what I'm laughing at is us dirt bike guys and you. We can self-diagnose ourselves pretty quick. Like, 
I got to go pee in over here. And you're going to see if there's blood coming out. And that was really yeah. what d- deters you if you're going to go to the hospital or not. Oh, yeah. No, no, because I went back out riding. I'm like, okay, there's no pee in the blood. I got a nose problem, but that's okay. And then I got back on the bike. I did a half a lap, and my my leg, at the top of my leg, was hurting so bad that I just pulled in. And I'm like, okay, I can't even ride. I can't even go back out. And so, Is it like a dead leg or a Charlie or something? I think a, na- a massive Charlie, yeah. And yes. so... RM Army, bro. <laughs> I need some help. Dude. I, <laughs> hey, you know what? Fuck you. Because you were supposed to go ride with me on Saturday, and you didn't. Thank you. Quiet. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Um, anyways, but listen. Um, all right, let's take some phone calls. I don't know if you can hear these people. I'll tra- I'll I can barely hear them. You just got to be quiet. I'll translate. All right. Brody, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are y'all? Good. What's going on? What's your question? Um, have you seen the track maps this year? I'm sure you have. I did. I saw them all. Yeah. Kiefer, did you see the track maps? Yeah, I looked at a few. Yeah. The, do you, can you tell if they're going to have any boat turns or nets? Uh, no, that's not going to be on there. The nets won't be on there. There's only one over-under bridge, though, that I saw, which kind of sucked. Yeah, Houston looks pretty gnarly. And but yeah, and I, I was going to ask Kiefer about some, a question about some tires. All right, go ahead, if he can hear you. Go ahead. Um, what's the most durable tire? Cause I don't, I don't got that good of a budget, but I love, I ride every weekend and my Dunlop, the 3S is, is horrible about like durability. So, yeah. So basically here's what you're going to have to deal with when you get with tires. Yeah. You can go buy some Shang Shins or, or, you know, or Kendas or something like that where you're just like, Man, do I even have a fucking knobby on here? Because you won't have any traction. But yeah, you'll get it. You'll last for six months. So you got to find a balance. And I, I agree with you on the 3S. Is like the 3S will chunk and the side knobs will chunk off, but they have the best traction. So you want to do something a little bit better. Um, obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention Michelin because I had some hand in that. And the medium is pretty good for long lasting as long as you're not riding shale rock. You know, and also uh, MX-52 doesn't have the best traction, but they do have a good lifespan. Um, so you can look into an MX-52. I've tried some Pirellis before, but same thing as a 3S. They kind of chunk out. And uh, and if, you, if you're still looking for a budget, I know there's some things are on sale, like Bridgestones are sometimes are on sale, like 403 and 404s, and those are still good tires, and those last a long time. Or, Brody, use the pulp code at btosports.com to, to buy some Michelin Star Crosses. Try that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's good. All right, man. Well, thanks for the Sometimes call. Sometimes I don't think about that stuff, but yeah. Yeah. I, I'll it, next time. It's just a trade-off because absolutely, the, the, like, there are some tires that last a long time. Uh, I remember when Maxxis ones back in the day lasted forever, but it's just a performance thing, right, Brody? Like, I mean, hey, like, yeah. Brody, let me let me let me tell you something real quick for you guys. Fun. So. We used that Dirt Rider one time. Dennison thought it would be a good idea to use Maxxis for our shootout tires. And literally, they they didn't wear. But I swear to God, I thought I didn't have knobbies on my tire. And it screwed up the whole test. So you got to find like a balance where you're going to still have some fun because you'll think you don't even know how to ride if you have these shitty tires on. Yeah, bro, don't go over the bars because you, you can't get traction and you get sent over the bars. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that ain't good at all. Thanks, Brody. All right, y'all have a good one. Thank you. Uh, next up for Kiefer, Kendall. What's up, man? You're uh, calling away from Australia? 
Yes, I am. I'm a chick too, dude. What's up, bro? <laughs> um, I was having a deja vu of your accident for starters, because that's what got me into media in the first place. Mm. I was from McIntyre Club and went over the bars and suffered post-concussion syndrome, and there's two weeks I can't remember, so I feel for you, bro. Thank for you. you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. The, the, hel- the helmet's a nice ornament. <laughs> Still got blood in it, mine, eh? Oh, jeez. Um, um, what I want to ask Chris Keeper is with Dirt Rider going down, like Australian mags over here are pretty lame, um, being a polite way. It's just like regurgitated dribble. Now, with Dirt Rider going under, what's that actually going to do to the industry? Is that going to make it more um, sort of like electronic form type thing, or is it just going to make a big hole? Because the first thing that goes in marketing. The first thing that goes on a team is marketing, and it yeah. just goes all together. And everyone seems to be reporting after the fact and not before the fact, and it's starting to get annoying for me. Yeah. We need to sell our sport a little bit. Well, but, Kendall, this isn't a motocross industry thing. This is a, a, a worldwide thing with print. I yep. mean, it is it is, yep. it is. just at what's going to happen everywhere, like, in 20 years. Is any magazine going to be around anymore? Like, it's really scary, and not just for moto, for everything, like, uh, I don't read the mag- number of magazines that I used to at all. Not even close. I used to read tons of magazines. Mm. I used to have subscriptions to Sports Illustrated, Entertainment Weekly, and Rolling Stone, and uh, Inside Sports, and, and, and ESPN Mag. And I, I mean, I don't do any of that anymore. You know? So yeah. Honestly, like uh, Bonnier owns a lot of different types of magazines as well, and they own like Pop Sci, uh, Working Mother, and on some food magazines. And I know all of them. Um, are are doing some of them are doing better than others, but all of them have a slow decline just because of the market and just how people are not reading magazines as much as they used to. And um, and as far as our industry, I think um, I, d- I know the marketing dollars are all changing too. And I remember talking to the sales guys when I was over there, and um, a lot of these companies were shifting their money towards digital and social media ads and just different trying to figure out different ways to. Mm-hmm. Um, make an ROI on their dollar just because uh, print wasn't wasn't doing it for them. So hopefully, you know, with with Steve and Pulp and and me at Kiefer Inc. and hopefully we can yeah. kind of bridge that gap and help those guys and and and, and maybe even, you know. And uh, sorry, Kendall, do you like the digital magazines? Because I can't get into them on an iPad. I can't. I can't either. I can't get into them. Well, when when you're on the phone, you want paper, don't you? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Like, who's going to have? I know that um, uh, poker machines have got charges for smartphones now, but a toilet's going to have charges for, for smartphones as well. That's, yeah. 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 We need paper, I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, thanks, Kendall. Thanks for calling in, man. It's a good question. Yep. It's a good debate. Thank you. Yep. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Appreciate it. Um, Cheers. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a scary world for sure, a little bit, right? Um, you know what's scary, Kiefer, though? Oh, what? Is you and these texts about the husky bike? Like you gotta oh. chill down, bro. Why? Chill down on this. I don't want to chill down. It's a okay. So I got to. Uh, well, I went to the husky intro. And they did it in L.A., which was pretty cool. At some, I don't know. Heather knows the building's name. I don't know what the hell it was, but it was some technology building in L.A. Cool. They you know brought out the red carpet. Blah blah blah. Technology and the, stuff. And the, and the bike to me, I love the KTM. The KTM looks bitching. The Husky, 
I don't think is as good looking. I don't like that cut in the side no, plate. No, no, no. It's not. Are good. you agree with that? Oh, it's not good. It's not good at all. But to me, up close, the bike looks better when you're looking at it in live versus you know on a phone or on the computer screen. Um, so I was out riding Saturday, which you didn't show up, so you you wouldn't know that. Um, and uh, one of the guys from Husqvarna was breaking in one of the 2018 factory editions. And, of course, me being me, I'd just say, hey, you think I can help you break that in and just ride a couple laps? So, uh, you know, I only, only spun like five or six laps on it. And I've spent a lot of time on, on the Orange Brigade and on the Husky. And I was, you know, that was my bike of choice going to Loretta's. And um, I know some of the things that I, after I went to Loretta's with some tacky dirt and some ruts, things that I would want to change and things that I pinpointed, like, I hope this new bike fixes some of those things. And when I hopped on it, I was at a familiar track that I rode those bikes at a lot. And I'm telling you right now, dude, the things that I didn't like, um, some of those have been addressed. So, Marks, it's, he's no longer Orange Brigade. He's not Blue Crew. He is White Lightning. Yeah. I don't think he knows. I'm going to start wearing stars and flat bill hats. Dude. <laughs> I, got, I got one for you what sounds gay yeah exactly um hey, so, hey but seriously like so you like just it real yeah. quick real quick it's a good bike the chassis is what i really like it's it's stiff in the right spots like in the old on the, i should say the old bike but yeah, the current like bike 2018 normal version bikes um when the when the track is a little bit choppy and you start pushing it the bike can kind of get twisty or it kind of has a little um, it'll start wallowy and then snap back. And that's in that frame where it's flexy. And you notice that on fast sweepers or anything kind of choppy. And this new bike feels really planted and solid and, and it turns really well. And dude, it feels so light. Oh boy. And oh boy. It the one thing it, I feel like it doesn't have that I wish it would have is more bottom end. Like, like a Yamaha has a good bottom end. A Honda has a good bottom end. RMR. I do. Yeah, even even RM Army has a good throttle response feel. Like, dude, it's so connected to the rear wheel. Like, there's no wheel spin, and it pulls better. I feel. I just feel like they don't have that excitement throttle response feeling. But in return, you get rear wheel traction, and I like it. You're ridiculous with this. You've been you've been texting on our group text over and over about this husky. I feel bad too because I've been texting Andy Jefferson. I go, hey, when can I ride that thing? Or how's that thing going? And so he's going to have some intros next week. So I think motocross action and trans will, will do a test Monday, next Monday. And then um, digital magazines will get it on Wednesday. And then I'm going to get mine on Friday, and then I'm going to keep it for a little bit. So I'm going to really dive into it and, and do a podcast and get really, really all rock start out with it. All right. Okay. Uh, hey, my sources tell me that your son, Aiden, prefers the term lit kit. Uh what son? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you, you've disowned him. I love he's it. He's gone. He's clipped. Lit Adam, Adam can uh, take care of him now. Adam, you have a, a brand new 11 year old son. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. uh, you and Ash can take him uh, for Christmas yep, and money. buy him as many presents as you want. Lit Kit, go ahead. <laughs> there it is, everybody. Aiden Kiefer, Lit Kit supporter. I like it. Um, hey, something else you want to talk about tonight was Gary Sutherland. Uh, a buddy yeah. of ours, ex-brand goggle athlete. Yeah, so uh, I, I funny. I was 
just uh, trolling Vital the other night, and I saw Gary Sutherland on the forum page, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ooh, this ought to be fun. Were you reading about the Jeff Alessi PEDs thing as well? I did scroll. I didn't have that much time to go through 75 pages, <laughs> but I did, I did get a couple pages in. Um, but, yeah, so Gary won the AMA National Hair and Hound Championship and the Works Championship, and he had a guy named Ron Purvines um, sponsor the team, which he has an off-road team on Yamaha's. And um, so Gary signed a three-year deal at the beginning of this year. And Gary, being Gary, you know, he just, yeah, I won my championships. I did what I was supposed to do. And Ron decided, I guess, he either A, I do, either A, he didn't think Gary would win the championships and and uh, wouldn't get that bonus. And so I think he uh, maybe thought twice about rehiring Gary again for, for next year, which I guess you really don't consider rehiring because he had a contract, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. So then in December, first week of December, he's like, "Yep, um, can't do it anymore. I'm um, not going to have a ride for you. I can't pay you." And blah blah blah. And Gary's fucked. Like Gary's out. Like, and everyone's budget's full, so he's kind of sol. Wow. And, so he didn't even get paid for what he did do. Well, he did get paid. He got paid for his salary that he got. No, he got his bo- she- his bonus money. Oh, he did get his bonus. Okay. Yeah, no, no. He made sure he got his bonus money, and he honored that. Um, I just think, you know, that that X amount that he paid Gary for bonuses was more than yeah. he thought he would have to pay. Right. And uh, now Gary's out. So, I mean, in in one breath, I respect Ron for helping guys off road and get a ride, sure. but he kind of fucked him a little bit by telling him so late. You know, like. Right. right. Now Gary's scrambling for uh, for bikes, and um, I hopefully uh, this is not confirmed, but hopefully I think Wheeler's going to help, and he might ride Suzuki. So oh, welcome aboard, R- welcome R-M aboard, Army X Brand. You guys are going to be bros. Welcome aboard, Gary. Appreciate it. It's very nice to have you. Um, but yeah, no, I, I did a podcast with Gary like earlier, and he's just a He's one of my friends. He's not metrosexual. He's like a man's man. He's from Montana. He goes and hunts and kills shit. I'm not like that. Um, he calls me his little uh, feminine, you know, boyfriend kind of dude because I'm not, I'm just not built that way. But uh, mm-hmm. um, he's a good guy. He, he's a single dad. He takes care of his, his daughter. Um, he's dating Christy from KTM that, you know, formerly of KTM, I should say. Yep. And uh, and he's just a good dude. I just hate to see good people get effed over, and it just yeah. bums me out. Yeah, absolutely. That's for sure. Uh, Roost MX bringing you Chris Kiefer here tonight. Uh, Pulp Nation code saves you 20%. Seth Rarick's Supercross Sleeper is uh, Bradley Taft, and he rides for the Cycle Trader uh, Rock River Yamaha team that Roost MX has a big part of. 48-hour uh, turnaround. Uh, they got a whole Pulp Nation segment on their on their website as well. Please check out Pulp Nation uh, under their website, RoostMX.net. Use the code PulpNation to save. And if you're big into Cobra, your little kids got Cobra, they're the official Cobra brand uh, for licensee for, for Cobra. So they have everything Cobra branded. So Roost MX, thanks to those folks for uh, bringing you on, Kiefer, by the way. Yeah, and, and Bradley Taft is, is Rarick's sleeper. So Yeah, he's fast. He's looking good at Milestone with, along with 85 other guys. Right. It's including <sighs> and including Phil Nicoletti, by the way, we've heard. so. Okay. Can I get on this a little bit? Sure. I, I watched Phil's video. It, it looks pretty good. Like I'm not gonna lie, I feel like he he's riding good. Yeah. Um, um, I wouldn't get all crazy yet, but I feel like he has gotten better. So I'm kind of on the bandwagon as well. Yeah. Well, there we go. Phil will be happy with with that. Um, 
All right. Let's. Anything else, Kiefer? You want to talk about? Bring up anything else? Um, are we doing after dark? We we are. Calm down. Chill down. Okay. We got a lot more to go before we get there. <laughs> okay, I didn't know where we were going. Good. Thought you were kicking me off, man. No, I, I'm not. Pookie, hey, welcome I to got, the show. Hello, hello. Pookie's I got up. a question though. Yep. Did you? Okay. Does Pookie ever walk by the mirror and look at her? What what's going on with herself? A lot. Yes. Okay, Heather. Heather's doing that right now, and I don't know what the fuck she's doing. Pookie's pissed because she has a full-length mirror, but I, I got I got my gear alloy wheels. Yeah, and I block the mirror with all the wheels because so I have because no, I have no room in the garage. The bike they're in the house. They're in the house because the garage is full of dirt bikes and cars. Yeah, but that's gonna be ending soon because I'm lighting all those dirt bikes on fire. Oh, Pookie's not happy. Fuck those dirt bikes, Pookie. It's no. part of the deal. Nope. Why? Mm-mm. Look how happy it makes him. No, he's not happy. He's sore. Every everyone okay. loves have. that Steve is riding. I love it. I see a glow about him now that he's riding dirt bikes. He doesn't have any restraint. He thinks he's you know sixteen years old and going after okay. going at that fifth Manitoba yes, title. Those two points. Can we agree on something then? Can we at least agree that he has to go with me for a few more times before he's released out in the wild by himself? Uh, I just think I need to stick to vet tracks right now. No, you're fine at sunrise. You're you're good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just yeah. I am a shitty media guy. No <laughs> doubt about it. And I can't ride either. So, um, no, our, I was not happy yesterday at all. She thought I had a concussion. Was coughing up blood because Cooksey gave her the wrong info. Cooksey was ratting you out already. Yeah, Cooksey was ratballing me as far as my my symptoms. Oh, so was Pookie texting him or did he text? Text Pookie. Pookie told called JT. JT, JT texts me to Pookie, make sure Pookie Steve isn't me. Oh my himself God. into a concussion. <laughs> what? Dude. What the fuck, dude? It's, it's, it's like TMZ out in the desert and shit. It, it probably started with Cooksey saying I'm a little bit banged up. And by the time the telephone game <laughs> got played, I was now. No, because Glenn Cooksey t- 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 Facebook messaged me and said you coughed up blood. I did not cough <laughs> up and blood. And broke your helmet. <laughs> I did break my helmet, but it was a commonly broken part if you hit your face. In the dirt. Cooksey's comment how's your, was... How's your boots? Oh, my sevens. I love them. <laughs> I love yeah. those Tech sevens, dude. Very good uh, recommendation by you, I believe. Um, yeah. Uh, I love them. They fit me better. Big calves, wide feet, too. The the, the toe box itself is wider. Um, and you get you be able to strap that sucker on from your um, the top, the gator top? Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Love them. All right. So, yeah, Tech sevens, bro. Very happy with that with that pick. Um, doesn't matter anymore. It does no. That's it. No. Pookie. That's it. No. Big garage Pookie. sale at Popo Mac Studios. It. What about the JGR bike? Can I yeah, sell that's that too? Going to. The JGR display oh, yeah. bike. Uh-huh. We just gotta get Pookie to go with you next time. I'll just take it home with me tonight. If that makes <laughs> well, things, if that makes Sold. things easier. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Pookie, someone from Hawaii is calling me. Why? Why is that? Oh, because I made reservations for the Christmas Day dinner thing. Okay, so Pookie, what else is going on with you? Are you, are you serious? Are you mad about my bike? Yes. Are you being serious though? Yes, I was very mad when I heard that he crashed. On a scale so from one to ten, ten because being he should like no better than to put himself in that kind of a position. Bro, it's an easy jump. Kiefer would laugh at this. I jump. know, but you. You, you know, you didn't make it, so that obviously is a problem. <laughs> thank you, thank you. On the scale from one to ten, ten being the most pissed off you ever been in your life, where were you at? Well, I mean, I was like four, but still. All right, so you're you're, you're still good. Hey, you can still when I ride. called him after JT texted me, I'm like, "Are you okay?" Yeah, 
I'm, I just, I packed it in early and he didn't even tell me about the crash. I'm like, but you crashed and well, broke your helmet I and we're coughing up blood. I didn't no, know I that this had happened at this point. So I'm called him and he's like hiding the truth from me. So that's also, hey, not okay. well, he could be the opposite and he could just fucking milk it and really say he's jacked up. And then, you know, I'm, do all the things, dude. do all the things that I told you to do on the group next I mean, group text message. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hey, by the way, just don't even call her Pookie anymore. Just call her. Phil, Mrs. Phil, because that's what I've been calling her lately. Because, dude, she is, she's got such a bad attitude. Like she hates people right now. Why he loves oh. me so much? Because he's told me you're uh, it's female Christmas Phil. Time. Yeah, she's female Phil. She she looks at people's social media and she's like, you know, judging and oh, yelling so about hard. them. Yes. I'm not gonna give out the names, but I'm just like, you're like Phil. You're just like never happy. You're always <laughs> complaining about these people. These people just make her so mad on social media. I'm like, you gotta let it go. Is judging, watching, look at the baby, yeah. look at the baby. It's true. I am a very hard judger of social hey, media it's because content. It's, is, it, is it Christmas time? That's why you're getting all aggro? No, I just am fed up, I think. I'm just old. <laughs> I'm just old. Or if you're a little bitch. I'm fed up and I'm old. <laughs> yeah, I That's, mean, pretty much. I'm trying to, yeah, I haven't even put my tree Olivia? up this year, so I'm like. What? Yeah, I don't, I think I might skip it. Dude, We're that's not like you. It's not like me, and I'm a big collector of Christmas ornaments, and all my ornaments mean a lot to me. And I'm just like, fuck these ornaments. Yeah. Bro. When are you guys when when are you guys leaving? Christmas Eve. For Hawaii? Uh, yeah, Christmas. Eve. Yeah, we're going to Maui. Um. Welcome. Must be nice. Uh, you're, how bummed are you that not Kiefer didn't make it, but Rarick didn't make it up? Rarick's a good-looking guy. <laughs> you're, you're not kidding. Is Rarick is Rarick like like Mike Brown for Heather for her? No, probably not that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got a text. Kid, I got a text from an unnamed rider. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say who it was, but it rhymes with Schmalik Spray. <laughs> and that rider <laughs> said, "Rarick slays the ladies." Oh, so hard. And I'm like, you know yeah, it. he does. So, yeah. What do you say? He was six two. Jesus. That's. Like and I really wish he was. I was in studio with hot. him because I I found out a story about Rarick through a girl, which was really funny. But I don't want to say it unless he says it's okay. <laughs> I need to hear that on our group text. Yeah, we got to hear that. Yeah. We got to hear that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, what else, Pookie? He said he missed me. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Uh, he said he missed your snacks. Yeah, that's Whoa. same thing. That's yeah, pretty, exactly. That's close. <laughs> that's close to another word I thought you were going with. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Um, all right, uh, let's get to Dark Side. He's on the line. Dark Side, you want to talk to Pookie? Yeah, bro. Yeah, Team Poop. Team Poop. What's Hi, up? What's up, Pookie? So um, I got a couple questions Pookie. for you. So who are your picks for uh, Supercross 450, 250? I know you're a fan of a few different people. Uh, yeah, I belong to a lot of fan clubs. Um, yeah. My picks are 92. Um, I'm on a 94 bandwagon big time. Okay. And, um, 15, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think Dean's going to have a really good year. Right. Um, I also think maybe Weston Pike. This has nothing to do with their performance on the track. This is all like looks slash speed <laughs> slash oh, yeah. social media stuff. Slash how they, how it they, all matters. How they treat her, like mm -hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. It all matters. Yep. Hey, real quick, I saw Dean at the um, Husqvarna intro, mm -hmm. and I and I and we were talking. I go, "Hey, man, your uh, your chick's a big hit on the Pulp MX show with Langston." <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was like, uh, "No, I heard." 
I'm like, oh shit, you did? And he's like, yeah, my buddy called me when it was, when it was going on. And uh, he's like, hey, man, uh, they're talking about your chick. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, it's all good. No problem. No, yeah, Langston was close. That was borderline. <laughs> close. Like, right on the edge. We got, okay, the first time Langston came up, we got a 100% approval rating. <laughs> this last time Langston came up, Marks, wouldn't you say it was like more like 90% approval rating? Yeah, it was which, which is still really good, but right. it seems like a big drop. Some people were like, one. "GL wasn't the guy that the party that you you don't want you want to ask to leave by the end of the show." Yeah, yeah. fuck that. It was guy. tough during Keeper after dark because he was overdoing it. I think like Keeper was actually trying yeah. to answer the questions. You know, Keeper gets excited, and yeah, GL yeah. was almost making kind of making fun of it. Oh, I know. Yeah, no, I know. yeah, yeah. He, he lost me big. at that point. How's your truck, Keeper? Is it okay? Oh. <laughs> It's it it uh I'm trying to think of the word. Uh yeah, it's okay, but I it took several several days to get uh, the things that I needed to do to take care of it. So now it's back to normal. The chemical. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and just FYI, my uh, seat has vents in it. Oh, so for the heat in the, in the air conditioner. It's deep in there. So I had I had to get deep into the loins of my seat, you know? Oh. Uh, was he sleeping and then just, like, dribbled out, or did he heave on Should I just tell the story, or yeah. what, do you, what do we want to do? <laughs> what That's a schlong shot. Uh, well, here, so, <laughs> was we, we were leaving, so me and Donnie were talking, and uh, Donnie was the guy with him, and Grant was sleeping, no problem, so we're driving along, just having a good time, going home, you know, one o'clock in the morning, and... And we got Del Taco, you know, got some food for Grant, laid a burrito on the console. He didn't touch it, so he passed out. I'm like, all right, there's a burrito there waiting for you in case you need it. Um, and uh, Sometimes you need he, a fucking burrito. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, we're just driving along, and, and all of a sudden, Grant comes from a dead sleep, like some kind of freaking crazy alien, and just hocked all over my uh, floorboard. And... Uh, <laughs> And just was like, and I was like, holy shit. I look over at Donnie and he's like, um, yeah. And I'm like, I just kind of touched Grant. I'm like, Hey man, you want to, uh, you want me to pull over? He's like, no, I'm good. (laughs) I'm I'm like, well, fuck you, man. That's not good. I'm going to pull off. We got to clean this stuff up. So we get to Baker. I, I just say, fuck it. I just throw my, uh, my floor mats in the trash. Oh. And uh, shit! And I get about seventy-five napkins from the poor lady at the AMPM, and I start to clean it. And um, and so we're driving down the road, and you know, and I'm just like, "Y'all good?" And he just kind of like crawls down into the cubby hole, mm-hmm. into the into my floorboard, and tries to go to sleep down there. And I'm like, "Why is he doing that?" <laughs> and the fucking whole time, I'm you know, he's down there. I'm trying to. He's like, I don't want my seatbelt buckled. I'm like, you're not in the seat, bro. Like, there's no one in the seat. And <laughs> and my 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 seatbelt lights go, or my seatbelt, you know, alarms going ding, yeah, yeah, yeah. ding, ding for like <laughs> 20 miles. I'm just want to shoot myself in the face. But he was uh, he was good. He was a good sport, and he said he apologized the next morning. And um, hey, we've all been there, so I get it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we've all been there. I just fucking kick uh, it. All right, Dark Side, anything else? Yeah, real quick, sound check question for uh, Pook. Yeah. You're, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Team Pook all day, but your musical choice is a little questionable. Oh, yeah. You oh, know yeah. what, Dark Side? Oh, they are. 
I don't, I don't want to get on the bad it. side. I want to you know do. if your musical tastes are you really love that music or it's because of your physical appearance is more. Like where is that percentage-wise? My physical appearance or their physical yeah, like appearance? Their physical appearance, yeah. Like, you know, oh. you're a new kid's fan. Is it because you, they're, you know. Because they're hot as hell? <laughs> yeah, is that, is that, so is that like 80, 20 on, you know. No, I'm definitely connected to the music. I okay. know every word to every song. Yeah, no, she, she's. I wasn't music, a right? fan when I was a teeny bopper. I, it came as I was an adult, and the John Mayer thing. I'm. I get that. I'm all I, get in. I, I love the music. Yeah. I think he's an amazing guitar player. He's a virtuoso. He's Agreed. way better than Eddie Van Halen could ever hope to be. Oh. Gotta go, Pookie. Nice having you. <laughs> Gotta go. Um, that's that's far, that's that's pushing it, but I'm okay. With it. Hey, did I'm you into it. did you listen to Kiefer's sound check, Dark Side? Okay. Just put it on my iPod. I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow. Dude, Lifehouse saved a marriage, bro. Lifehouse. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get. I, I really, really like Ralph. That was that's kind of, you know that's the era I grew up in with you're, the hair band. He's gonna, gonna love Lars. You're gonna love Lars. Oh, coming big up. time. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, at, at my older age, though, I'm more into the heavier stuff, stuff like Tool and. You know, I kind of got away from the hair bands, but I still like that stuff. So, what about uh, Death? Do you know the band Death? I've heard of them, but I don't listen to stuff what quite about, that uh, drastic. Charred Walls of okay, the Damned. Okay, we got we to go, Pookie. Hey, yeah, oh, Richard awesome. Christie. Yeah. Rick, hey, Richard plays drums on my buddy's Monty's album that plays for Madonna. That's one of yeah? my best friends. Oh, that's uh, yeah. Yep. All right, Dark Side. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you. guys. All right, uh, Gear Alloy Cold Call. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from. The RMATV MC WPS KTM team, uh, they're sponsored by Gear Alloy, and uh, we thank the folks at Gear Alloy for everything they got. Uh, all different sizes, all different lug applications, everything else. Uh, it's the number one wheel brand for your lifted truck, trail riding, Jeep, diesel burning pickup, or street cruising SUV. Get it in gear with Gear Alloy. And uh, SoCalSuperTrucks.com, we've had a few listeners want deals on Gear Alloy wheels. Uh, Mark's may be next. Yeah, go to SoCalSuperTrucks.com, punch in the code PULPAMEX17. When you check out, you can get a deal on Gear Alloy cold, uh, gear alloy Wheels. It's a Gear Alloy cold call, only it's in reverse tonight. Instead of us cold calling someone, someone is cold calling us, and it's here to defend himself. Chris Cooksey, what's up? How are you, buddy? <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? I'm getting some text. It sounds like I'm taking some heat tonight over this. Well, could you maybe what? exaggerate it a little more about what was wrong with me? I believe you, Cooksey. Ex- hold on, hold on, hold on. Exaggerate? Okay, I didn't exaggerate. You came in. You're a little muddy. I thought you ate it in a turn. I had no clue you went for that silly double that was soaking wet Well, out of the turn that nobody was jumping until maybe an hour later. No, every- <laughs> there were guys jumping it. No, stop it. There were- yeah, he- yeah he- those for- kids that were... Kiefer would look at this double. Kiefer would look at this double and do it like in second gear from a dead stop. Shocker! I'm not Kiefer, and I don't think you are either. Good point. Can I read? Can I read (laughs) Cooksey's text to me? Yeah, go ahead. Read Cooksey's text. I tried taking his pick as he leaned on his truck, looking like he mud wrestled and got kicked in the ribs by Anderson Silva. He was less than pleased, so I put the camera away. Yeah, Cooksey's like, "Let me get a photo. Let me get a photo." I'm like, "Uh, "No, we're good, dude. We're good." Like at that point, you didn't tell me you spit up blood. I do a session. I come back in. You look pale. You're oh, you're, you're telling me you're spitting it. up blood. You're asking me about your nose running. I'm like, oh shit! I hear I'm being a dick, and he's like hurt. And then I'm looking at the helmet, and you would ask me about a mouthpiece. I'm like, dude, you don't hit on those. Those mouthpieces don't just pop off. 
You hit your head, bro. Bro, first so, of all, I never coughed up blood. Like, where did you get that from? I never that's coughed what you up. Said. You said, you said, I spit up blood. No, it, I just meant it coming out of my nose. I never coughed up blood. I never. Maybe you said you it said. and you forgot you said it because you have a concussion. Oh, God, here that's we a, go. Hey, that's a damn good, that, that's a hey. The evidence speaks for itself. Cooksy so. calls JT. JT calls Pookie. Pookie Listen, calls me. I, all I wanted is I don't need Pulp Nation sacrificing me because I let you go home with internal bleeding and die. Yes. So Good I call, started Cooksy. to panic because you're you're very tied in with WPS. My employment depended on it, dude. Come on. <laughs> My employment depended on it. Oh, yeah, man. you you die. It's probably not well, going to be a good sales meeting for me hey, in January. So the last time, Same. the last time I went riding a mesquite, uh, where that big step up was, by the way, that you were jumping, which was in, which was a good job on that. That giant step up, there was a double coming out of the turn right there, and I went over the bars at mesquite the last time I rode there. <laughs> like I think I'm done yeah. with mesquite. I'm done, dude. Get off a of mesquite. I know. I yeah, need to, Steve. But after you left, I had a chat with the owner, and they were trying to tell me how safe that step up was. Uh, just don't think that's not that. That was not a safe jump. No, oh, not so. really. Not really. But listen, they over. They got to stay off the water, Cooksey. Good God. Uh, and, okay, now I will. I'll defend them on that too. I talked to them, and I guess the guys that run that RMX series in Utah. I guess a bunch of those guys showed up, and they try and prep the tracks like a national track. So they just rip it and soak it and try to make it as rough and rutted as possible. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, Kiefer can go ride. I told him, I told right. him, just warn me on those days, and I won't go. Yeah, so, Kiefer could go yeah. for sure. Yeah, jer- jackasses like Kiefer, go go be heroes there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, dude, I was coming out of those turns like trying to like stay in the rut and then worrying about getting in somebody's way, and then I was like gassing it and, and didn't try to take the inside. And oh, it was. A was there that many people there already? At the track, it was quite a few. Yeah, Kiefer, yeah. and they were good. There were a bunch of these kids from Utah. I mean, I'm sure you'll see all these kids in the amateur ranks. They got some fast dudes, and they were all there. So yeah, it was it was like a freeway out there. There is no vet track there, which kind of bums me out. Which definitely I would have been on that that day. So well, but yeah, no, I, 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 there's two laps. He, I come in and he's all twisted up, and I did another moto and come back and he's leaning on the truck, and I'm like, oh shit, dude, my front so end. I started, is then, so- I, then I felt like a dick. So. And he's trying to take a photo. Hey, bro, let me take a photo. Like everyone will want to see you here. I'm like, no, I'm good. I, I feel my nose won't stop running blood. So I, I'm, I'm <laughs> see, see, there's the blood. <laughs> it was a, a, a red colored snot. Which, by like the way, said, seriously, what was up with the nose? Like, what's going on with the? It would not stop yeah. running. Was it just? Okay, a, hey, Kiefer, Kiefer, that's yeah, my I point. Can barely hear Shit's you. happening. Ahead. Okay, Keith, are you going to hear me at all? The shit shit's yeah. happening to him that is not supposed to happen to anyone. So, yeah, I called Pookie to check him out. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. I called JT because I didn't have Pookie's number. I said, can somebody please check on this guy so he doesn't die? So, now, that's he, all. He's pretty good. Like, he, he, if, if he crashed it, you would know he was jacked up. Like, if I was there, I would have been like, uh, you're okay. Let's get back on that bike. And he'd be like, nah, I'm good. And I'm like, all right, chill out with me for a little bit and see if he's uh, fucked up. But, I tried to ride again. I, but I honestly. Hey, in Cooksey's defense, I didn't know Pookie was anti dirt bike. If you crashed, I didn't know that. Pookie's Phil. She's anti everything. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that either. I probably would have just had JT check up on you. I had no clue that. Yeah. No, don't Sorry listen about to that. Pookie. My, Pookie. My bad. Don't listen. But to hey, Pookie. for the, for the record, had anyone else been there? That's the first time I rode with you, Steve. I, I like. I just didn't want to be like let you go die on me. That just is not a good look for me, man. No, that's so, fine. And thank God you did because he, he probably wouldn't even have told me he crashed. I didn't even know you guys were going to Mesquite. Like I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, totally we were out supposed of the loop. to. We we're well, supposed to go the other track. I know. 
Yeah, the water truck broke. Anyway, that's a long story. But needless to say, yeah, I crashed after you left. And yeah, I didn't tell my wife. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, I get go. it. There we well, go. hopefully somebody that you were with told somebody to tell your wife. <laughs> no, the guy that I was with went home. So I was there by myself after Steve left. So, um, Well, thanks, Cooksey. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate yeah, you it. You did yeah, good, Cooksey. Don't be – it's fine. <laughs> All right. Um, Have a good night, guys. All right. Thanks, buddy. See you. See you, Cooksey. Uh, Gear Ally Cold Call, everybody. WPS KTM team, uh, big big part of the Gear Alloy, big part of their team, and uh, we thank the Gear Alloy folks for doing it. Pulpamex seventeen to save at GearAlloy.com. Kiefer, are you ready for the X brand goggle tear off segment? Yes, sir. Let's do it, Marks. It's the X brand tear off segment. Fifteen, 15 second, second rapid fire Q and A. Rapid fire. X brand goggles. EKSbrand.com. Kiefer may be wearing some more X brands in his future. But not oh, I wore some. I wore some today. Nice. Steve won't yeah. be. Oh, I won't be. Nope. <laughs> no goggles. No helmet. No boots. Uh, no hair. Real quick, I just want to let you know, Miami yeah. won. Suck it. Yeah. Good job. Dolphins beating the Pats. Yep. Um. X brand goggles. EKSbrand.com. Use code PulpMX17 to save. Gary Sutherland wore X brand to his two. Off-road titles this year. Fast yes, Freddie Nolan, Kyle Chisholm, many other guys. Use X-Brand. Best goggle out there, bro. All right. Uh, these questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Are you familiar with him? Never heard of him. No, me neither. Um, I don't have my uh, stopwatch, so give me your phone. No. Give me your phone. She can't. She has really good phone stuff. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She's she's not that cool. I'll, 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 do, this, I got I'll it. do the stopwatch. All right, Trav. What's wrong with giving me your phone? Taking over. What if my boyfriend Seth texts me? Okay. Um, wow. Okay, so 15 seconds. These questions for Kiefer, Pookie, and myself. Let's do it, Marks. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Here shit. we go. Here we go. He can't even get I through it. I hope it's for Kiefer. I really got to start vetting these questions. Hold on a second. Someone in, the cha- <laughs> someone in the chat room has got a qu- Kiefer, the blur goggles with the magnets. What are, where are we yeah. at? Where are we at? Um, well, we just tested the first day, so I'm not going to just write something real quick, but... Uh, so far, so good. The foam um, could be a little bit better. Not the best foam, but actually goggles comfortable. Um, wide peripheral. The magnet does not pull off when you rip a tear off. Dude, um, that's, I threw some. Yeah. I threw some gnarly clumps of mud on my uh, test guy just to see what it would do, and it, it doesn't pop off. So okay. it's it's actually pretty cool. All right, all right. Let's do this, Marks. If it's inappropriate for Pookie, then just skip it. <laughs> then definitely ask it, uh, Pookie. Steve got a new Suzuki 450, so in her, in return, what did he get you? Nothing. I don't get nothing. No, I don't, I don't get nothing. That's that's <laughs> wow. quite a... quite. No, I, I want for nothing ever. I can, yeah. 2.5 seconds. I'm good. All right. Steve, what were you thinking as you flew over the bars before hitting the ground? Honestly, I said it earlier. I, I, I had enough time to think, fuck, like, so mad at myself. Exactly what I thought, and then when I hit the mm. ground, you know when you hit the ground, you go oof, like Ugh. like like you know what I mean, like you actually let out air and groan <laughs> as I hit the ground. All right, Kiefer knows that feeling. Ugh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Kiefer, what 450 would you recommend to a privateer racing Supercross out of his own pocket? Whatever, whatever 450 has the best contingency because it doesn't matter. 
Yeah, you know, it'd be really nice to read a story about that. There we go. I knew that was yeah, coming. Yeah, that'd be really nice to read a story about that. I just fucking teed you up there, yep. didn't I? It'd be great for our readers. <laughs> Unbelievable. 8.2 Stop seconds. it. Just keep it moving. What a hard ass. Pookie, which rider do you think is going to get hitched next? <sighs> That's a good question. Um, Who's most serious with their chick but doesn't want to give up the party? Uh, maybe Weston. Been with that monster chick for a while. God, she's hot. Yeah. You gotta wife that, something like that up real quick. What about Dina? Yeah, maybe. They don't seem like the settling down kind of okay. couple to me, though. Steve, who is rumored to be going crazy fast in preseason testing and who might have enjoyed the offseason a bit too much? Bro, like we talked about, everybody's flying. Phil's flying. Webb's flying. Roxon. Roxon's flying. Like, Seven Deuce Deuce and Seven Deuce Trace. I did a Race Tech Privateer Island pod with them last week. Check it out. And they were just like, bro. 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 <laughs> 94, bro. Like, you know, like they were they're just rocking it. So Rocking the Roxon? Everybody's fast. Everybody. Kiefer, do you have any obs? From there? Uh, I just, uh, yeah, I texted you the other day, but Webb, I heard Webb's um, school in Barsha every day. All right, there we I go. I love that. Kiefer, what is a Supercross race you've never been to that you would like to attend and stay through the entire race? Yep. <laughs> I felt like Steve, you sure Steve didn't write these questions? <laughs> That's Moser, our buddy Moser. Uh, let's see. I would like to go... To, I want to go to the uh, the new Atlanta stadium. Done. Are we go? Done and done. Kiefer's going to be Atlanta. attending a lot of Supercross events for Pulp Mex next year. <laughs> Look for him at 10 to 12 rounds. Whoa, back it down. And at 10 to 12. St. Louis. St. Chill Louis. Down. Chill down. Chill down. Uh, all right, next up. Uh, Pookie. Next, next question, please. Pookie. <laughs> Pookie. Which one of the Vegas Knights players would you let put his biscuit in your basket? Oh, there's so many. Okay, let's start at the top of the roster. Number three, Braden McNabb. Number five, Derek England. Here we go. Down the line. I am full into the Knights right now. But most of all, number 29, who is coming back tomorrow from the injured list after eight weeks out with a concussion, Marc-Andre Fleury. Steve, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead, Kiefer. Does that make you horny listening to Pookie talk about hockey like that? No, not at all. Really? No. Like if Heather knew that much about yeah, football like and like just schooled me on some shit, I'd be like, "That's hot." All right. Yeah. No, I no. think he likes that I'm into hockey now, though. No, I'm fine with her being into hockey, but it doesn't make me horny. But <laughs> Kiefer, I mean, Kiefer could be like, "Hey, Steve, like when Heather like orders drive-through, does that make you horny?" <laughs> Like seriously, like what? What acts does Heather do that you would be like, no, that doesn't make me horny. Like, like maybe pooping when Heather poops, probably not. Oh, that for sure doesn't make me horny. Yeah, you're right. Right, but other than that, hey Steve, like when Heather like when when Pookie like like breathes in, does it make you horny? Because it, it does it does me. Like uh, seriously. God. All right, I had to note that. Um. <laughs> Steve, which team or manufacturer has the best test tracks? Well, how about those guys at KTM right now? They got one out the back of their shop now, and then they have another one, you know, in the test track area. So K 
Cowie's got two. KTM's got two. To me, key for anybody with two tracks is killing it, right? Yeah, if you have a variety of tracks, that just helps your riders. And obviously, dirt helps. And I know KTM has the best dirt out of all those tracks that are around there. They have the best clay. So, and and Husky guys can ride everything, right? I mean, that's all the same. Even though they tell yeah. us it's not the same, right? Yeah, they can share. They don't have a. There's no Husky tracks. So. Right. Exactly. So just pointing out everybody for for people who want to know. All right. Kiefer, last oh, one. and real quick, let's be to, 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 to add to that. Privateers are kind of short on Supercross tracks out here right this year. Like, there's only Elsinore and Milestone. I mean, that's it. That's all they got. Yeah. So, Kiefer, with Christmas just around the corner, what is an outfit or costume you'd like Heather to wear in the bedroom? Mm. Sexy Rudolph. No, no, I don't want. I don't want no uh, barn out. Kiefer's, animals in Kiefer's, my house. So. Kiefer's talked about this before. Like he's not a fan of that. Like yeah, a, it, she, yeah. She always asked me, do you want me to get lingerie? And I'm like, nah, I like a wife beater with her nipples hard. that so comes through the wife beater. And then just some boy short panties that you can start seeing the, the puffiness, you know, where the, where the belly meets the puffiness. I like that part of a woman. And, uh, great. Um, but for me, if she dressed up like a, like a little naughty schoolgirl, like the short Britney Spears, like skirt and shit like that. And her, and her, and her top half tied up with her belly and her titties are out. I'm into that. And her, Ooh, Ooh. And her, uh, uh, and, and pigtails. Yeah. Yeah. She's got too short of hair now for pigtails and, and a little lipstick. She never wears lipstick. So a little lipstick would be good too. Dude, I think this chick's into me. (laughs) Uh, that's got to be beyond 15 seconds. <laughs> X-Brand goggles are choice of champions everywhere. If you don't wear X-Brand, you won't win. Ask Gary Sutherland. Uh, all right. Um, it was, but I wasn't interrupting that. What's that? said it was more than 30 seconds, but I wasn't interrupting You weren't that. interrupting that? No, absolutely not. Um, Kiefer. Yeah? Uh, let us call you back in 20 minutes for After Dark. Okay. We'll wrap up some stuff here and then give you a call. Okay. All right, sounds because we, we want to do it at the end of the show, right? We just have to do it at the end. So yeah, we can't mess around. Right, with we got a couple more things to do. I got a game between Pookie and Marks to play here, Crotchal region, and uh, and then we will get to AD uh, right after that. All right, buddy. Okay, see you. Bye. I right, see you. That FaceTiming sounds really good. Yeah, people in the I was chat room were downstairs. saying. I thought he. It sounds like room, he was here. People in the chat room were saying it was no good, but um, all right, okay, so they're dildos. Uh, all those people in the chat room are ninety-five percent dildos. 702-586-757. Calling time. Leave a voicemail. And uh, these are the best of the best that was the, this past week. All right, Marks, let's play these. What's up, Mathis? Uh, I just wanted to call in and hopefully answer, Kenny question, answer Kenny's question about Scott Sheik um, when he was talking to Phil. Um, I'm pretty sure he's racing a series called MSC. He kind of comes out uh, every weekend for that. I'm pretty sure uh, I've seen him there. Uh, a bunch of times having gotten to get up there to race myself in a year or two had my bike stolen recently anyway um yeah i've seen him there on a kawasaki using fly gear so um yeah a couple of tracks like diamondback is one of them um twister valley something like that so anyway msc um is the the uh series that i've seen him ride in before riding a cowie um so Definitely seen sightings of Scott Sheik. Just wanted to share that with you and the rest of the, the listeners in, in case they care. So, right. anyway, there we talk go. to you later. Sheik message. 
Mathis, Will, in beautiful, sunny Central Florida. Hey, man, the Soundcheck podcast, incredible. I want to give you mad props, man. I know you say you're just a janky radio show with uh, a former mechanic, but you got some journalism talent, man, and I just want to give you mad props. And I've got my non-Moto friends listening to it, and they're getting fired about Moto just listening to it. So I think it's really cool. I just listened to the Ralph Shaheen Soundcheck. Man, I like Ralph. That guy is cool as... Man, that guy's cool. So keep up the great work, man. I appreciate the podcast. Later. Soundcheck pods are popular. People like them. Did you want with me? Mm. I think I my songs picked and everything. Mm. Mm. Right after he does one with me. Yeah. Mark's is just tw- 10 auto-tune songs. Auto-tune <laughs> rap songs. <laughs> like, that's it. I don't know I make what money moves. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just 10 auto-tunes from, from Mark's. Right. There's plenty of people that would listen. Just saying. Yeah, Mark's not- army. Hey man, I just had this idea. I always hear <laughs> the privateers have hard times uh, getting their bikes to each of the races, and I had this idea. We get a school bus, and this is my idea. You can't take this is coined. Coined? That's not the right word either way. Empty out all the seat buses, and then you can load up. There's no way you could get any any less than 20 bikes in a bus. You know, load up that bus with all the bikes. Each privateer pays me a certain amount of money per bike. And then, bam, I have, like, 50 bikes on my way to each race. And all the privateers, all they got to do is drive. Bam. Million-dollar idea. Don't take it. Fuck off. Yeah, it's called... Million it's dollars? Called, it's called Teddy Parks. It's, <laughs> he takes him in a semi and charges guys to the races. Great idea, bro. Wow. Super unique. Don't uh, steal it. I know. Hey guys, Matt here. Uh, yeah, I just want to touch up on, on all this kind of speculation about uh, who's kind of the favorite going in for the title in the 450 class. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I really don't agree with kind of any of your guys' thoughts on uh, who the favorite's going to be. Honestly, the guys I have questions for are, are Roxon and... Honestly, like you cannot... This goes through our conversation last week about the favorite for the Supercross. You cannot not say... Eli Tomac is the favorite. He won nine races last year. There's no Ryan Dungey. I thought Marvin was the favorite. No. How, how would anybody say that? Like, Marvin could be one of the guys that could win for sure. But to say, like, Tomac's not the favorite, you're going against the grain if you pick anybody but Tomac. Now, having said that, you can, no doubt, could happen. But Eli Tomac is the clear favorite for the title. This is Vegas, so we do have bet, betting odds here. And Eli, it's actually Eli, I, I think, that has got questions. I think he has the most pressure coming in. He almost won last year. Uh, he's kind of the expected guy. Um, but you know what? He, he always kind of has a lot of drama, always, uh, you know, he falls, he gets bad starts. Um, I, I don't know. Even in the National Series, he really should have kind of swept it and, and don't, done a lot better results-wise than he did. Uh, I, I feel like he kind of let a lot of wins kind of kind of go. And as far as Roxton, obviously the arm and, and everything like that, I think that's going to be a big this, question to see if this he can guy really come saying back. That, this guy's saying that Tomac should have swept the outdoors. Like 24-0. Like, come on, bro. Anyway. <laughs> come back. But you know what? Take away the arm. Look at just how long he's been out. I mean, he's been out for a year. Um, all these other guys have been training and racing, and, and he's been sitting. So, I mean, look at James, you know, and that's a whole other story. But you sit for a year, and it does some things. So, 
there's a lot of things, you know, he's going to have to kind of prepare and get ready for and shake the rust off. But uh, my favorite going in is Muscan. I, I think Muscan is the guy. He's going to be consistent. He's going to get good starts. You know, he's a pretty good starter. Uh, he's going to take a third when he needs to. You know, he, he doesn't. he's not going to feel like he has anything to prove. I, I say Marvin. That is that is my pick. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, guys. Thanks. I mean, you can like Marv for sure. Like, I get it. Marv's on a roll, and he's going to be great. You just can't say that we're crazy or that Tomac's not the favorite. That's and it. Roxon's hardly been sitting for a year. I mean, he's yeah, working his balls off right now. Yeah. You see that six-pack? Like, Jesus. That guy was a bit of a, a, a Tomac hater a little bit. But, all right. Mark says nothing. nothing. Hey, I mean, how many fucking teams did that Watson need to be part of? Fuck. How many times does he need to go through the same I know what he's talking fucking about. scenario? We got two riders. It's going to be different. It's going to be big. Fuck. We're wasting people's money. Anyways. Kiefer and Langston. It's just solid fucking gold. <laughs> Would be pretty good. Yes, All right, keep up the good work. Hey, man, just wanted to ask you to please stop putting, stop having Kenny Watson on the damn show. All he does is try and twist your words around and make you seem like a bad guy. Oh. And it just, all he does is want to start an argument, it seems like. And then, and Blame. then on top of that, all it seems like he does is piss you off, Steve. So, like, nah. the show just gets this whole, like, down vibe because, like, all he's doing is pissing everyone off and just starting arguments. And, God damn it, I hate it. And I hated this week's show because of him. And, God damn it, just make a Are you going to freaking argue with him, you damn show or something. He shouldn't be a fucking co-host. All right, I'm done being frustrated. Um, I love the show. I I really think the show is working well when all of you people are so passionate about the the stuff that goes on in it. Because we'll have people that love Kenny and Marks. You know that you've seen it. There's people that that love the guy. Oh yeah. Like when I said he was co-host last week, we got yeah, tweets. People were pumped. People were so excited. Right? They're like, "Best show! It's back!" Blah blah blah. blah. They are every time he comes yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. So. This guy obviously clearly was not a Kenny fan, but I just love that you you know you can never make a perfect lineup, you can never make a perfect show, and everyone's passionate about their feelings. And I don't give a shit right or wrong. I love the fact that you people care so much about it. That's all. I think that that that's cool. So, uh, anyways, is he the most polarizing co-host now? You think? Now that I don't have the chicks on, I haven't had the chicks on for a while. They were pretty polarizing. Like Brit- Brittany, Brady, yeah. Brittany, Brady, uh, who else? Georgia came in one time, I think. Or no, she didn't. I don't know. But uh, probably. Probably Watson. Yeah. Uh, listening, found out that ticket prices are going up to, that are up to about $100. And I think I, I just don't get it. Um, I think that's absurd because I know that takes me personally out of the equation of ever being able to uh, – to go to a Supercross at this point because it's I'm far away from any of them in Pittsburgh and you know it's one thing to go get a hotel and all that but to spend two hundred dollars on tickets just for the two of us uh, 
just adds another thing to the expenses, and it's just not not capable of doing it at this point, and it sucks, and I hate it. Fuck Feld. Fuck him. Well, I mean, the ticket prices are what they are. They have raised them for sure, but there's a, the good news for you is there's a great TV package. So, I mean, stay home and watch it on TV. Every, almost every race is live, or every race is live. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I get it. I've heard some complaints about ticket prices. They they are what they are. I'm I'm a guy. We have some means, Pookie and I do. And we spend good money on concert tickets and hockey tickets. And so we feel like that's worth it for us to go. Many people do not. So that's no, cool. that's sad. Kind of, I mean, like $100 for a Supercross is too much. You can't go. It's, that's... Well, he's got the hotel costs and everything, too. So Yeah, I guess if you live far away. You know? Um, I'm going to Anaheim, too. No, you're not. Checking out for doppelgangers. I'm going to bring Pook Servations back in no, 2018. Not. No, you yeah, won't. I am. No, you yep. won't. Yeah, you I am. You say that, but you won't. I am. I just said. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stick it up your ass, Steve. Yeah. All right. Keep going. It is a true honor to be calling into the legendary Pulpamex Studios. Steve, I just wanted to say, great show this last week. Um, I really, really enjoy Connor Fields being on. Very, uh, you know, very educated sounding man. Um, answers questions very well. Respects he, he people very well. Yes, he does. Uh, great ambassador for the sport BMX. By the way, um, uh, Connor Fields on Twitter for the Phyllis Flying said everyone is flying. <laughs> so Connor, not on the Phil bandwagon. Connor, very much on the Golden Knights bandwagon, yes, which is. I am fully on board yes, with. Yes, he is. They, they suck balls, but anyways. Go ahead. Right. Uh, definitely need to get him on more. Uh, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's uh, very knowledgeable. Can uh, definitely offer up some good advice and some good opinions. And, uh, yeah, he's a good dude. All right, man. Peace. Yeah, we got to get Connor on more. He, he is a good dude for sure. That's all for voicemails. All right, voicemails. There we go. Thanks. 702-586-7857. What happened to a short show? Because there was no co-host. <laughs> Seriously, I'm fucking incapable of doing this. Didn't I say that before the show started? I don't know. Did you? Absolutely. Yeah, when you told me a couple days ago, I just like couldn't roll my eyes like hard enough. Just, to your just give it up. It's just. <laughs> it's <your concussion. laughs> what? What'd you say? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um. I stole this game directly from Adam Carolla's podcast, uh, but I thought it would apply to some moto stuff. Thought it'd be fun because it was going to be a short show, lots of time. So, do you want to skip this or do you want to do it? No, let's do it. Sure. I'm trap scared. I'm going to embarrass myself. So, we used to have Tits versus Tits. Yep. Uh, trivia contest between Tits Legendary and Pookie, and Pookie took the first win, and then Tits took every other win after that. <laughs> um, so, this isn't a trivia contest, a little different. This is more like. Know your ex and current pro riders. All right. So I have uh, seven guys, seven different riders I've named here. First one to four. How about we just do that? First one to four. And then, so I'm going to name facts for these riders. I'm going to pause a little bit. I kind of got more and more facts. And by the end, it's going to be obvious who it is. Okay. And the first, but you have to, whoever gets it first. You know what I mean? So just gotcha. say, Travis. Say Pookie. We just chime in with our name. You can okay. chime in with your name when you think you know it, but if you don't, you only get one shot. So if you get it wrong, the other person gets to hear the whole thing. Right. So make sure you know it. Ooh. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't just keep guessing. You yeah. got you got one shot at each guy. So these are one opportunity. 
It's an Eminem song. Not get the chance to blow. <laughs> Current or former pro racers. Okay. Current or former. Okay, that helps. Okay. So are we ready? Basically anybody that's raced pro. Yeah. Are we ready? <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. Okay. What are you doing with the pen? I know. <laughs> She's writing everything I'm down. Ready. Okay. First one. First one to four wins. We'll call this Tits versus Travis. <laughs> That works. It does work. I am a former BMX racer from Southern California. Pookie. Yep. Jeremy McGrath. Yep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> One for Pookie. Boom. I once bagged groceries at Vaughn's as a kid. That was my oh, next. I didn't know that. Oh. Okay. That was that was for the same guy. Yeah. Oh, I would have never. I, knew I didn't the first know that. One. No, but don't worry. But by the end, it says I have seven Supercross championships. So oh. everybody would have got it by then. The clues are supposed to go. Harder to easier. Well, the first one was gotcha. Okay. Carry Re- on. Ready? I won a 125 Supercross title with Suzuki. I wore MSR Fox Thor gear. Pookie. In- Tim Ferry. Wrong. Ah. I wore MSR Fox Thor gear in my career. I won a very unexpected Phoenix Supercross in 2003. I'm from Georgia. My nickname was Yogi. Oh! <laughs> Travis. Travis. Ezra Lusk. Yes. All right. Ready? I got the score. You don't need to keep track. <laughs> Just double checking. Okay. Yeah. I'm from Iowa. I started out in Arena Cross. I have one outdoor national moto win to my name. Boogie. Travis. Jake Weimer. Wrong. Ah. Oh. I rode for Moto World. He already War- said his name. Oh, yeah. Good point. Did you I? It was Jake? You did. You, you said did. Travis right after me. <laughs> you did. I don't, I don't know. Why did you say your name? You thought it was Weimer? Yeah. Oh. Idaho. Weimer's from Idaho. I know. I was thinking it, I. Starts with I. I rode for Motor World, Honda, JGR, BTO, KTM, MCR. My number is 10. Justin Brayton. Oh. Brayton. All right. I'm from Florida. My amateur class rivals were Nick Way, Mark Burkhart, and Charlie Bogard. I raced 15 years as a pro. Pookie! Ricky Carmichael. Wrong. Fuck! Travis? Tim Ferry. That's wrong. <laughs> we got to get to four, so I'm going to keep reading. We'll start over, okay? You both got a wrong okay, shot. Okay, we can go keep going. We can keep okay. going because you both got it wrong. Okay. okay. I had one factory ride as a pro. I'm friends with Chad Reed. Pookie! Jason Thomas. Yep. Yes. Ah. <laughs> He's disgusted ah. over there with himself. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, I held. I, I have. Uh, I held just about every number in the thirties at one time or another. <laughs> I would have got that one. And then I now work at Fly Racing. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Next one. Some of the teams, not all. Some of the teams I rode for are Pro Circuit, Suzuki, MDK. Pookie, Nick Way. Yes. Yes. MDK was a like three a, to one. Was like a dead giveaway. One more for me. That's it. All right, this one you guys are in trouble with. Are you ready? 
Marks? Yes. <laughs> I'm from North Carolina. I won a 250 Supercross title for Pro Circuit. I've ridden for Suzuki and KTM in my pro career, among others. I'm not flashy, but I've racked up podiums indoors and out. My wife is from Michigan. Pookie. Rock Tickle? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Rock I didn't tickle? know he was from North Carolina. He either. is. He is. I thought he was from Michigan. No, no he just stayed there a lot. He's from North Carolina. Uh. All right, let's do the last one. Damn Pookie it. wins. Boom. Dude, it wasn't even close. Nope. There needs to be a penalty for getting it wrong. Uh, that's true. She had some wrong guesses. Uh, I'm from Australia. Chad Reed. No. <laughs> I think I would do that. <laughs> I raced against Chad Reed a ton. Michael Mike Byrne. Yeah, Michael Byrne. <laughs> well, Marks, what do you got to say to yourself? What a humiliating defeat. We suck again. <laughs> uh, that's kind of a fun game, though. Yeah. Tits versus Travis. Yeah, we should do that more. And, like, you send me the questions before I get here. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, believe me. Stuff. Someone... Someone wanted to know uh, kind of more about the game. Oh, please. And I was not having it. I was not having it. So I was fully prepared. But I, want a, I want a rematch. If we do the rematch, will this go like the tits versus tits where you took the first I don't know. You, you took the first one because I won't double the answers, right? I won't I won't ask the well, same. Well, those are the only guys I know, so That's what I kind of did. <laughs> did. You, totally su- you totally no, played it for her. Not really cuz JT's neutral. The Nick Way one is the only one that's really for her. And the only I tru- reason I got that was because of MDK. And I truly expected her to get the Yogi one. Yeah. But she did not. Yeah. So. All right. Dang it. Um, Pook Nation. Text, text, Whatever. Text Kiefer to, uh, to call. I'm to not f- hitting your drop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you text Kiefer <laughs> to, to uh, te- uh, FaceTime in? Yeah. Please. Thank you. Please and thank you. Uh, BTOsports.com. Fly Racing and Fab Jeep and Truck Parts. Race Tech Suspension. And engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, EK Chains, Guts Racing, Get Data, all on board with us. Yeah? Six hour show in the in the chat room wants to know. Uh, ask Pookie, what sport biker Sherlock raced in? <laughs> oh. Street Luge. <laughs> She will never live that down. Uh, BTOsports.com tweet a Travis segment. We never did this. Or did we already? Do you want to just count that? Oh, for... Do you want to count all those ones we... Sure. Do you have any other good ones? No, that was the bulk of them. Okay. That's the uh, BTOsports.com tweet a Travis segment. Uh, Whether you're in a sand berm on a UTV, whether you're on a mountain bike, whether you're flying a dirt bike into a corner, you've got the passion that BTOsports.com has, and their foundation is around family, which allows off unparalleled customer service. Three free three day express on orders over eighty five bucks. BTOsports.com. Proud to be a premier source for motocross parts and apparel for well over a decade. Uh, use the code PulpMX when you check out to save with BTOsports.com. Uh, just use the actually I shouldn't say use the code. Put it in the notes and they will say they will uh, allow you to save money at BTOsports.com and also to uh, or call down there and mention PulpMX show and uh, you will also save that way as well. Uh, Kiefer, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, we just had uh, a, a massive uh, game between um, uh, Tits and Travis. It wasn't here. really a game because I smoked him. And but, Pookie you know. just smoked him. She so, uh, heard. Here Pookie we go. Was on it. Here we go. Yep. 
Uh, so it begins. Yep. And uh, <laughs> hey, let's take this call before we get to the AD. Nate, what's up, Nate? How are you? Pretty good. How are you guys? We're good, man. Thanks for calling. What's up? I just had a quick question. I've kind of been thinking that, you know, Dean Wilson could kind of be the next Ryan Dungey and slowly just get podium after podium and be in the title hunt at the end. Do you guys think that's a crazy idea? No. Um, he's got to win a race first, you know, Nate? Like, it's tough to see Dean doing that. He's got to win some races. Dungey won races in his rookie year, you know? Kiefer, what are you doing right now? Nothing more. Because you can really hear some some noise. Maybe it's Nate. Oh, it's probably my... I'm sorry. I'm on the sheets. I'm in bed. Sounds like he's writing. It's like candy wrapper or something. Yeah, you're is on the still, sheets. Is, it's on the... Is, on it the still, sh- is, it still, is it still doing it? What about now? Is that better? It's just Heather hacking in the background. <laughs> We're all right. Okay. So, what do you think, uh, uh, Kiefer, on Dean Wilson's chances for next year? Uh, I say he podiums, but winning races, I would say negative. Negative, Nate, on winning races. But... Um, I, I'm, you know what? I'm pumped for Dino right now. He, uh, he's back on a factory ride. He's feeling well. I hope he, I hope he wins a race, man. That would be pretty sweet. I just kind of wanted to see what you guys thought because he's, he's pretty consistent, kind of been a low key yeah, guy. I can't see him taking the dungy leap, though, man. I can't see him taking the dungy. But I think leap. he has that secret, um, secret self esteem. Could really help him. Yeah. Yeah. There we go, Nate. Seek awesome. yourself a nice day, much Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Listen, thank you. One five for life. All right, everybody. So we are going to go into Kiefer after dark right now. So thanks to, uh, for listening. Thanks to Justin Brayton. Thanks to Trey Kennard, uh, Seth Rarick, and Kiefer, and, and JT, and Pookie, and Travis, and everybody else. Uh, if you have little ones and you're listening, turn them off. Turn the show off right now. Things are going to get a little weird, especially with Chris Kiefer on board. Uh, he's going to try to help you uh, some That's solve, right. solve some situations in your life. So um, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll be back. And scene. Okay. Next week is a good Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, make sure we start every AD with that, please. That's pretty, that's pretty right, much my theme. Right, now, right. right. Uh, we need to get Kiefer back in with the uh, uh, strip club. Uh, DJ voice at some point. Oh yeah, that let's do that. That sounds best fun. Best dress. We'll do that next year. Like with, try uh, to get him in the booth. No, no, no. Oh, that too. Yeah, oh. yeah. Let's really do that. I'm into that. Um. All right. So this is after dark, everybody. Again, if you have li- little ones or inappropriate, uh, or if you're not into it and you think it's lame, just, yeah, or you know, turn it your off. morals, or if you're a little bitch, off. yeah, that too. We don't want to hear your emails, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's get into this. Uh, Kiefer, a couple questions uh, this week for you. For Kiefer All right. This is, yeah. This is from Anonymous. Okay. Every, everyone is from Anonymous. Shocking that it's Anonymous. I know, right? Uh, well, I have his email. It's an AOL email, but I'm not giving it out. It's, he just wants to be anonymous. So here we okay, go. Okay. He's 22. Him and his girlfriend moto about once a week. My problem is after 10 minutes of some average to fast PPMs, she complains she's sore and makes me wrap it up. I've tried slowing it down, and it seems to help even less. I'm generous with making sure she's well warmed up before we start riding. She self-lubricates really well. And on top of that, I've tried coconut oil, but it doesn't seem to make a difference. What can I do to increase my ride time and keep her from being sore? Thanks. Well, that's a tough situation. I've talked to a couple of buddies that their chicks are like that. One, either it's either... One or two things. One, he's endowed. He's super large, and he might be hurting her, which I don't have that problem. I wish I did. 
Um, number two, they make this numbing oil that you can put around her vagina, and that will help her numb it up if it hurts her that way. Um, but those are the only two things I can really offer. If she self-lubricates, mm -hmm. you help her out beforehand, and all that's good to go, then some girls are just like that. I've been with a girl that was always like, ow, ooh, ow, ooh, and it wasn't fun. Yeah, but maybe fun. he's jackrabbiting her, rabbiting her. Well, he said he's Nobody average PPMs. He says, it's, he says it's average to fast. But maybe he doesn't know. Average to fast. PPMs. Don't jack, don't jackrabbit her. Yeah, no jackrabbit. Don't jackrabbit. Like, if you're going to do it, do an average 60 PPM, and then if you want to do it, like, make love, then slow it down and really, you know, concentrate on kissing and slowing the movement down in there. And uh, here's, here's the thing too, for me, like if you take it oh all the way, oh if boy. you take it all the way out and just leave just the tip in, okay. Oh and boy. then slowly just like, I'm talking like Mike millimeters start going in millimeter, 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 and just make out with her. And, dude, I'm telling you right now, that gets you – like, chicks love it because then they don't know when you're going to push it all the way in. And then when you get about halfway in, just go in. And I'm telling you, they will go insane. And then mix it up. But like, take of, it all the way out again. None of this improves her lubrication issues with her body. Well, she, she doesn't, she doesn't have lubrication issues. She has lubrication issues. issues. He just said she gets sore. Right, but that's what that's what the numbing oil. There's this uh, numbing oil. Yeah. You go to like love True. stores. You can you can do that, and then and then try to do like the slow PPM with the numbing oil. See if that helps her. And if that doesn't, you're, you're fucked. Yeah, the biggest thing is you got to slow way down. Right. So can poke. Some girls can actually have orgasms with just your your dick all the way inside without even having to move. So there's that. All right. There we go. Anonymous sent this in. <laughs> this uh, it's the next problem. It's a Yahoo email, but uh, Anonymous sent this in. I think this one's fake, but maybe not. Uh, hey, Kiefer, I have a question about living out fantasies. Me and my chick have been together for over five years, and the sex life is unreal good. We have discussed fantasies with her, and hers is to be with another girl. She has always been turned on by them. And, of course, mine is to be with two chicks at once. Yeah, who's, who's isn't shocking? Yeah. Uh, uh, after searching forever for the so-called unicorn, they are just too hard to find. We started searching for swingers, and I and I was all in, but she was unsure about that. Long story short, we met a couple, had some drinks, and shit got started. See, that's where I'm mm -hmm. like, this is kind of like fake email because, long story short, we we met a couple. Like he would give us more. Um, uh, well, maybe he met a, maybe, maybe well, met a couple. Like say? we went to a bar. We yeah, met a yeah, yeah. Oh. But he's just—it's—it's right. it's fake. Anyways, it could apply to people out there, though. Long story short, we met a couple, had some drinks, and shit got started. After watching her with another girl and having another guy watching, I found myself extremely uncomfortable and not digging it. Right. Other than the girls playing, right? Other than the girls playing with each other, that's all that happened. My chick loved it and wants to play with them more and swap with them. Now I'm not sure. I'm into this anymore. Not sure it's because we were so drunk or maybe I'm not as badass as I thought I was. <laughs> what do I give it another try? What do I do give it another try being sober or call it off and just stick to pleasing my chick alone? Uh, fake email marks. Yes or no. Um, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I think that's relatable. 
Like, especially if there's another guy there. Try yeah, with another guy. That doesn't, doesn't sound that far fetched. No, if he was going to make it fake. up, he'd be like, oh, yeah, two chicks, super hot chick. We met at the bar, got her to go home. Well, what's yeah. his question? Yeah, then, he if might it was embellish more how, but if, like, but if, but if, if it's, looked. if it's, if that's not a question, like, he needs a question for Kiefer. Like, so he needs a problem. So he wouldn't say, like, oh, it was so good. It still could have been, like, super hot chick, got her home, and then. He still felt uncomfortable. Uh, no. Well, his problem is actually common in people that kind of want to do that, I would assume. Is this, a, is this a motocross rider from about 10 years ago? Is this somebody in the moto industry? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, to me, it's that's really hard because, uh, I mean, we all, as, as a man, we all want our chicks to to be with another girl and we sit back and watch. And then it's really up to the couple to decide if the man wants to get involved or not, because that's kind of like a, a gray area. Like if you go past that, then there could be feelings attached to that other girl. And then your, your wife or, or chick could be like, was she better? And so it gets this whole thing going, right? So you really have to have someone that's confident and knows what they want and knows like, if you guys end up doing that, there can't be anything else but that night. And then once they go away, that's it. Like, I don't think I'm, I'm man enough to have another dick inside of Heather. I don't think I could do that myself. Like I would be like, um, worried if that guy did it better than me. If Heather made a different sound that I never heard, I'd be like, what the fuck was that sound? Like, I've never heard that sound in 15 years. So, um, you gotta kind of like, I would say just, almost clip it or just stick with the girl, girl, you deal. Don't do the girl, boy, girl, boy thing swap because that's when shit starts going south and how do you, people fi- get how do you find that girl though? This guy couldn't find them. They yes. tried that. Hold on. Let me get a pen. How do you find that girl? Um, there's all kinds of websites. You can go on and find that girl. You can, there's all kinds of shit, right? Um, isn't there Heather? Yeah, but you don't want to pay for it. You don't want to, you want to make it natural. Yeah. You don't have to pay for it. Oh, there's just chicks that like to be with, with women and that's how they do it. That's what happens. You don't have to, it's not like a prostitute or anything. So, um, what, when me and Heather dated a long time ago, like I, I wanted to do that and she did that for me and it was cool. Like I was like down with it. Once I got married, we kind of like, it, it changed a little bit for us. So, um, <laughs> but the thought of, you know, here, here's another thing, what you beat off to and what we watch on porn isn't always good in real life people. Okay. The more, you know, here's, I mean, I, I beat off to some crazy fucked up shit, but I would never want that shit in real life. So I think some of these guys think this fantasy that we all want, we want this porn star. We want this chick to do this. We're beaten off. And this is awesome. We want our chick to do that, dude. I don't think real life works that way. So, um, I would just, back it down and just try to be with your chick and see if she wants to get another chick and just kind of leave it at that. Cause who knows? What if that dude's sketchy? What if that dude has some weird fucking disease? You don't know what the hell's well, going no. on. I don't know if I... the, the email said that his chick never did anything with the other guy. Right. But it, she said she wanted to. Wanted yes. To my chick it. loved it and wants to play with them more and swap with them. Right. You think this so, would be something they would talk about before they go into it? Yeah. There's all kinds of things. Soft swap is like, making out doing stuff but not like putting it in there's all kinds of crazy shit like i've learned but um heather's sneezing over here so yeah really okay. come on heather <laughs> yeah she's not listening she can't hear you really really ruining the mood of the after yeah, like dark. <laughs> hey if you only saw the scene we're in right now so <laughs> it would really ruin the mood <laughs> um but hey sir, all you guys out there 
I know what you're thinking. It's bitching. It is cool. Try to wrap all that stuff up for me, like before you get married. And then if your chick's still into it, play around and do fun stuff because obviously you get older, you want to try new things, but I don't swinging isn't for everybody. Like, I think as a man, we think swinging would be cool 99% of the time because we beat off to crazy shit, but I don't think it works that way. I think it's only for select people. You hear that, Marks? It's been noted. Okay, just for select people. I'm taking notes, don't worry. Courtney, select. She's listening. <laughs> um. All right, so yeah, select. so not that... So this guy needs to just find the girl or back it down. <laughs> Yeah, find the girl, back it down, do something with your chick, and talk to your chick. Don't just, like, do not let her go do it. And then what will happen is, oh, she'll want to go do it with just the guy, and you're not around. Right. And that's when shit starts getting crazy. Why do you think that? You can't do that, dude. Because that's, I don't know, I've just seen, I've had friends that end up, they swing, and they do stuff with couples, and they do these things, and then the dude or the chick would be like, well, meet up with the other chicks somewhere else without the other partner there. And to me, that's, I mean, if you're in that agreement, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be the deal. Mm. I think it's lame to like find a girl on classifieds. It's not really classifieds. There's like, oh, I'm trying to think of the damn website, like swing lifestyle or something. I don't know. There's all kinds. Of, and then there's just dudes. Dude, there's not, there. there's not single hot chicks on these websites. Well, that's another thing. Hot. You're right. right. There's n- <laughs> yes. Okay. We haven't covered that part. We're just talking women in general. We didn't talk about the rating of them. <laughs> no, that's a good point. You're right. Yeah, it's hard enough to find one. Right. All right. So, yeah, this guy needs to back it down. Yeah, back it down, dude. If uh, you want to be with this chick, just chill down. But don't, don't give up on her dream, okay? Her <laughs> dream is to hook up with chicks. Let her hook up with chicks. Figure yeah, that's out. great. That's a good time. Yeah, that's great. I mean, if Heather your had a girlfriend, life. I wouldn't hate on it. Live your life, YOLO. Your best life. Right? Live your best life, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, we got actually we got an After Dark question on the phone for you now, Kiefer. Uh-oh, they're turned up. Yep, hold on. Ben, you there? Yeah, got you, sir. What's up, man? What's what's going on? What's your question for Kiefer? Well, it's not really a question. I just uh, wanted to give... Keeper, uh, my uh, wife works for an adult uh, accessory store. Okay. And uh, she's uh, got a uh, given a test item the other day. Turns out Keith is into testing so much. Testing, testing at adult superstore stuff. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yep. 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 She, she often gets samples to test, uh-huh. and uh, a, a product called a Satisfier Pro. Have you heard of it, Chris? Have you heard of a Satisfier Pro? No. He has not heard of it, no. It is uh, 100% the best accessory you can buy for the bedroom. Did you hear that, what is it? What, is, what does it do? What is it? It, it is uh, a little... Uh, uh, it's like a little suction thing that goes over the upper area of the lady's vagina. And without any sort of touching of that area, but it is uh, very good for helping with lubrication. If any of uh, the court, any of you guys that worried that their wives aren't getting lubricated, this will guarantee lubrication and finish the job in about thirty-five seconds. Thirty-five seconds? 
Yeah, it's 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 called the uh, the one minute orgasm. It, it, if you last more than a minute, there's something wrong. Wow! It looks like a a vacuum for your bean. Yeah, yeah, pretty much for the bean. bean. <laughs> it's a vacuum for it your bean. Up. Hey, so we're gonna uh, Kiefer is we're gonna buy one for Kiefer, and he's gonna try it, and he will report back. I, I, yeah, I'm. I, um, it is Kiefer the best, the best product on the market. <laughs> All right, Ben, for reals, we're gonna order one, and Kiefer will give us a review of it, uh, and with Heather shortly. Yes. No worries, guys. All right, thanks, Ben. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Thanks. Have a good night. See Thank ya. you. Kiefer's like yes. Heck yeah. All right, we will order a Satisfier Pro. Satisfier Pro. I'm going to look that up. It's not spelled exactly Satisfier. It looks it'll like come a Clarisonic, so. <laughs> which is a face cleaning brush. Is Heather down for testing? Heather, yeah. we're going to get a toy to test. You down with that? Sure. She said sure. And did you it's sneeze? called the Satisfier Pro. One sneeze for yes, two sneezes <laughs> for two for no. <laughs> One sneeze for yes, two sneezes for no. I can't sneeze on demand. She can't <laughs> sneeze on. Okay. All right, Kiefer. Well, thanks. What does it look like? Good advice. It looks like yeah. a vacuum for your bean color. <laughs> All right. Are we getting a vacuum for your bean? It's vacuum for your bean? Yeah, like, does something it? come out of that hole? Or An actual you, vacuum? That's not. That sucks that your big bean up. The, the, no, I don't want my bean sucked. The I best, want it vibrated. The best part. No, 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 no. She said she doesn't want it sucked. She wants it vibrated. And yeah, we can hear that. Um, the best part is that maybe, hopefully, Kiefer <laughs> reminds him to vacuum the house after. <laughs> that's my job. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. There we go, everybody. Another uh, hey, thanks for the after dark questions, remorse. everybody. Yeah. Uh, send them all in. Kiefer will be back in, I don't know when, at some point. Um, he'll be at Anaheim 2, but just for Anaheim 1, just for practice, so everybody. <laughs> That's it. Just practice. I'll be there. I'll be there all day and night. Speaking awesome. of that, you need to uh, email me some stuff so I can get my credentials. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll send it to you. All right. All right, buddy. Thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it as always. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Pookie. Bye, and guys. Uh, thanks for the bean sucker. All right. See you. See you, bye. Bye. <laughs> Chris Kiefer, everybody, helping him out. I didn't like his advice there at the end, the second question, but that's okay. It's his segment. So about the swinging? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I don't do it. So what? Your chick just like you just you just like you're running the show, right? That's what I mean. So. I'm Fuck pretty, that guy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm liberal. Like whatever like the, the the wife wants and you guys can work out and talk about then then that's fine. Like I Communication is key. I don't think the dude could just be like no. Cuz the chick'll go out and maybe cheat on you or something. Yeah. You know what I mean, Marks? Yes, like, I know exactly. If Courtney what you wants mean. you to dress up as a boy scout, dress up cuz she'll she'll find a real boy scout and it's over. This is That took a turn. I'm just saying. That, could, that just, took a turn. Just do it. Uh, Pulp I, ha- Mex- I have old Boy Scout uniforms. There we go. Yeah, it'll get weird. You probably were in the Boy Scout. It get, it'll, get, it'll get weird. And, yeah. Don't um, you worry. Okay, No second commercial with my song? Oh, no. No second commercial. We're going to go. Sorry, bro. Pulp Mex Fantasy. Check it out. Right, Marks? Oh. Yes, please. Can I say something? Sure. If you were on the Pulpamex Forum League and you played with us for the last couple of years and you want to play again for Supercross, hit me up on Twitter. We're getting our band back together. Tom Pound, MX or DW, KTM, some number guy, Piper, all these guys. 
Hit he, me up. Let's play. He said he can't do anything with your scoring. I know, but we I, I don't know what it is, but we're going to figure it out. So you, I gotta, you, you won't yeah. figure it out. I need Pookie, like a tutorial. Pookie will not get the handicaps fantasy. and everything. So you screwed her fantasy league up. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I don't pick off handicaps anyway. I just go with my, you know. What was, what my, what my was their format? Just like. <laughs> you get extra points if you pick the guy correctly in 10th. And otherwise you got to pick the top five. Yeah, you pick the top five so like, and then you pick like Rocky 10th Mountain. and you get the bonus. Yeah. Except, is it always 10th? Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, so it doesn't change? Hmm. Yeah, that's either Brayton or Dean. <laughs> it's like one of three guys. <laughs> or JG. JG. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. I never picked Grant, though. Um, Sorry, Pookie. Okay. Well, thanks for the show, everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks to our guests, Kennard, Brayton, JT, Rarick, Kiefer, uh, Cooksey, also for calling in for the Gear Alley Cool Call. Uh, Marks, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, next week. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're ne- welcome. Next week. Next week what? Oh, next week's be so good. <clears throat> the Nicholas Way two seven in studio. Yes, all show. Really? Yeah. Lifetime achievement guy. Are you all right with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm um, all right with that. Have you met him? Yeah, yeah. Right. He probably wouldn't remember me. But. All right. Um. Thanks, Pookie. Thanks for your contributions this week. Thanks for making me, forcing me to come on the show. Sorry to everybody who hates hearing me. When she says everybody, I think there's oh, only. <laughs> <laughs> One Dude, person she's thinking about. He, you know, he. We asked him for his time for the round for the roundtable show, and he came on. And he and he was honest and forthcoming. And now you're just going to burn him at the stake for yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Totally. Um, that's life. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, we will see you next week. And uh, please check out Pulp Mex Fantasy. Join. You don't have to pay to play. Uh, you ha- can't win the prizes, but you can at least uh, join and play and have some fun. And we can talk about it all year long. And uh, we'll be back next week, everybody. Thank you. Oh, wait, wait. Thanks to SwissCore. Thanks to Moser. And order some pulp merch for Christmas. Get some pulp merch for Christmas. Get your orders in ASAP. If you live in another country, you're probably too late. And uh, thank you, Marks. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Boogie. Bye. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean... You probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Complete.